to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to Pulp MX Show. Coming at ya! It's Monday, December 19th, 5 p.m. Pacific. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all of that stuff to you guys. This is the last Pulp MX Show of 2022. Coming in right after the new year. Talking about Anaheim and more. Holy shit, it's here, man. And uh, there's lots to get into. Looking forward to tonight's show. Ken Roxon will be calling in. Yeah. The probably the surprise of the silly season was Ken Roxon taking his talents over to uh, the HEP Suzuki team. So he'll call in, talk about that and more. Phil Nicoletti will call in. Chad Watts, a great mechanic back in the day for Carmichael, uh, Rhino, and more. Uh, we'll talk touch base with Chad Watts, see what's going on. And Chris Riesenberg from Race Tech as well. Talk some suspension and more. Thanks for listening, everybody. You may have noticed that. You cannot watch tonight's show. We have no video tonight. Audio only. Old school. We used to do this every single week with just audio only. And we're back. Our guy Marks is under the weather, and uh, we gave him the night off. Coincidentally, taking the show off after the Pulpamex staff dinner where um, got him and his lovely wife some free food. So he... He's out for tonight, but uh, audio only tonight. But if you're listening or watch, trying to watch on YouTube, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Audio only tonight. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X-Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, the Cherubies, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, MotorcycleNurseJobs.com, Guts Racing, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, Get Data, Ride Engineering, WUSA, Suspension Direct, Manscape, Intense Cycles, Wisco Piston, Twisted T, all on board with us. And again, no video tonight, just audio. And uh, yeah, we're taking it, we're kicking it old school. Our guy Mark's not feeling well. We'll light a candle for him uh, in studio tonight to talk to me, to talk to Roxon and Nicoletti and Chad Watts. And checkers from Race Tech. Uh, big news from him lately over there at Vital MX. Some new hires, things going on there. Michael Lindsay, what's up, man? How are you? Very conflicted tonight. Why? So he reached out to me. We're doing the last show of the year. And man, first, there's no lineup. I'm like, great. I'm getting the low end of the stick. Then I see the lineup and I'm like, oh, this is pretty sick. Then I get here. We go to Starbucks. There's no Corvette to ride in. I missed that by a week. Yeah. Mark's isn't here. There's no video. I mean, I'm just going through the highs and lows. Right. Well, you know what? Um, Marks, Marks is actually fine. He just didn't want to put you on video tonight. He just... Uh, yeah, very, he, very he's, likely. He's actually totally healthy. Um, he probably saw that I was coming in. He's like, uh, I'm out. I'll tell you what, though. You know who did come in tonight? Who, who maybe thick and thin, broken back. Not feeling it doesn't matter. The guy trugs himself in here, puts in a hero's effort every Monday just about. Thanks for coming in, Talon. Thank you. Thanks, Talon. Talon Taylor, everybody. Anything for you, Steve. How was – what did you think of the staff dinner we had? 
It was fun. I didn't like that Yar Yar was next to that Moser guy, but yeah, that was <laughs> I was very worried. Scary. Wait, that Moser guy exists? Yeah, he he came oh, out. Crap. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the vet was there. The vet, yeah. The vet was there. It was nice. You uh, revved it up on your way out. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. try to get some, you know, some attention. I think it worked. That one guy said it was cool. He might have been <laughs> saying it sarcastically, but <laughs> he probably was. He probably was. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's a good show tonight. We got a banger night lined up. Philip. Roxon, uh, Chad Watts, Chris uh, Riesenberg from Race Tech. I don't know if Kenny's done any public interviews since the switch. Nope. Uh, uh, so no, this might be the first one. Uh, so looking forward to having Kenny talk about the uh, switch to uh, those guys. Uh, Pulpamex Fantasy. Signups are open now. 5 p.m. Pulpamexfantasy.com, 5 p.m. Pacific. They are open now on Monday, December 19th. So Really cool. Uh, JT and I are going to talk more about this later. Are you going to sign up again, Michael? Are I you do in every or? year, but what I really care about is industry idiots. Uh, that should be next week. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, you'll be in industry idiot league as well. Always. High dollar. Uh, have you ever won anything from idiots? Actually, I'm lucky. So, like, I've done it for three years now, uh-huh. and I always at least make enough money that I can enter the next year, but... I, I like everybody. I do good for a while till I have two or three bad rounds, and then I start throwing hail marys. Yeah, I always get one or two rounds where I'll top three a weekend and make like a couple of hundred bucks. I'm like, cool. Now I can pay for it for the next couple of years and not feel bad. Yeah, I uh, last year was the first year I didn't get any money. Just, just no good. Didn't do well, but uh, yeah, good to good to have everybody on Pulp Mix Fantasy. We are giving away. Hey Steve, it, we always need people like you to just throw their money away. Absolutely, and Wygant too. Uh, <laughs> We are giving away for Pop Max Fantasy in no particular order a Yamaha TTR, a Yamaha YZ250F, two Yamaha YZ450Fs, and an intense taser for the uh, for the SMX series and more. Of course, Max's truck tires and Michelin and lots of things. But we stepped it up with prizes. We got the SMX series to talk about. We're going to do a separate uh, uh, league for that and a separate category for that with more prizes, more can, weekly. Can we stuff. give away a Corvette? No, that was a rental only. <laughs> So, uh, don't forget, we've got the Race Tech rant coming up later. We have the X-Brand Goggle tear-offs, and we have the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment as well. Uh, so, lots to get into. Uh, thoughts out to Travis Marks. We hope he pulls through. And if he doesn't, uh, there'll be a video hiring on MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com ASAP. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, lots to get into when it comes to the show tonight uh, with Michael Lindsay from Vital MX. You have a couple new hires that we'll talk about later yeah. on. Some expansion going on at Vital MX. Starting, starting our new empire. Yep, starting a new empire. So we'll talk more about that later on. That that's good for you guys, though. I'm I'm stoked. Uh, everything's working out really well for that. So uh, again, Pulp Mix Fantasy signups open. Uh, thanks for thanks for playing that all these years. Um, all right, Michael. We'll just we'll just I'll just throw you a blanket question right now. Um, I got some suspension stuff to talk to you about later because you're very good at that. You're very knowledgeable about that. But just give me your five things that you're most excited about for coming into this year. Just give me your five things. Uh, well, just talking about Supercross, I'm stoked we're going back to Nashville. I actually missed it the last time I was on the schedule. Um, so stoked we're going back to Nashville. Number Nashville one. is on your is on your yeah, list. I, I mean, look, it's oh. your list, it, and I told you it can be anything, but I didn't expect you to say Nashville. It's not the highest list, but it was the first one that came to mind. Okay. I'm actually yeah, yeah. stoked we're going back to no, Nashville. It's a it's a cool um, city, man. It's yeah. really cool, and I think the industry. Well, hopefully, if the arrests stay down, <laughs> the industry will like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean the fact that not just I'd the fly Kenny the girls in from LA boy. <laughs> wow, is that record for uh, how soon into a show we've had Jim Hall? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, Kenny being on the Suzuki for the fact that 
every OEM coming into the series now has a race-winning competitor. You know, it's been a couple years where Suzuki's been the the butt of the joke for that. To actually have every OEM have a dude on their bike that can go it, out and win is uh, is excellent for the sport. We need. I it. feel like I should know this. This should be con- Kenny's the last guy to win on an RMZ, right? Um, a title, yes. I don't no, know. No, I'm in a race. race. A race. I mean, w- 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 would anybody have won a race? Has to be Kenny on RCH. No, Bogle Outdoors. Okay, I was thinking more Supercross, but that's, okay. still, that's still a good pull. Yeah, because Bogle was outdoors the year after he left RCH, yeah. right? Because it was still RCH. It was on JGR when Bogle did. It was on RCH. Yes, he was on RCH when yeah. he won, yeah. But Kenny would have to be the last Supercross. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so that's huge having, having that, um, I'm actually, I'm, I is, you know, much controversy as there is around it. I'm just excited also for more racing in general this year, whether we're talking about world supercross, whether we're talking okay. about super motocross, yep. more jobs, more opportunities for guys to make money. We've all been complaining about that for years. I know there's, you know, more things for gonna, media to talk about. Yeah. More things for yep. me to talk about more for us to all chat about. I think that's, that's a huge positive. Um, is that three? You that's three. three. Yep. Uh, my fourth one is very personal. We got Lewis Phillips to the States. We'll talk about that more later. Yep. But I think uh, it might be small to some people, but I think that's I think he'll bring a lot to the table, whether it's just for us or just for fans in I general. Mean, just music knowledge alone. Oh, just, <laughs> just pop culture, just everything. That co- yeah, just that department of for Lewis. Yeah, is, we're, is we're thinking about starting a, a podcast just around that that he could host. <laughs> right, right. It would be really insightful every single week. Um and then the last one, it's been beat to a little bit of a dead horse. It's it's not – we'll see it at some point this year, is seeing the Triumph and eventually the Beta um, being prepared for U.S. racing. Mm-hmm. Going back off of, hey, we have all these OEMs now in the U.S. with Suzuki having a race winner, but now the fact that we're also going to have OEMs join. While the sport is moving through a lot right now, again, with the, with the different race series, um, I think more OEMs, more brands like Suzuki spending the money to yep. have a Kenny, like all that's good, especially – with the way the economy is looking to, to on one hand go, Hey, the sport seems like it's in a decent place. I think that's encouraging. Adding two new OEMs is, is yeah. Huge now. Uh, and, and the uh, fact that we're actually adding two new OEMs that are truly OEMs. Cause it's really easy to see KTM just buy another brand and go, Oh, look, we got right. another OEM no, from yeah, that. Yeah. Good point. You're right. Yeah. Actual true OEMs. Uh, and they're going to go racing at the highest level. So yep. looking forward to that. Uh, I do want to talk to you later on about the triumph news, which I was honestly a little underwhelmed. And I was a little underwhelmed at the Motocross Nations also with Triumph yeah. announcement. So, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, we're gonna have Roxon on here in twenty minutes. Yep. I think. I mean, I, I we talked about this last show. I, I don't. This this change to Suzuki for me doesn't affect his title chances in my mind. He's the same sort of title chances, and I think he can win races on this thing. I just, I absolutely think he can win races. Look, he's had problems staying in the championship for all seventeen and all twelve. So that's not going to change on either bike, I don't think. Yep. But is there any doubt in your mind that he can win races on this? Absolutely not. Um, I'll be 100% honest. He's my pick for A1 because I think there's a lot to prove. I think Kenny, you know, discounting, pushing away the conversation of the bike, or maybe you do include it, thinking like, okay, Hep hasn't raced at that level. You could you can make all these common bike. But I think Kenny falls into a category kind of like a Chad Reed to me where I think if he really wants – to make it happen if he wants to prove a mm-hmm. point i think he has 
the talent and the mental ability when he wants to to maybe push beyond what should be possible. Like, he kind of falls in that category where he's one of those guys you, you think you, he can win any night because if it's all clicking, I think he can will himself. Even if you went, oh, yeah. the bike is 5% worse than everything he's racing, I think he can make up the difference. In it. Right. So, again, I, I 100%, if he wins A1, great for Suzuki, great for Hep, great for him. I'm not going to be shocked because that's – that's my pick. I uh, I agree with you. I think we have Mark saying here, so you can't see, but he's got a huge chip on his shoulder, I'm sure, yep. at all of this. And I love our sport in that it's 90% dirt bike rider and yeah. 10% machine that's, or whatever you want. Like that's I just, what's huge because we could talk about other forms of auto racing. You don't have guys that can drop down. Like, let's let's be honest. If you looked at all the factory teams, if you, you compared it to, like, an NASCAR and F1, HEP in your mind would be the worst factory 450 team going like hey if if this was car racing where it's more focused on the car it's like even if you put the best guy in it they might be able to get a spot or two better where in our sport they can be 10 spots better yeah. on the bike and again i think kenny has the ability to take the equipment maybe I, beyond what we've seen i don't look um they, they change up some sponsors on the mm -hmm. team to sort of reflect kenny's seriousness yeah they um they're gonna lighten that thing twisted does the motor um suspension won't be a problem with mm -hmm. Kenny's – like, that – I mean, look, none of the bikes are on the limit outside of the Austrian guys. Yeah. So, like, I don't see why the bike can't be just as good as anything out there. Are they going to be as good as electronics as Honda? No. But I would yeah. argue that a lot of people aren't on the level of le electronics as Honda. You know? So, like, what is that bike – what – like, Twisted can make a bike as good as anybody. Mm -hmm. Electronics is maybe where they're going to lack – but I wouldn't put that as a huge deal. And suspension is going to be as good as ever. So, yes, when he stalls it, that's a little bit of a yeah. – uh, But generally speaking, you don't stall it. So what? where is the bike lacking? Like, I don't I, see it. I think it's more – having personally, of course, running the Suzuki, we all tell you it's very rigid. I don't think it has the operating window that some of the bikes have. Like, I think it's partially the bike's operating window, just how much harder it's going to be to set up track to track. And okay. also – Maybe still, there is some really good guys at, at HEP, but as a working entity, maybe a little bit lack of experience of chasing each race to race uh, the setup for top yeah. guy. I think that's where when we talk about the championship, I do agree with you. It's like, hey, Kenny, Kenny can run for one, but has a couple years, but I do lean a little bit where like, hey, yeah. I'm not expecting him to, to race for a championship on this bike. Not saying he can't, but yeah. that's my drawback. Yeah. I, I have a hard time thinking, hey. But if he was at Factory Honda, would he be racing for the championship for you? he would be very low on that scale percentage-wise okay, for me. Like, be, I, I yeah. think no matter what, you know, just with what he is, you cannot doubt him. You cannot yeah. say he can't race for the championship, right. but the, the percentage pie is very low. So the HEP guys got Danny Cruz over there from Factory yep. Cowie. They got Sewell's, yep. uh, Sewell's over there as well. Yep. They've stepped up yep. with some of their hires. So that that's good. Yep. Larry Brooks is over yep. there Brooks, now. Yep. Um, so, no, I think they're doing all the right things. Um, in Emily, so Lewis interviewed Dustin this last week about, and Dustin admitted every time they've tried to maybe make a leap on a person, they haven't been ready as much mm -hmm. as they thought, you know, an Anstey, a Bogle, he named off some of those guys. I think they've put a lot of people in the right place. And I think they're preparing as best as they can for Kenny. I think they're really doing everything they can, except for the fact is they just haven't had that whole crew to go racing together. And they really mm. can't, they can't control that unless they hired him another year out from yeah. now. Yeah. That's an uncontrollable item for him right now. I think they're doing everything they can, but that's just still my missing key. The, this group has not raced together um, and been there week in, week out competitively. And that's my question. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Uh, I and think, I, think, I think, and that's, that's nothing against them. I, again, I think that's totally fair. It's, it's just hard to look at them and go, yeah, these guys are going to be there every week and week out. It's just, there's, 
They yeah. have to. They have to prove it. They could pull it off, but they have to prove it. Uh, I, I would agree with you on that, and I would 100% agree with you that Kenny can win races on this bike. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I've heard a lot of things behind the scenes a little bit lately about the hire, and it seems like Chris Wheeler at Suzuki had to really go to bat for this to happen. Mm -hmm. So there is a pulse over there at Suzuki USA. He may he may know, have had to bring him back to right, life a little right. bit, but, but there's 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 some involvement with yeah because truthfully Suzuki does not help out HEP a lot no. um, money wise parts technology none of that is really going over there a little bit of it but not on the level that you would think I've been told that that's you know with the Kenny thing they pushed it to Japan and all of that so good for Suzuki USA for stepping up mm -hmm. a little bit on this because. <laughs> Yeah, they, they've been out of it. And that would be my one last thing where, where my question marks come again is it, it's one thing if since Suzuki went to this platform 450, even though it's been a while, they've never really had that much. Like, they kind of turned it over to JJR. They didn't have a lot of technicians involved. A lot of those guys for R&D from different departments are involved. It's not like where Honda or Yamaha can have staff and parts and stuff to interject into the program. Even though HEP's getting more support, and I could be wrong, I don't know every detail, of course, but I kind of, that's my one thing lacking. I'm like, I don't know how much information help they're really still gathering, yeah. like how much Intel parts things. I think it's still, they're getting more support, you know, financially yeah. and maybe a little bit info, but I think it's still the weight of preparing the bike is really on HEP. I, yeah. I, yeah. It's not like the other team where they have access to information, knowledge, and parts directly through the OEMs as much. I no. think they would rank, I think you could agree, they rank the lowest on that list still of, of that. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're, if there is a weakness, that's that's probably where it is. Uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX brought to you by the folks at Decal Works. Ron and the boys over there. I got some graphics for my 2023. Heck yeah. And uh, YZ450, and those guys were on it. They got the bike somehow. I don't even know. that. The, they, they, they did all the graphics for the Yamaha. gave them the plastics to do the die cutter because all of our bikes at the media intro were Decal Works. Ah, uh, there we go. So these yeah. guys sent the graphics. Mm -hmm. They're perfect. They work great. Uh, check them out, please. Decal Works official licensed with uh, Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. The expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. They gave me a bunch of freebies in the package that they did for me as well, so that's pretty cool. Proud sponsor of the Red Bull KTM team, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Off-Road team, decalmx.com. The best part of this is promo code PULPAMX gets you 20% off your custom graphics. Uh, PULPAMX code gets you 20% off at decalworks. Love these guys and the service they bring, and they, uh, they do a good job. So thank you to those guys for bringing Michael Lindsay to the show tonight. Also, thanks to the folks at Firepower. Uh, they're stepping up with a lot of teams out there. Uh, our guy A-Ray using Firepower as well. Uh, AC, I did a podcast with Adam Cincerillo this mm -hmm. week, and he told me uh, that he's seen A-Ray flying at the test track. So he is a flying at the flying test track. Flying on the bike or flying through the air? Uh, I, no, saw I think a video he's of, on the bike, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I saw a video of him flying out of the whoop sideways at, I saw that at too. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, firepowerparts.com. They got batteries and chains that race teams are using. Guys like Justin Starling as well, Logan Carnell, uh, many guys out there, uh, Mason Kerr, and a lot of guys using Firepower. They support a lot of privateers. Firepowerparts.com, chains made in Japan, featherweight lithium batteries as well uh, to save some weight and uh, have a little bit better performance from your battery. Firepowerparts.com, also on board with us as well. Um, before we come up with Michael Lindsay, because um, something I was wondering about with Chase Sexton, mm -hmm. obviously he's on a Honda, and I think he's he's my Supercross favorite. Um, this is where you come in because you're smarter about the stuff than I am. Oh, that's giving me a little, maybe a little too much. Yeah, uh, it seems like he's going to use the BFRC indoors. Yes, him now, and Colt Nichols both. Okay, so that's the show of shock that he put on his bike. 
for outdoors. For outdoors, that really worked well, and mm-hmm. we know they fought the bike like crazy mm-hmm. when uh, it was on the bike before. Adam, seen Cerullo's run with it, didn't like it. Uh, I've heard he's back on it now mm-hmm. uh, on a Cowie. I've heard Anderson's on it. I can't confirm the Anderson mm-hmm. thing. So this this shock, I mean, JGR tried it years ago. Factory Cowie tried it with Villo for two races back in yeah. 2014 so or something. it heats up. It fades is what the, the comment was. Um, Adam hated it. He's back on it. Chase is liking his thing for Supercross. They must have found something in this shock. This this is a real cool design of this shock. Mm-hmm. All the valving is in the body uh, itself, and so it's different from a normal shock. Uh, they must have found something. They must have dug up some new technology or so something. So the, the shock's been continuously used in GP mm-hmm. since it was introduced. Yeah, because, geysers used it forever, right? Yep, it's yep. worked well on the Han chassis. Um, at least from my basic understanding of it, basically you're taking – for the most part, you're taking the valve sack off of the shock piston. Yes, you have like this oversized compression adjuster, mm-hmm. so all the oil is pushed into it out of it. Um, from my experience, it has a, a freer feeling. It returns well. It tracks well. Um, I think from at least what I understand is in Supercross before where they've struggled is maybe as much stiffer as you have to make it for Supercross is trying to rely on all the valving up on that piston might be yeah, overwhelming you think the, about the shaft is moving when you hit yeah the shaft bumps. is now just a plug like it's a it's a return system so you actually have a the body and you have another sleeve inside of it and mm-hmm. you have a piston that has no ports in it and it pushes oil up and over and it returns behind it um they could be using some small bit of porting on the piston to create extra extra damping Flow, character yeah. now if they needed to um i'm just guessing what they probably figured out at this point is as the gp guys have raced on it the more and more as they've just experienced the more they've figured out some way i think to just get it stiff enough for supercross without making it without making it fade and i know at least i asked chase about it at the hunt intro and same comment at outdoors he says said that the bike balance for him is a lot better mm-hmm. like he was talking a bit how he also commented that it's really helped that him and colt are both working on it together he said they both want the bike balance and he said actually because he said before kenny was super super rear high and really soft mm-hmm. front, and Chase w- felt like he was the guy bugging to go chopper. He said Colt's even gnarlier than him. Colt wants it really, really low, but it's at least more the direction he is, so they're both working on that kind of yeah. t- together. Um, he just said he feels like it stays more level. It doesn't ride up too high in the stroke, but it also doesn't squat too much. It'd be interesting to see if that thing stays on, because we, you yeah. know, like I said, it was, Cowie tried it, and JGR yeah. tried it, and Supercross stuff doesn't seem to work. And like you said, Geyser's run it for years. So the comeback from the suspension people was always like, look at Tim Geyser. He's crushing it, and he loves the shock. And then everyone's like, yeah, but he doesn't ride Supercross. Yeah, so and this will be interesting. And it was I was very interested when we got to the Honda team intro there on that. That was the first thing I asked Chase because I was like, look, yeah, they ran it. The factory cow, like Fevra, like it's been – it stayed in GP again – the way it works, it works, I think, really, especially in GPs where their tracks are really chattery mm-hmm. instead of as much big hits. It works really well on that style track. So I, I understand why the GP guys have continued to run it. They've definitely have had to find something now, just like everything else, though. However, when you're riding the same test track all the time every day, yeah. like yeah, yeah. we'll see. Like you said, is it going to make it past the yeah. West Coast swing? Right. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't shock me if it made longer. Never has. We'll see if it stays on yeah. any of those bikes the full season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that happens. I haven't figured out if Jason's on it yet. Anderson, I've heard he was. So obviously, this is a show of mm-hmm. thing. This is technology they believe in, and yeah, it's, it's, neat, it's but... from the road race side. Yep. And and to be honest, 
let's I'll be very blunt. It's not exactly from a it does have its advantages on the way it works and its disadvantages for feel, but it's also it was introduced on a lot of production road stuff. It is also in a way I've been explained it's also a little bit of a cheaper system to build when it comes to pure production. Okay. But the work system those guys are on, like I've seen people see and go, oh, so you're, the shock on the, the Suzuki RMZ450 must be fine. No, that's the only production version they've ever made and ever updated. There's a lot of parts that are unique in the yeah. works version. Like, Yeah. I was just going to bring that up, that it comes it, stock It's kind of funny. On a yeah. standard shock, like the Honda and the Cowie come in with bigger adjusters, like their production shock is getting closer and closer to like an A-kit shock mm-hmm. all the time. But this BFRC workshop is still, yeah. from my understanding, quite yeah. a bit different than the production well, I one. I definitely find that pretty interesting going into the year. We know that Chase and Kenny were unhappy with their motorcycles. They yeah. went to aftermarket triple clamp. They they were trying everything, yeah. and, and neither guy really liked the performance yeah. of their bike. Like I said, uh, that was a big question of mine, Chase, and his just, again, his biggest comment was, there, he feels like now that him and Colt are more on the same page, that it's definitely helping. And it was nothing against... Uh, he always says, it's nothing against Kenny said because we were just so different. He goes, we were trying to develop the bike in two totally different directions all the time. We yeah. were never, yeah. he goes, we were never hanging the same yeah. way on the bike where he said him and Colt are actually really similar right now. I know with Trey being hurt, they've actually been given a lot of credit to Colt on testing. testing. He's taken on yep. a lot of Trey's uh, duties of stuff Trey was supposed to run through, and I know they've been really happy with Colt's feedback, feedback. so far. All right. Uh, 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Michael Lindsay or myself here on the Pulp Mech Show. Presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. 702-586-PULP. Talon, you, everything good over there? You all right? You good? Do you miss, yeah, we're do, good. Do you miss I'm, Marks? I miss Marks. Yeah, I miss Marks. I feel like I'm way further That's, away because he's not in between that us. Was, yeah. I was yeah. wondering if we could move you up because it feels really awkward yelling at you all the way over there. Well, you don't have to yell. We have mic- We have headphones <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, but, you know, this whole house just <laughs> feels with the giant ceilings and you being over there it just feels so big. It's just – it's not – I miss Marks. It's not cozy enough. Uh Motorcycle I was gonna I had to come back for Michael. I'll just I'll just shelve it, maybe talk about it later. Motorcyclejobs.com, job of the week this week. Uh, it is a team green technician. A lot of guys started out a team green as techs and uh, went on to great things in the industry. It's a full time job uh, there at Team Green. And if you're looking for um, to get in the industry, if you're a little bit mechanically inclined, this could be it. They have immediate opening for Team Green Technician and Team Green Racing Department at the headquarters in Foothill Ranch, California. The position is responsible for the technical and log- logistical support to Kawasaki Team Green Racing activities. You know, Skip Norfolk was once Team Green mm-hmm. and then met a kid named Jeremy McGrath. And they bonded. Mm-hmm. And then when McGrath uh, went to Honda Pro Circuit, he asked Skip if he would go. Mm-hmm. And Skip's life changed. This could be you if you do this job. You never know. Maybe you meet the next. Little so you're saying Team Green is like Pulp MX. It's just life changing. I don't really want to go there that much, Michael. But yes, exactly like that. Uh, so MotorcycleJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. Job of the week: Team Green Technician. Super cool job. And if you are a company looking to hire some of the best people, you can uh, go to MotorcycleJobs.com and. Uh, up, uh, get in touch with those guys. List your job on there. You'll find a lot of good people in the industry for that latest job that you want. And uh, if you want to get in the industry, you can uh, you can do that as well. So thank you to the folks at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Kenny Roxon coming right up here. All right, we touched on the suspension. Um, 250 Supercross. I have some things to say about it. I don't have enough time. Race but Grant? the new rule... It, oh, and we, we I've, by the way, I, I love that we we've been talking about this. I got the heads up that this thing was changing in the summer. Yeah, I've talked about it for a long time, and then all of a sudden it came out somewhere. Must have been in some media source, and the people are just hitting me up on Twitter yeah. about how this rules changed. And I'm like, 
yeah, I've known about this forever. Yeah. And we've talked about it forever. Anyways, the only way you're getting out of 250 class is, is by winning, winning championships. Winning championships. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like that better or worse, but I do like it better than taking a fucking dive, which is what guys yep. were doing. Once it was 135 points for seven or eight races, uh, three years in a row, and if you got that, you were also kicked out of the class. Well, that's why J-Mart skipped races. That's why Shane McElroy skipped races, yep. and so on and so forth, which make, is a joke of a rule. And now, Michael, you're only getting out if you win championships. I guess it's okay. I guess it's better. Same. It's it's better, but it's still broken. It's better, yes, but yes. it's still broken. Oh uh, yeah, that that is my my thoughts too. Yep. Better, still fucked. Yeah, still screwed. I don't know. It's hard because like it seems like progress, but at the same time, I'm just like meh. Right. Eh. It's better than taking dives. Yes. Imagine if you're paying some rider to not race. That that seems a little out there also. So. Yep. Better than that, but yeah, still need some some still need some real work uh, on the rule at all. Fuck you, you're fired. All right. <laughs> uh, also, Cherubies USA, the industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories, for over forty years of experience. Uh, they got AC, Barsha, Anderson, and more. Cooper Webb, those guys at Cherubies, is fine tuned the products to offer the highest level of performance and protection. In the industry, bring your bike back to life with a full line of replacement replica plastic kits, hand guards, discards, and more. Visit them uh, at acherbiesusa.com or follow them on social media at acherbiesusa. Big year. Speaking of acherbies, big year for Max Boland. Mm-hmm. Got to get it done this Contract year. Contract year. Contract year. He's at a three-year deal. Uh, I, th- I feel like he will. I feel like he'll step up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Last year wasn't good. No. Right? And that's a weird one because I, me and Lewis were talking about this the other day, just kind of like predicting some of the 250 guys that are on, on the bubble. And it's a weird one because on one hand, like, don't get me wrong – yeah, if he blows it, it's like, yeah, he's probably gone. But even if he has, like, only a decent year, I'm also – who would – KTM's kind of in this weird boat where everything I hear internally is they don't want to poach from our teams. They want to promote from – they want to prove that they can bring kids up. So also, even if he has an okay year under maybe some people's circumstance, he'd be like, yeah, he still hasn't done good enough. He's done three years. Clip him. Who are they going to replace him with? Because yeah, their amateur program isn't great, they had, right? It would have been like the kid who probably kind of would have put pressure on was Dax Benick, but they didn't get that deal done. He did a six-month mm-hmm. trial deal with Star, which I, is I blame, a whole other thing. So is Blair bringing the program down, Daniel Blair? Uh, yeah. Just, okay. It's an absolute mess since Blair took it. Okay. No. Um, I like the direct – me and Daniel were talking about this the other day. Like, he, he has a lot of thoughts and direction that's very different than what they've done, and I really do like what he's done, but it's going to take a big takes, reset. takes time to turn it, that It's ship not going to be right? a six-month thing. It's going right. to be a year, 16-month thing. But, again, that puts him in a position where they also don't have anybody to replace him. Again, based on what I've heard internally, he, unless he has a terrible year, I don't know. On one hand, yeah, there's a lot of pressure come at the end of the year, but I'm at the end of this deal. But I'm also not sure, like – how hard they're going to push to replace him. If he has even an okay year and shows progress, I think he might get another one-year deal regardless or something like that. Renthal is the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession of detail and quality through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Twin wall bar, fat bar, fat bar uh, 36. Uh, please check it out. Uh, the history full of innovations in engineering, a legendary component. Renthal is universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock. Speaking of Renthal, our next guest brought to you by Renthal. He is switching. Uh, the team is switching to Renthal. And so Ken Roxon gets to stay on his bar of choice. Welcome to the show, Kenny. How are you, man? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Um, congrats on the new gig. That. So let me let me get this straight. Like, from what I know, 
you were obviously the firepower guys. You, you got him a world supercross title. You really liked your Reeve. You loved the bike. I saw you in Paris. You were hauling ass. I was told by someone that would know that he probably thought you would have a 10% chance to sign with the HEP guys, but you were trying the bike. But you were, it seems like, Kenny, you were just that impressed with the bike that that's where you pivoted. Is that true? Just the, the bike, being back on Suzuki and being on their bike is, is what did it for you? Yeah, it just, it, that, yeah, like you said, it did something to me. Um, I've been on that bike a lot, though it does feel a lot different than what I was on, for example, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main goal, like I've been with Honda for so many years and um, I had complaints about the bike and my main goal, like, like I said before, I love Yareeb. I love the whole team. You know, I love working with them, and they did a really good job with the bike in the short period of time. But ultimately, that's what I told him, too. It's like, man, I'm in this position, and my biggest goal was to kind of expand my my horizon again a little bit and try something different and mm-hmm. spark it up a little bit in my, in my career. And I went up to Madeira, and... Uh, like you know, like you said, I was pretty sold on um, going with Yareev, but at the same time, I wanted to give this a legit shot, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go up there and make uh, pre-decisions on how the thing's going to be. I just wanted to go up there and ride it. And, yeah, I ended up going up there for a couple of days. I rode it, and um, I definitely had some brain work to do, and I ended up <laughs> going with uh, going with those guys, and I'm really stoked that I did. Um, every time I'm up there, we're we're tinkering around with some stuff. We haven't really done like a big test or anything, but they're actually coming here at the end of this week, and uh, I just hope that the weather is going to be okay because we're actually start uh, we're getting some rain here tomorrow in Florida. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I really just I enjoyed it, and uh, I was looking for something new, and I ended up going with it. I just had a good feeling about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, one of my questions was. Does the bike feel like it used to? You said it doesn't, but does the bike being it's it's pretty new since the last time you ridden it, but it's pretty the same also in many ways, different frame and stuff, but does it does it you're, you're getting a late start on this. Does the fact that you rode Suzuki before help you maybe avoid some late start uh issues that you could be having? Um so the bike feels I think it feels different than it did in 2016 by quite a bit, especially suspension-wise, because I was on KYB back then. I'm on Showa now. Um, And I just think it feels different, but same, same at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, it just just felt familiar, right? I really like the size of the bike. Like, the bike felt bigger to me than the Honda, and that's what I kind of – what I liked about it, and I'm excited to tinker with it a little bit more. We're still trying to – me and Chiz, we're trying to do some work to it still, and – try and tinker with stuff but for the the base that they gave me i was really impressed with it mm-hmm. and um, i'm still riding literally that same spec um suspension wise and everything okay hey okay it's michael Lindsay here um i was yeah. curious when whether it's something that complements your riding or something that it does that maybe works in areas you're not as good in what what did you feel when you got on it that drew you to it like you're riding around first couple laps like what caught your attention immediately that kind of perked your interest in riding it um i i really like the balance of the bike and i think the the frame stiffness is well thought out um and i actually feel like for how uh you know people were kind of talking down on how rigid it is i can't really say that uh yeah, I mean, my stuff right now is pretty stiff in the front, for example, but it still has a pretty damn good feel. Having said that, I think they've done a lot of work to it, 
and even before I came, Kyle um, went to ride the bike, right, and to, to kind of like set it up a little bit and try it out as well. And um, I, yeah, so I did a bunch of work to it. And I, like I said, I thought it was really good. And it's just, I think I trust, granted, something can always happen, right? But I trust the frame and the rigidity and the, the stability and the stiffness and control it gives you. I just trust that a lot. It, it's very stable that way. Interesting that you said it was a bigger bike, which it is, than the Honda. Yeah. But you like that, even though you're not a taller guy. Uh, you just, yeah, you just like the way that feels. Because the Honda, I, I, the Honda's like a little mini bike, a little bit underneath you. You know? Yeah, the chassis, like the Honda, it just it feels so short in the front. I always felt like the front is underneath me, like beneath yep. my motor, kind of. Like mm-hmm. I always felt like the front was really short, and it, it, I had a really hard time finding my balance. And I, I like my rear kind of tall or pretty level, anyways. And that just didn't complement that bike at all. And, um, yeah, so that bike right now, the Suzuki, is, feels a lot different that way, which I, which I like. It Outs- sticks in the turns better. It's not so busy. Outside of the, the chassis, like, when you ride the, the production RMZ 450, to me, the motor on it kind of has, like, more of an old-school four-stroke feel. It's very torquey, very luggy, a little bit more of a tractor feel, maybe not as, mm-hmm. as free-feeling. With your guy at the race package you're riding right now, like, is it feel more like, everything else you've been right like what you've raced the last couple of years does it have a certain engine feel you like too does it does it you know is there anything there that you liked particularly um there's still there's still some things that we're actually tinkering around with um i agree with you that the motor um it has a little bit of a different feel but it's hard for me to explain because i'm still like learning it in mm-hmm. uh, in ways right like every time i jump on the bike like i, I kind of get excited because it, it's just still a fresh feeling to me or a new feeling, right? I was on Honda for six years or something like that. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm still still kind of learning it that way, too. But overall, I am so happy that I made this decision. And um, I think the motor is plenty strong. Like I said, we're still trying. It, it's hard, but me being in, I need those guys to be here, right? And they're, mm-hmm. they're coming, too. Like, every time we're in Madeira or whatever, we can do a lot of stuff. And they're coming now, so I can't wait for them to be here. Like you, like you said earlier, Steve, it was everything was late, right? Like if yeah. right now was mid October or November, even or whatever. Like there's so much stuff we can still do, I think, right? But um, yeah, I'm excited for them to come. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Um, I know you did a interview with uh, Jamie for us about this, but I was wondering if you could talk about it a little bit on here, like. Um, Chiz said, you know, the the work that Chiz did on it, like, what was that conversation you had with him after you wrote it? It sounds like, you know, you, you had quite a bit of positive to say about uh, Chiz's input. Yeah, so Chiz and I, um, when it comes to riding, I think we like our bikes pretty similar. No, I know so. <laughs> so I think I can, he's very, very good at feeling the bike and changing things and, you know, how the motor affects the bike and chassis, like, he's really, really spot on. So I you know, and I'm very into all of that stuff too. So I think we can relate to each other when we test stuff and we feel like, even if it's the slightest thing, we feel the same thing. So I think our language, we just kind of speak the same language. Right. So after he wrote, he, he gave me a little, cause he was actually on the plane. Um, he gave me a little bit of input and stuff, but he didn't fully like dish it out either. Cause he wanted me to feel it of course. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think he did a did a really good job setting it up or trying or whatever they gave me I thought felt really well for for uh yeah, just showing up. I didn't expect it, let's put it that way. That's that's really cool here because I know even the Chiz have been riding the bike, there was like 
a little bit of talk if he was going to go, but it kind of seems like because you were stoked to want to go there and he works with you really well, it just seems like kind of a perfect opportunity for the two of you to both end up there and work together. And it sounds like both of you kind of are a reason why the other ended up there almost. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what it was because we talked about that ahead of time, right? Like it was kind of like, uh, hey, this and that. And he, he, he said the same thing, like, oh, we're talking. Like it just was kind of like, you know, we talked, of course, about all of this. So it ended up working out just like how we talked about. And um, I think when it comes to the testing side of things, it's so great because we share our, all our info and he's really good with it. So I just think, I just think we are going to be able over a period of time to come up with some cool stuff, you know, to try. And uh, Travis Sewell's is your mechanic, I'm, I'm guessing? Sewell, yep. Yep. Oh, and actually, yep. yeah, having him too is, is pretty yep. cool because he knows a lot from RCH days. And he actually gave me the whole rundown, right? Like I looked at my bike. Um, I guess I never have taking a close look at my championship bike here. But he was just giving me the he was just giving me the whole rundown of like, dude, like this is from Factory Suzuki and this is from Factory and this we made this and they did all of this trick shit to the bike, right? And I'm like, You're kidding me. Like I didn't even know all of like full on like just custom shit, right? And I'm like, that's so sick. I look at this bike way different now. So it's cool that he knows all of the stuff yeah. that we did at RCH. Granted Right now, like, I have nothing of that stuff on my bike, right? Like, it's not mm -hmm. nowhere near the same bike. Um, but I think in the future, I don't know, I'm just kind of excited what's in store, you know? I want to sure. see what Suzuki says, and um, I don't know, maybe there's something cool cooking in the future. I don't know. Right. I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. Renthal, bringing you Ken Rocks on the show, the new uh, progressive insurance Suzuki HEP rider. Um, yeah, in your mind, um, you can win races on this thing? 100%? You're ready? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that bike can win, 100%. Uh, and I understand you have an option for World Supercross or Nationals. I understand. Uh, correct. Is that correct? Yeah, that's so. Yes. See how you feel. See and how, I haven't you know. made a decision. Right. I haven't, like, you know, like, for my thing was Supercross, Motocross, like, the whole deal, right? But I haven't really officially made a decision about anything yet because my goal was, hey, let's get this deal done first. Mm -hmm. Let's, after all this traveling, let's settle in a little bit and focus on what we're doing here and start racing. Like, I just, there was so much shit on my plate. <laughs> Which I enjoyed that. Like, it was cool, but there was so much shit on my break, on yeah. my plate where I'm like, I can't even think about that. I'm going to start racing. Dude, this, I had a plan, right, to yeah. get the deal done and start racing and do all of this stuff before I get too far ahead, you know? Right, right. Well, it's it's a different it's, it's a different time for you. You had a lot of fun in the off season. You You tried some different stuff. A little bit less pressure on you. You're going back to Suzuki. You're probably as much of an underdog maybe as you've ever been, Kenny, right? So it's kind yeah. of a neat position for you. Yeah, I'm cruising right now, honestly. Like, I have, I don't, Anaheim's coming up, and I just want to, my main goal is to to feel the team out, right? Like, this is going to be our first rodeo, which I'm really excited about. I think it's going to be fun figuring each other out. Um, of course, also putting the bike in racing situations for me personally. And there's, I just think there's so much new and exciting stuff going to happen that mm -hmm. I'm going to look at Anaheim and all these races from a different perspective, which is exactly what I needed. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really want to put pressure on myself. If I win, great. If not, like I just really want this to be a working progress, and I want to be, I want to be into it. I want to be into my riding and focus and kind of have fun with the situation and just, and just rebuild, you know. And wherever I'm, wherever I'm at, I will be fine with it. And then I'm going to work forward and and try and get better each and every day i go out in the track and and what you know and whatever it may be like i, I might go into the first race and afterwards i'll be like oh i need to i need to uh you know work on this or i need to 
the, the bike better or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. I want to attack that and then see if we can get it better and just be into it. So the other thing I was curious from everybody you tested and, and, and tried out with and you looked at for deals, um, we were, we were talking about this a little bit earlier on the show, which is kind of the, the HEP team building up the last couple of years, some of the staff they have now. I don't know if you know the general fan realizes some of the, the people they've hired. Um, Dave Cruz used to be a show there forever. you got Larry Brooks over there now. So wait, you first go to Madera, show up at their shop, their track. Um, did they kind of roll out the red carpet in the sense of, like, you got to see all the people there working with it? Did it did it even catch you at all by surprise, or were you pretty aware of, like, some of the people they've hired and – like I said, compared to some of the teams you test with, it, it just seemed to me like they maybe had more more staff or presence to, to kind of show you, hey, we're, we're here to commit to you and, and do what we can. Yeah, so um, obviously I knew some of the people there, right? Like you see them around the pits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I showed up, that was super easy. Um, I flew up there straight from – where did I come from? Was did it you come from Spain? No, it wasn't Australia. Oh, no, yeah, 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 of course. Uh, I came after, like, Barcelona and Spain um, and uh, Paris and all that. And it was super mellow, honestly. We got there at night, and, uh, yeah, I, I met some of the guys, and um, I'm familiar with some of them already. And I, I obviously talked to a couple of people, and they said that it's a really good thing that Larry's there, too. And um, and we just kind of went from there, like a no-pressure thing. We kind of just felt each other out. Like, every this was all new to me, trying for different teams and different staff, right? Like, I'm usually with some people for six years or whatever like i don't really i actually said that i don't really get to sign contracts that often when you really think about it because most of the time i'm with companies for quite a few years right so every time this time comes up it's kind of a special feeling as well right like i just feel like you don't do it that often so um it was kind of new and and um i was just immediately impressed with the bike that was pretty much it and then from there on out we kind of felt each other out over these couple of days right Mm -hmm. um and it was super mellow low-key we didn't do a whole lot of testing whatever i was just riding having a good time and and um i just think i rode the bike a lot because i wanted to and we had so much fun on it and and that made my decision easier as well because you know sometimes you ride it one day and then you're like oh it's great and you come back the next day and you're like like i don't remembered it being better than what it really was right so i came back the next day and the bike felt the same to me so that's where i was like oh okay this thing's like actually this thing's really good because i had i was just as stoked on the second day as i was on the first day is it special at all for you to not only come back to suzuki but come back at this time because like when you were with them in gps they were a top a top level program when you rode for rch of course it was the best of the best people the you know the hep guys are trying to prove themselves suzuki's been kind of you know pushed off the side a little bit the last couple years um is it is it special at all for you to return to suzuki but also have the opportunity to kind of put them back on the map a little bit where before when you've gone to them they've they've already had that absolutely yeah i think that's the coolest thing about it suzuki it's just been a little bit quiet around that side of the pits right and um that it's a big motivation and and i truly i think what makes it so cool because i truly believe we can make some noise you know mm-hmm. um with them and me riding the bike more and it getting better and i really want to want to get after it and put them back on on the you know top step or podium and just get everything back in the mix and get get every get the connection again to suzuki and get everybody talking um i just want to rebuild that you know absolutely we got a phone call for you here from nick uh, nick welcome to the show what's your question for ken roxon yeah, Ken, I was just wondering, you've been pretty vocal on your diet when you were with Alvin, how you weren't on board with it, and 
we can obviously tell how fit you are. I was just wondering, do you stick to any sort of diet or protocol? Um, obviously, I've seen you run from Sunday. Obviously, you're putting in the work. But is there anything you stick to as far as your eating habits and your diet? Um, I'm Yeah, so I switch it up a bit. I kind of go back and forth a little bit, right? You go through phases of doing this. That's at least me, right? I like to have a little bit of fun with eating too. But um, in general, I've been on a little bit more uh, meat and fruit diet. And um, I'm having some raw liver um here and there as well and um i believe in the more like organ carnivore i guess type diet a lot more than all this vegan stuff and and to each their own that's just me personally but yeah i've just been kind of cruising with that and i've been feeling good with it so meat lots of fruit um yeah all the good stuff thanks nick appreciate the call awesome Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank you, man. It. Appreciate it. Uh, Kenny, uh, I know I talked to you in Paris. You were going to ride the Stark. The guys brought you down there to ride it. Um, looking at your Instagram and stuff, you look like you had a lot of fun on the bike, and, and I've spent some time on the Alta, and they're pretty cool. Why do some people just got to hate on the thing, though? Like, I've read through your comments. Like, okay, like, if you don't like electric oh. bikes, that's cool. Like, whatever. That, no problem. Like, just like the e-bike oh. thing, man. Why people do people, just what, what, hate to hate. Why it's do they so hate terrible. it, though? Like, just if you don't like it, cool. Like, I get it. You don't. You want a gas-powered yeah. bike. We're not telling but, you you have to ride right. one, but jeez. Dude, some of these people on Kenny's Instagram are losing their shit that Kenny rode this thing, you know? I know, but, yeah, I, I honestly, I can't tell you. I don't know what's going on. I... I see, you know, back in the day, it's just like when you lo- love dirt bikes, like it's like what you say, we like gas powered vehicles, you know what I mean? But, dude, you can't, you have to look at this thing. This thing is freaking amazing. It's fast as shit. It feels way different, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's a completely different riding. It's same, same, and different, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just cool. Yeah. I wrote it, like I gave my two cents about it. And it's just like, I just like, I just, there was just so much heat and so much tension as always. Right. And I'm like, dude, I just like riding dirt bike and yeah. I got this opportunity. Like, why can't you just take it for what it is? Right. Like, yeah, calm down, everybody. People, I calm mean, it's, down. It's, it's, it's next level, honestly. I mean, there are just thousands of comments. Of well, it's just like anything in the world. I feel like people just take offense to everything. And that's one. It's like, hey, everything. I'm, it's a, we all talk, you know, you see people in there like, I've been in motocross forever. Like, this is ruining. Mm. Like, what? we're all here because we like riding dirt bikes and fun. This is fun. I'm not yeah. telling you you have to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm having fun doing it. Yeah. Some people are going to have fun uh, doing it. What is the problem with that? How crazy oh. is it, Kenny, coming into a corner and hearing, like, your chain slap? Oh, my and God. And that's it. Like, it's so weird. Tire roll. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's funky for sure. Um, I got used to that. Um, I was amazing. On, uh, I was amazed by the handling when I wrote the track. It was ripped up, but it was mm-hmm. dry, so it was super peppy, marbly, right? And that bike would just hover around the turns, and I was able to make one turn. And they had a stock cowie there, and I rode that thing, and I really struggled on it. I made like five turns instead of one smooth right. turn. You know what I mean? So it's a completely different. You don't have any uh, engine mass turning and rotating so it's just it's very stiff granted the bike uh, you know the track was pretty damn flat but they had a couple of muddy areas where it was ruddy and um it just stays in the rut like there's nothing upsetting like no engine brake no nothing and also when you jump and you dive the front you're always in the perfect gear there's no clutch no shifting no nothing (laughs) so there's no like limit really on how fast the rear wheel spins so you can correct it you can literally go from Six o'clock to twelve o'clock, by, just by holding the <laughs> throttle wide open, it's pretty wild. How it feels like, you know how the bike in general is pretty heavy, right? Like it's yep. heavier than yep. your regular bike, but it feels like you're riding a one twenty five. It really yeah. does. When when Sebastian Tortelli told me that, I'm yeah. like, 
Funk, I was just so amazed by all the technology because he explained some of the things with the, uh, the software and mm-hmm. the battery and all yep. of that stuff, right? And it just it just sounded really cool. So I'm like, man, I gotta go down there and ride it. So we set that actually up in Australia. That's when we set. Oh, down. okay, yeah. I uh, yeah. I over jump stuff first. First ten minutes of me on it, I was over jumping stuff. I was like, because I didn't. I kind of know the sound that the motor makes to how far I'm going to jump or how I don't know. It just threw me off. I was. Uh, I I agree. Yeah. I agree. The jumping was a little scary at first because also first of all, I had a really hard time remembering the track. I wrote this outdoor track on the on this golf course. It used to be an old golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's where you wrote it or whatnot. Uh, did you write it in the U.S.? No, or? I wrote I wrote the Alta. Uh, but that the the golf. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about the Alta. The, the golf course is where they did the media stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I rode the track, but I was so focusing just, like, on the bike. And granted, I just raced Paris two nights, right? I've had very, very, very little sleep. I'm coming in. I'm riding in the afternoon. I rode until it was dark, literally. And uh, I had a hard time remembering the track because it also the bike just jumped weird at first. I was just trying to focus on what this thing's doing. I think it would have helped me if I would have ridden this bike on a track that I've already known and ridden a different yeah. bike as well, you know? Right. That would have helped a lot. Hey, I'm curious uh, if you ever ran into this. So, you know, here in the U.S., we got to ride the Alta over the years. I actually, I had to send somebody else that part, so I haven't rode that yet. But um, when we'd ride on more hard pack tracks, like the way throttle, you know, you rolled on is all good. But I rode a really rutted track with it one day with, like, long inside ruts. And the thing that tripped me out is we're on a normal gas bike you have clutch to be able to sort of load the bike in the mm-hmm. corner like load the throttle against the clutch a little bit and feed out and make the bike squat or manipulate that where that where those things you're just rolling on Whoa. throttle did when i rode one i kept using the rear brake to almost like load the bike under throttle D- did that track have enough ruts did you ever like trip out on that experience not having a clutch to load the bike or no, because I don't really use the clutch, the clutch. that much, so okay. that didn't really bother me that much. But what I was tripping out the most, you do, like, I think that's what makes it hard when the track gets hard pack and mm-hmm. you open the throttle because this bike doesn't give you that much feedback, right? And I think that's why it hovers on over, or it feels to me like it's hovering over the ground. Like, you don't mm-hmm. feel every little marble where on, on your regular dirt bike, you feel everything that's laying on the ground. So that's kind of cool, but also when I rode Supercross, because they had the Supercross track right at the bottom, I really, like, I was like, dude, I am not jumping this. I am not jumping that. I'm not jumping this. Because it was just like, I, I just, I had really hard time feeling the motor technically and how much throttle I'm really giving it. You know, this mm-hmm. thing is so incredibly fast. So I couldn't really get enough feedback. But I've also not ridden. When you ride that thing all the time, you'll just get used to it. But just coming from a regular dirt bike to that, I had a hard time feeling the motor and the connection to the ground a little bit and where I'm opening the throttle and how it responds. Like I just like, I don't know. It was just a little bit weird that way. And it made it way, way, way harder on supercross. That's when I was really tripping out. Yeah, I was it like, a little dude, more precise. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I, I, found that I wrote like two different sets of suspension there. Um, one was boss and one was from magic or something like that, I think, mm-hmm. or, but was it bud racing? Yeah. I think it was bud racing or something. Yeah. And so they had two different suspensions and I just didn't know what it was doing. Plus the, it being an electric bike and then on a supercross track, like it's just, it was a crazy <laughs> experience. Hey, but moral of the story, you had a great time, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned in there jumping on a Cowie for men. This is one I really want to ask you about, of course, amongst, all the bikes you were supposed to test and ride, the ones that Mitch built for you, did you ever actually get to ride them, or did that no. end up not getting to happen? 
No, that ended up not happening at all. Um, I think the bikes took a lot longer than I personally expected as well, but I had to get something rolling because just the shit at the fan and I don't have anything. At least I have bikes ready, right? Yep. Um, but then also that, that the stock bike that I wrote down there, it was no, yeah. I wasn't even like really there. You know what I mean? Like it's the third day, that stock bike, like I, I, the suspension, it was kind of like slow in the front, so the forks felt super slow. It was just a really odd for me to ride mm-hmm. it there, and I only really did a couple of laps on it. Literally, that was it. So that wasn't really a fair test to ride the Cali. So, of course, the, the HEP guys are going to be involved with PC this year with Pipes. Even though you don't have a, a long background with Mitch, it's kind of funny that some of the biggest names in the sport eventually at some point ended up, you know, end up working with Mitch. You did for straight rhythm. You were going to ma- have those Cowies maybe put together itself, so... I don't know, is that to you again a cool little added bonus of the HEP thing is getting to work with Mitch since you just kind of started that relationship a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. So there was somebody going around at Straight Rhythm, uh, and they took super cool old Polaroids, right? And then he, he took it on – or he posted it on Instagram, and he had, he had everybody sign the Polaroids on the bottom. And it just – it looked so cool, and sure enough – and I actually have the photo on my phone, but the photo of Mitch was Mitch – sitting in front of the uh, in front of the bike, I think it was, in front of the tent, and he had that blue Roxxon 94 hat on, and it mm-hmm. was signed by him at the bottom, and it was framed to where that photo, like, you, I don't know, it just looked so rad. And I actually took a screenshot of it, and I want to keep it for life because, you know, back yeah. in, or later on in life, whatever, you look at that photo, and you're like, look at Mitch Payton, like, he's a legend of the sport. He's wearing a uh, Roxxon hat, and we were working together at this race. I don't know, it just, yeah. it, it was freaking cool. I looked at it, and I'm like, man, that's freaking cool. Uh, Renthal bringing you Ken Roxon. Uh, Kenny, before we let you go, big fussing about this drug test uh, in uh, in Australia, and your agent gave some interviews, and in, in the end, there was nothing to it, but people were saying that KTM wasn't going to sign you. This is a whole, this is a whole thing, man. That blew up, and I, it over blew up, kind of blew up over nothing. It, it really, it really did end up blowing up over nothing. Uh, and to be honest, I was literally just in the background, like I was. You know, I was with the representative, and Steve yeah. was like yelling at, you know, going off. I was just in the background because, first off, I also told, I said, everybody calm down. I, there's, no, you know, I didn't want to do anything wrong either, and I just waited. I let Steve talk, them go at it. I was packing my stuff. I was really just sitting back because I'm like, fuck, I just raised, I just wanted to raise dirt bikes, you know what I mean? And we just mm-hmm. won. Like, it was a cool moment and everything, and then that, it completely, I was just kind of sitting there quietly. I ended up going to everybody. I said, hey, I apologize for this whole situation and the way this went down this could have completely been avoided but yeah it was a big ass buzz over absolutely nothing because i ended up taking the test and i was just you know sitting yeah. in the back i didn't say anything um and i was just listening to everybody and and see you know it was not even a thing and i'm like in the end you know of course i was going to test but it was just a lot of like arguing i think going on and people got wind of it and then you know where that all that shit all went but like Nothing freaking happened, so everybody settled down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was. I'd heard that, and then I did some digging, and I found out that yeah, you took the test, and Steve wasn't sure about it, and then we just moved on, and then it just blew up. And I talked about it last show uh, a lot. And yeah, I just it's well when you're Ken Rocks. I was really bummed. Yeah, yeah. I was really bummed that it blew up like that. I was bummed about um, the interview with Steve. Like that was just like I'm like, dude, this is not you know. But anyways, Yeah. yeah. The end of the thing was, I'm like, it all got blown out of context, and, I, you know, you just hear people talk, and I was just like, fuck, like, this is, this is really just blow up, and I, I just, I, 
Nobody meant any harm by it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like you said, it was all made a lot worse than what it really was. And then it became this huge thing, and I'm like, here we go. Yeah, and then the funny thing was the K- I'm like, KTM, what are you talking about? Like, what? Oh, Where'd that funny come from? Part about that. <laughs> when <laughs> I when I heard that, or when he, when Shitstick freaking posted that, I was like, I I was kind of blown away by it because literally 48 hours before that that got put out on Whiskey Throttle Media, um, I was literally talking to Roger because he was still like, hey, like, could I come over on the Austrian side or whatever? And I explained to him, I like, hey. I'm working towards the direction and whatnot. Like, this is late now. And it just, I respectfully declined right there because I told him I'll keep him in the loop. Yeah. And I respectfully declined because, I, I, like I said, I had to put my sights on this whole Suzuki thing, and that's what I went after. Yeah. Was, so it was just yeah. funny when that came out and said that, hey, they passed on me because I didn't want to do the drug test. And I'm like, this is the biggest bullshit. I was just on the phone with Roger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. We're in a new age of media where people just say stuff and and i mean if zero you just, research if you just do a little bit of research you just because these people just in, ask me they ask, me yeah they, they can ask you they can ask roger like they have lots of contacts also in the in the sport just send some texts out and find out i mean call some people it was like a freaking horny dog jumping on another dog <laughs> literally i did all this shit just got blasted out there and oh, i'm like what yeah. the fuck just happened yeah <laughs> I don't know, man. I was like, dude, this is like so premature. It's well, not even funny. Uh, well, like that- being a virgin. <laughs> hey, that's the world of me we live in now. You don't have to be right. You just have to be first out there with a story. Oh, um, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it, it literally looked so desperate, too. I was like, dude, when I think of the moto industry and the gossip, I literally thought of that situation right there, that um, company, I guess you can say, whatever. I'm like, this is this is the industry and this is how all this shit goes down all the fucking time. Yeah. Well, just think about like LeBron or Tom Brady or these dudes that just, there's a bunch of guys, you know, every day going after them for, for, for nothing, right? Just nothing. And they just, you know, this is what they have to deal with too. And you're on that level. Like you're not on their level. I guess you're underneath it, but you're close. And that's what Mm -hmm. they got to fucking deal with in 2022. You know, just Mm -hmm. bullshit stories. It sucks. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. We can go on and on. Uh, so your your Michael Lindsay's picked to at- win Anaheim one, Kenny. That's it. Michael's called it. So. Well. well yeah. I go. appreciate it. Big belief. But just remember, <laughs> yeah. you can't win the championship in the first round. No. No. You, no, but, you certainly no. can't. Uh, I appreciate it. I can just say we're going there with some good vibes, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to give it a good whirl. Awesome. Thanks for the time, Kenny. As always. Thanks, buddy. Right. Good luck. See you later, guys. All right. Bye. Ken Rock's interview always always going to deliver. That's that's what he does. <laughs> what, did he, what did he call me? I missed the first part. He uh, yeah, he's he's honest, I guess. Okay. You know. Um, but you know what? I'm he. I'm glad he admitted that Steve's yeah. interview wasn't ideal. No, because uh, it wasn't. And that's it he, wasn't. I great. mean, he's Steve's his guy, but yeah. he was honest about it. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, that's what you, when you ask Ken Roxon a question. Yep, you're gonna get an honest. You're gonna answer. get an honest answer. Yeah. You may not like it. It may not suit you, but you're going to well, get it from his point of view or whatever, you know? And, it, and that's what happens. Hey, how fun is it also to be able to talk to a rider of his caliber right now about the team switching, about trying different bikes, even the, the Varge thing? Like, anybody else you'd ask question about riding their bike, even after they've already signed? Yeah. Even if they went through a period like that, okay, he signed with Suzuki. Now you think conversation would only be about that. We're just able to talk about their bikes, what he felt with them. Yeah, like, yeah. ah, it's... Yeah. yeah. Make it's, an off season a lot more fun. No, it is. It is. He made our he made our off season uh, a really nice to 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 try for sure.
Uh, all right. Um, so that's Kenny Roxon. Uh, good luck to that. Uh, and I'm with you, man. I think he can win races. Uh, championship, I'm not totally ready to go there yet, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, he definitely, I, he definitely I just can. think no matter what, the storyline's going to be fun to follow. Um, it brings just something a little different to next year. I mean, there's a lot of good going on. We got a lot of guys that are in, in the sport longer than they normally are. Your Anderson, your Barsha's, um, Tomac, all these guys, Tomac potentially retiring, him bringing see, Suzuki back. You see Barsha said he's in his last year of his deal? And he, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I brought your review. He said he wants to keep going at least one more year of Supercross yep. and outdoors, maybe two, but yeah, he's in the final year of his contract. Yep. yep. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we should see a lot of turnover as well. Uh, thanks to the folks at Wiseco. They've been supporting uh, teams in the pits forever. Michael Lindsay, this is before your time, but you used to run the giant Wiseco stickers on your fork guard yep. and make contingency. You didn't even need a Wiseco piston in your bike. It didn't matter. You just run the giant Wiseco sticker. It was great. Yep. Uh, every privateer used them. Two-stroke and four-stroke pistons, whether you ride one of those, they've got a variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. they got USA-made uh, parts as well, Racer Elite connecting rods, developed through the work with many race teams, adding in the Garage Buddy rebuild kits as well. Uh, we've got a way to save on Wiseco on PulpMexShow.com. Click on the Wiseco logo and check it out. Go to your local dealer. Go to Motorsport.com. Wiseco.com, uh, W-I-S-E-C-O.com to find products for your machine. Thanks to the folks at Wiseco. Speaking of pistons and motorcycles and mechanics, we got one of the great ones on the line right now. It is uh, Chad Watts. What up, Chad? How are you, man? Good. How are you doing? We're good. Long time no talk. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. How's everything going, man? Can't complain. Everything's going good. Business is good? Yep. Rocking and rolling. What uh, what do you do mostly? What like we've seen you at Loretta's, right? You're working for some amateurs. You were there for Rhino, built them a sweet eighty-five uh, CR. What what kind of work do you do mostly? What's what's the, your bread and butter there in in North Carolina? It is like customer if, if they're on site, fine tuning the bike. Most of my work is customers cylinder head mods. Case mod, crankshaft, transmissions, ECUs, mm -hmm. EFIs, all programming going on the dyno. That's pretty much it, you know, just doing to the public like what was on the race teams. Okay. Uh, and where can people get a hold of you? They want to find you for some work. We may as well throw some plugs out here on the show. Yeah. Um, 980-552-5446. I moved my race shop from North Carolina to SOBMX. Oh, you're south, south of the border? Carolina. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my race shop's here at south of the border. Oh, A I great training facility. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, uh, the PRMX guys are down there doing doing big things. and, and Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, yeah, I helped, I helped Julian start his uh, semi up. It's been sitting for four months. And we finally got the rascal started about three hours ago. Hey, so, when, when you're a real mechanic, you can work on anything. Yeah, yeah you don't just work on dirt bikes. You can, you can help semis as well. Yeah. It was only jumper cables and two diesel trucks. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, Chad Watts here on the show, brought to you by the folks at Wiseco. Check them out, please, while you can. Wiseco.com to find products uh, for your bike. Do you do, like, so we saw that sweet 85 that at Rhino Road at Loretta's. And I talked to Mitch about this. Um, where did I see Mitch? Um, straight Rhythm? Oh, yeah, no, I didn't sure. go to Straight Rhythm. Where did I see Mitch? I don't know. Oh, World Vets. World Vets. And I was talking about two strokes, and he's like, yeah, like, 
Still can't keep two-stroke pipes in. Like, still has to schedule runs for two-stroke pipes. He's seeing the two-stroke market come back, uh, the older stuff and the newer stuff, like newer Yamahas and newer KTMs. Chad, do you find yourself doing a lot of two-stroke work? Like, is that is that a big part of your business compared to, say, I don't know, five, six years ago? It's actually pretty much been the same. Okay. When COVID hit, it actually started getting more busier. But it's progressing more because, to me, it seems like two-strokes are coming back with that fuel-injected 23 Husky slash KTM gas gas. Mm-hmm. That's a different version, and that's taking some uh, time to program everything proper. But I feel like two-strokes are going to come back in gradually mm-hmm. and proceed forward. Do you still talk to Mitch much? Do you get stuff from him? I I see him at Loretta's, mm-hmm. and he was not there this year because supposedly it was going to rain. So okay. Colette canceled his plane ticket, so he did not come in. Okay. So I only see so much of the guys so much because I don't go to many pro races, maybe like Atlanta, Daytona, et cetera. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I'm, I haven't seen you for a while, but you still go to some of those – southeast races yes what do you think when you walk around now man you were in the sport for a long time you were driving box fans right for different guys and 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 then you had all those years with rc but when you go now is it like ah same shit different day or are you blown away by like sort of the the pit presence the pit setup stuff or like what do you think of when you walk around the races now well it's a different perspective because i'm on the other side of the fence so to speak Mm mm-hmm and I look inside underneath the canopies, et cetera. So I enjoyed it more in being there, building the bike, than actually watching the race. Me watching the race, I really can give a shit less about. I enjoyed building the bike and winning the races. Okay, so watching it, you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um Hey, so uh, business is good. That's good. You're at south of the border. Uh, big things. But l- listen, that's something that's changed, Watts, is the freaking riding facilities now, man. There's some serious money put into those things and some serious efforts by amateur kids and everything else, huh? Oh, by all means. I mean, you see you see from kid could show up in a freaking van with a pull-behind trailer training. <laughs> you see a person show up in a freaking million dollar rig yeah i mean you got different people that come but it's a good facility and i mean shoot there's like seven tracks here mm-hmm. gym yeah two pools et cetera, et cetera. and you got matt uh head trainer doing the uh facility and it's great being here cool hey chad i was curious what What's your favorite project to work on these days? Like, do you have a real, because of your background and what teams you work for, do you have a very specific type of bike that people bring to you you're known for? Like, what what are you most excited to get in to actually work on? To me, the trickiest bike I've ever built to this day, not including Carmichael's perfect season bike, this nation's bike, et cetera, was the one I finished about four months ago, the 83 Mugen HRC 125 Honda. Everything was handmade on it. 
Now that bite was trick. Is that now, the video? Day, is that the video you sent me? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was a Mugen, but I saw it was yeah, it sounded sick. So that's you got a cylinder. How'd you get a cylinder? It, it was handmade. It had the one piece airbox subframe all on them. Wow. It had the low boy gas tank like Bailey and yeah. them had. Yeah. Had the forty four millimeter Fox forks on it. Handmade swing arm. I put all titanium on it. Crankshaft transmission. I had four out four hundred and twenty hours in that thing. Jesus, dude. Was that just it trying to make out, it? It's the trickiest bike I've ever built in my life. Who owned it? Who was it? Who? Some guy. I ain't gonna mention the owner's name because he probably don't want me to say it. Okay, but he, this guy had it from back in the day. Like he he had bought all this stuff in '83, or what? No, he found it somewhere. This, oh wow! It only has it only has serial numbers on the frame. Oh, okay. It was a legit. Actually, who hooked up the build was David Bailey. Oh, wow. David okay. called me yep. and asked me if I would be interested in it. 400 yeah, hours. <laughs> you say yeah. 400 hours. Is it just, is that purely just trying to make everything perfect? Was it in rough condition when you got it, or was it actually like pretty yeah. decent? It was decent, but it wasn't in Watts Perfection's decent. Yep. Wow, I'm, you know what? Not, not Chad Watts perfection. Hey, I watched that video that you sent me, but I just kind of half watched it. You know, like I didn't really. I just thought, oh, look, it's an '83 CR. Like I didn't really. Now I'm going to watch it again, Chad, and go look at it closer. Yeah, you can go on my Instagram and it shows different variations of the build. Okay, all right. And videos of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's the coolest thing you've done, and you've done a lot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, dude, it was cool. Even the owner of South of the Border, he came in here and listened to it. He said, why are 125 sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, because I ain't modded a 125 yet, because Austin just got off of Super Minis on 125s, and I hadn't done a 125 yet. So, Damn, dude, that's I, that's awesome. No, that that that's pretty trick for sure. Um, hey, uh, you talked to Ricky at all? I know things didn't end smoothly with you. I'm do you guys still touch base here and there or uh genie or anybody or is it just uh nothing since you uh left no i i see i did not see actually none of them this year okay at loretta's normally i do um but last year i saw ricky and i talked to big rick okay. and the year before talked to mama c everything's cool okay. you know okay. they have their life i have my life uh, Everything's good. Good. Good to hear. Um, you know, you and I were contemporaries. I was uh, working at Yamaha when you were at, at Honda, and then uh, uh, they they moved Goose in there. Look, uh, you know, there's no there's no there's no um, doubt that you were burning the candle at both ends. Let's say that. Uh, but you had a you know you were a great mechanic. You still are. But I'm saying with Ricky, never had a problem. Never had any issues. Are you, I guess you probably let it go, Chad, but any like bitterness or any like uh, regrets, I guess, of the way it ended for you at Honda and all of that? Or, or do you just like, hey, this is this is how it went and your, your life goes on? Well, first of all, Honda wanted me to stay. Okay. All right. Cliff White wanted me to take over his position mm -hmm. and be the head entrepreneur between USA and Japan. Mm -hmm. They asked me to stay. Okay. So, but I was burned out traveling. Mm -hmm. I just had gotten married. I wanted to be home with my wife. 
So it didn't lead to the situation that people think that it did. Okay. It was just mutual agreements. Because when I got off the road with Ricky, went in house, built the four stroke motors for Wyndham, mm-hmm. I believe it was Ramsey. I think, I don't think Preston was on the 450 yet. Uh, so I stayed there for three m- months. And then, and then you were kind of, we kind of went through, and then yeah. I said, "I'm over it. I'm, I want my resignation." And it, that's when Cliff White, Eric Kehoe, and Chuck Miller took me in the office meeting room and asked me to stay. And I said, "I appreciate the offer, but I want to get released." Were you were you at a point in your life where, like, it, like this is again? I was a, a mechanic around around your time, like. What happened was Red Dog got injured, and I stayed home from the races for for like a little while because they didn't really need me. And I started to discover what normal people did, Chad, which was not eighty <laughs> hours a week. Right? I went to the movies yeah. with my wife, and I like watched television, and like it was. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm off the treadmill. Like I never understood what people do with their lives, and that made me think. This was my last year being a mechanic, and I started being like. Hey man, I don't know if I want to be a mechanic anymore. And never mind, I don't. I only won twice. You won two hundred times. But did you get to a point where you were like that same point that I was at, where you're like, I want a life. I want to. I want to. I want to experience like what normal people do. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. When, when I was building the four-stroke motors, uh, Jonathan was Wyndham's mechanic. Yep. The weekend before, one at. Town, that was my motor in Wyndham's bike, and it was mm-hmm. kind of cool because my motor, four-stroke motor, beat my perfect season motor from the year before. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. So I was supposed to fly to Mount Morris on Tuesday to help Jonathan out building the chassis, mm-hmm. the motor already done, because he's never built a bike on the road before. Well, I was ticked off, so night before my ex, at that time my wife, my ex-wife now, she was packing my bag, and I said, you don't need to pack my bag. It was about, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> okay. She said, why? I said, because I ain't going. I'm resigning. She said, no, you're not. Yeah. I said, yeah, I am. She packed my bag. alarm went off at 4 a.m. My feet hit the carpet. I said, I fucking quit. And I rolled back under the covers. Oh, wow. And I called, Kehoe called me, Mama C called me, Ricky called me, uh, upper management. Mm-hmm. I said, I resign. I said, I'm starting to watch Perfections. Yeah. That was it. Yep, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, because, you know, you're at the top of your game, top of the sport with Ricky. Uh, your bikes were good. You know, there was no issues on your, on your mechanicing skills and all that. And, yeah, you were just like, ah. I don't want to do it anymore, you know? And it gets that to that point, doesn't it? It doesn't matter how much money you're throwing at you or how the winds. At that point for you, I'm sure the winds were pretty, like, not easy, but you were probably taking them for granted. They were coming all the time, right? So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you always think, man, I hope we win. And, you know, mechanics go like, I don't mean to be arrogant. I mean, all the mechanics work just as hard as I did and still do. Mm-hmm. They deserve the credit. Um, but when that rolled over at a certain point, you're like, you know what? I fulfilled my dream from when I was a kid, and yep. I want to move on. 
I want to have a life. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. Hey, um, question I had for you that I was thinking about stuff to ask you, and... Oh, hell, this sounds like trouble. No, no, this, this <laughs> is... You were in a bad box fan accident, right? Oh, yeah. Right, so w- tell, take our listeners through that, because from what I hear, like, it was gnarly, and you're lucky to be alive a little bit. T- take us, our listeners, through what happened. I think you're working for Rhino at this point. Uh, tell us what happened. Yeah, that was the first year Kawasaki had the semi, and it was Matasevich, Kurdowski, LaRocco, and Ward in the rig. And Rhino, we had the box man painted like the semi. So anyway, at Troy, Ohio, it poured down rain on Saturday night, Sunday morning. So they ran one moto. So... There's me and Skip Norfolk with McGrath's bike, and I believe it's Buddy that used to work at Pro Circuit. Buddy Morgan, yeah. And Wyatt Seals. I said, well, I'm leaving tonight. They said, we are too. So we all washed our bikes real quick at the car wash, got our clothes out of the hotel room, and just tagged behind each other in four box fans. Mm -hmm. So we got all the way to, let's see, outside of – Ontario, Oregon, and Wyatt and Skip pulled over, and I said, well, I'm going to run it, and Buddy said, I'm going to run it too. So I said, well, i got to better the throttle because I'm low on gas. I'll meet you on the other side of the mountain. Well, I feathered it all right, 70 miles an hour into a triple trailer, 70,000-pound semi, and ran right underneath him. Hitting so hard, my transmission came off. When bounced across the freeway, semi driver told the semi driver, "You got a flat." And he said, "No, someone ruined you." I went off the right side of the road. There's about a hundred foot cliff. Luckily, my right front tire caught something. I didn't go down the cliff, and Dude. I woke up. Did and you, then next thing I know, there's um, three ladies. I'm not being prejudiced here. They're sweet as could be, black ladies, and a man. And they tried getting me out. And I said, well, got to get me out. It's on fire because the engine was on fire. Uh, so they grab a sawed-off shotgun. It's going to shoot the window out. <laughs> and the Navy guy said, no. <laughs> He hooked his Jeep up, tried to pull the door open, but couldn't. So I put a jacket over my head. They busted the window open with the butt of the shotgun, sat me on the tailgate, kept me alive. My knees were showing, blood everywhere. Oh. And I asked the three black ladies as they wrapped my knees up, what are y'all doing out here in the middle of nowhere? We're backup singers for a band. I'm all, well, why ain't you in the bus? We're backup singers. Dude, they were backup singers for Sir Mix-a-Lot at the time Baby Got Back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and seriously, I'm not kidding you. And these, but they had Daisy Dukes on and short, and the babies had the back. Dude, wow. They they kept um, me alive. Because my stomach, I, all my ribs were broke. Uh-huh. Everything. Stomach was busted open. So wow. they life flighted me or ambulance ambulance to 
that hospital, two-hour drive, surgery, I don't know, 12, 14 hours. Rhino walked in the room. He didn't recognize me. Nurse sent him back in. I couldn't talk. Yeah. And then they life-flied me to Boise, Idaho for open-heart surgery. Oh, wow. And when I woke up, I thought I was dead in heaven because my nurse looked like Julia Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) The light was shining in my eyes. And I just took my hand and gave me a piece of paper. And she did. And I wrote, you are beautiful. Am I dead in heaven? And she just started laughing. Wow. Wow. And and, and, uh, you fell fell asleep, huh? Is that what we figure happened? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Holy yep. smokes. Yeah. yeah, lucky to be alive. Like, literally lucky to be alive. I heard it was in, insane. Well, by all means, I lost 90% of my blood. And yeah. I'm blessed. Wow. And d- how long for you to make a full recovery from that? Like, how long until you were back wrenching? Uh, about four weeks. Jeez. Because I, I called Roy Turner up. Mm-hmm. He was a team manager. Yep. And he said, take your time because from – the hospital when I flew back to my parents' farm with my mom and dad. I was so bad, the preacher from my church flew out because he thought I was going to be dead. Damn. But uh, I called up Roy Turner. said, hey, I'm coming to Binghamton. He said, no, you're not. <laughs> I said, yeah, I am. I said, have Sandy make me a ticket. I'm coming to Binghamton. Don't tell nobody. So four weeks, I still had stitches in my stomach. In my knees, and I went to Binghamton. Ah, uh, wow! Just, just nuts. I wonder what happened to your box fan and bike. Who got that? And where was where that come? From? Where was that? Yeah. Well, when it happened, I remember being in the ER room, and they asked who to call. So I told them to call Rhino's house because me and Rhino still live with uh-huh. Kathy and Bill. Okay. God bless Bill. You know he's yeah. in heaven. And uh, the doctor told him, if you ever want to see Chad alive, you need to get down here. Damn. And then they, he called my mom, said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then so Bill and Rhino flew up, went to the junkyard or impound, got the bikes out. And then my dad went and got the toolbox and all that. Yeah. And the freaking people working there had nerve enough to take two of my drawers of my toolbox and steal my tools. And my daddy's country, man, he said, I want my son's tools back. He's about <laughs> dead. You don't, I'm coming back here and I'm kicking your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so he came back and all my tools were in my toolbox. Oh yeah. Imagine that. What a story. Unbelievable. Um, Hey, so I, I look around my Pulpamex show studio here, and I have some cool stuff from the wrenching days, and I have some stuff in my garage also. What do you got? What do you what do you what do you got from your wrenching days and all that? What you got? You kept anything? Oh yeah, I got all my memorabilia. Do you? you oh know, cool. I still got I still got pit boards like say for instance in O two when we clinched the title at Dallas. I still have that pit board with original writing. I got my ninety seven. At Washougal pit board, I got my nation's pit boards. Nice with all original writing on them. I saved all of them. I got all my number one plates, all my mechanic awards. You know, jerseys. Oh, nice. Yeah, 
and I got stuff like I got to me like I got a jersey from uh, Cliff White or excuse me a crew shirt he sent to me because that year at Loretta's when Rhino rode that 86 CR250 yeah one of my riders mom came up with an idea said you need to dress like the old school mechanic so one of the moms got me low top white converses. One got me red socks up to the knees. Oh no! Nice. One got me yellow Miami Vice Dolphin shorts. They were short. Yeah, they were short. It was short, and I don't wear underwear, unfortunately. So, luckily, I had some friends to help out the view. Oh. And and then so I I called Clifford up and I said I need a cruise shirt. So he found me one. I said, sign it. So he autographed it. And nice. I have that. I got a bunch of cool stuff. You got any magnesium carburetors from the 450 days? Those things were so cool. No, oh, you're talking about the white ones? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I do not. Those are pretty amazing. Nope. We were so, do not. We were very jealous of those at Yamaha. We had nothing, we had nothing that cool. Ah. Uh, Thanks, Chad. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, what a story. I'm glad everything's going well. Uh, Chad gave out his number earlier if you want to get in touch with him for some work. If you're in the South Carolina, south of the border area, uh, two-stroke, four-stroke, whatever it is, Watts Perfection, pretty nice stuff. Follow him on Instagram as well. Uh, thanks, Chad. I appreciate it, man. I'm glad you're well. Okay, well, happy holidays to you guys. No problem. You too. Thanks, buddy. Take care, Steve. Uh, see ya. That's Chad Watts, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at Wisco Piston. Two-stroke and four-stroke. Pretty crazy. Uh, I'm just trying to picture the box van <laughs> at this point. Right? I I, uh, I thought it was him. I was thinking earlier, when I was making my notes, I'm like, I think he got in a bad accident because I think Skips told me about it or, or Berlude mm-hmm. or somebody. And then I was like uh, thinking, oh, was it Randy Lawrence or was it Chad? I can't remember. And then, yeah, it was Chad. So. Um, Not to get too off subject, how many box fan guys? How many guys you work with that you had a box fan life at? Uh, I did uh, a truck and trailer with uh, PJ One Team, mm-hmm. so driving all the races, but with a yep. dually and then a long trailer. Yeah, I remember that trailer. Yep. And then we, I did box fan life with uh, um, uh, Ty Birdwell for two years, mm-hmm. what season and a half. And then I did box fan life with Nick Way in '02. Mm-hmm. I did box fan life with Tim Ferry in '99 until we got picked up by Chaparral. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, one, two, three, four, five years of driving the circuit. Basically, KTM was a uh, box fan life for those East Coast four-stroke nationals. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, honestly, when he talks about falling asleep, like I look back at my time, and you know, I drove to all the races, and I got to prep the bike and go grocery shopping and get the van washed, and you know, I had to do suspension oil sometimes and split cases, and I can remember just driving through the night, head out the window, you know, tr- uh, trying to, to keep awake. Try- taking those mini thins they used to sell mini thins at the at truck stops that were yep. like uh, i think they're just basically amphetamine right F- legal legal mm-hmm. amphetamine taking those to stay awake uh pinching yourself you know hitting yourself smacking yourself like anything to stay awake and i just remember one time and i i told this to pookie a little while ago like i had a triton v10 mm-hmm. box fan so a really good one birdwell's dad owned a ford dealer right i remember in pitch black fog somewhere in the carolinas doing like set the cruiser like 85 and it i can't see a thing and it's three in the morning and you're going through fog and i'm just like the hell was i thinking you know you're half asleep and 
Dude, it's nuts. It's crazy there wasn't more accidents for these guys back in the day. You ever you ever slap yourself so hard to stay awake you make your own, make yourself cry? No, definitely not. <laughs> I definitely did, not that. I did that driving straight through yeah, you, from California to Florida dude, with the you guys drove practice your rigs like, for a while for your team. The rigs yeah. I did totally. Hey, I did yeah. all the hours legally, but the box or our our sprinter I drove from California to Florida straight through to take the bikes uh, to practice bikes out for yeah. a week before Daytona. Yeah. And I remember being somewhere on the other side, Texas, and I kept, like, smacking myself, and it wasn't really working. So I finally just wound one up, hit myself, and I started to cry afterwards. I'm yeah. like, it woke me up, but then I'm yeah. I'm really contemplating all my life decisions at this it's, point, you know? I think back to some of those nights, man. And, you know, or, or sometimes I would pull in a rest stop. And, uh, you know, it was weird. Like, sometimes I'd find myself sleeping from, like, 2 in the afternoon to, like, 6 yeah. Getting up at six at night and driving through the night when it was cooler and like just mm-hmm. better. And I would run that schedule for a while. And then other times I remember pulling in a truck stop at like 11 or midnight, being pretty tired and doing push ups. And mm-hmm. it's really cold sometimes. And you're back east somewhere and it's doing push ups or doing runnings, running jumping jacks, and then get back in the van and driving again. Because those, after a while, you can't drink enough coffee. Your guts yeah. just turn into bubble guts. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, oh man, I, I look back at those days. Uh, all right, let's go to commercial break here. Uh, our buddy Phil Nicoletti coming up here. Yes. Jason Thomas, checkers from Race Tech. Uh, thanks to Talon Taylor for coming in. Showing you know, just, up. Yeah, just, just showing up. Fighting through stuff, Talon. It's it's nice to see. I'm fighting to stay awake over here. Wow, what, is, uh, what are you trying to say? Yeah, what are you trying to say? I there? just miss Marks. Oh, wow. This show's just nothing without this, him. Is this is the part of the show where you bag on Marks. You don't say, I miss Marks. No, you bag I, on I miss Marks. Oh, my God, Talon. If you want, you could go sit in his desk. Maybe you feel a little closer yeah. to us. Uh, all right, we'll go, go to commercial break here. Vital MX's own Michael Lindsay is going to talk to us later on about uh, some of the hires. But we'll be right back with this commercial break, everybody. God bless. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection is impossible, but 
getting to perfection is always the goal. And I think that is something that both myself and Race Tech have always worked towards. And I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Race Tech components in my SGD suspension and also the Race Tech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Race Tech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a fucking wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Race Tech because of their convenience of having Race Tech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Race Tech because uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, 
Go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. 
In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high-quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at Motosport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. 
Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Star Cross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires, this added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams, and they've the best part of this whole deal is if you use a code X 20 you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. X 20 the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. 
The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy re- build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or motorsport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at gutsracing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all new Atlas Vision. 
We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, type, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show. Michael Lindsay from Vital MX in studio. Thanks to Chad Watts. Thanks to uh, Ken Roxon for the interviews. Uh, Phil Nicoletti coming up here as well. Um, che che checkers from Race Tech and Jason Thomas as well. All che coming up here. Che 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 checkers. Well, I was going to say Chris, then I was like, <coughs> checkers, and I kind of was stuck in between. Uh, Pro Filter. Thanks to the guys at Pro Filter, man. There's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. If you haven't heard of ProFilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. They make uh, street bikes uh, or oil filters and air filters for street bikes, UTVs, dirt bikes, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide, motorsport.com as well. To pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. Uh, love these guys. Makes my life a whole lot easier trying to clean the filter. 2023 Yamaha YZ450 fil filter. All redesigned, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, so thanks to those guys uh, I'm sure we will be coming out with a 2023 spec right away Maxima as well Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima Thank you to Maxima Heritage can't be bought 927 is still the number one selling performance Two-stroke oil in most markets around the world Which is great SC1, fantastic Contact cleaner, suspension clean, MPPL All of that, really, really good You have a dog trying to attack you Oh my God, Great radio. Yeah, well, we're not on video, so it doesn't matter. Uh, MaximaUSA.com, Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima. And uh, love these guys. Uh, a lot of great products over there. Even he's wondering where Marks is. Yeah, see, he's wondering. Even Augie wants to know. Wandering around, wondering where Marks is. He's lost. Lost without him. Uh, OGO. Thanks for the goes at OGO. What, uh, what's your OGO preference right now? Are we running the layover? 9,800. Got 9,800 for gear? I got a bunch of lights in it for a flight tonight. Do you have the rig bag? No, I've always, I'm just hardcore 9,800. Hard to beat the 9800. You can just use it for anything. And that's most of the time I don't even keep riding gear in it. I keep a lot of camera gear, light gear, just different yeah. stuff I take to the races or travel with. Yep. Like, it's go to, man. Uh, backpacks as well, laptop sleeves for mine. I got a bunch of pockets for the chargers and uh, uh, going on vacation this week, later this week. So I was able to pack them, uh, all the pockets full of junk for vacation. So looking forward to that. Thanks for the folks at OGO Power Sports. When you uh, look at OGO, you want a discount from it. Email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to OGO. They'll give you a Pulp Show discount. And uh, OGO is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. He is a friend of the show. Always radiant positivity. 
Phil Nicoletti. What's up, Philip? Hello, Steven. How are we? What are you doing? What's going on? Uh, sitting on the couch, trying to practice staying up late since I got a race in three weeks. And heat race would be going off right about now, and I don't know if I'd be fucking awake for it. <laughs> so that's a thing, right? Yeah. You guys do this. I've, I've, I've heard you guys, do, like, this is a real thing. Yeah, no, I, I have to because I'm, I'm old, uh, and I like mm-hmm. to go to bed at 9 o'clock and kind of up somewhat early. So, yeah, since I'm doing West, i got to try and make it to at least, you know, 12, 1230, you know, almost 1 o'clock just so I can kind of get on that thing. And then I'll sleep in to 830, 9 o'clock. Uh, right. Because we don't start riding at club until noon because it's so fucking cold out. Right, and right. So it kind of works out. Yeah. It kind of works out okay, you know. Um, I mean, my day feels a little weird, but um, yeah, I have to, or else I'm I'm falling yeah. asleep. You know, six o'clock out west when I go out there. You know. Yeah, I, so. I, I that I mean, like as I said, this is the thing. It makes a lot of sense. You know, Honda used to practice with lights at their t- Supercross track and run mm-hmm. through a whole heat race and main event. At the right times and everything. Okay, breaking till now. You know all this. I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the light thing might be a little bit of a stretch, you know. But the, the time, just you know, when I have my coffee, when I have dinner, like all that stuff needs to kind of be somewhat regimented because it does make a big difference. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't want to be feeling off. And um, like I said, we we race at eight o'clock at night it's 11 o'clock east coast time yeah, yeah my, my body clock's pretty sensitive so um gotta hit it right but uh yeah so just uh, working on it. so it works out good that you had me up late because if it was outdoors time i would be pissed yeah i know <laughs> wow but you're mandated to do these appearances on the show especially now that motorsport <laughs> motorsport back I, on with philip for 2023 I mean, so yeah yeah so i can contractual obligations i'm gonna have to suck it up you know you yep. know it's uh around midnight right now you yep. know no, no, it's I, okay i now uh, you're and you're going i we talked about this when i when i saw you out with uh for coy's uh service you're going mm-hmm. back and forth every week now that correct i, I I'm know very surprised on that well it's tough for a team to have bikes and, and you know and all mechanics and it's tough to coordinate all that but man i would Really thought that, you know, staying out west for two, three weeks, as much as you love California, Phil, would, would work. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> exactly shit box, but I would I would like to stay. It's just Yeah. It's it's only a four hour flight. You know what I mean? Three hours, forty five minutes, whatever. It's it's really not that bad. Going there not is not the problem. It's coming back is the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get in the routine on Monday and then riding on Tuesday right. and Wednesday and then I'll fly back out on Thursday nights. But it's hard for a team, especially club, like we're still you know, budget wise, not a factory team. You know, there's not an unlimited budget. So we can't have three practice bikes out there. We can't right, yep. staff mechanics out there. Like there's so much we don't have parts. There's there's just so much that goes into it to be able to do that. Yeah, okay, one week you could maybe get by, ride a race bike, you know, for mm. on a Wednesday or something. That's kinda of like a down week. But to do it for four weeks it's it's virtually impossible you know um it's just easier for everyone to come back everything's isolated here in the workshop and we're just banging out ride monday tuesday or tuesday wednesdays fly out thursday nights right right. um it's just yeah you do fly out thursday nights that 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 helps too that's a smart yeah 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 yeah. because we can still get our training in and then we fly out at 6 30 you know thursday night and we're in california by nine o'clock head to the hotel hotel stay up a little bit mm-hmm. you know yep. pass out you know so the routine's not bad you just kind of 
kind of have to block it out and just fucking do it. You know, I mean, it's it's really not that bad. If it was six weeks in a row, this week this year's not bad because it's mm-hmm. only four. You know, but in the past it had been six weeks, so it kind of makes like. That makes a big difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like driving, you know, seven hours versus driving 12 hours, you know? It's sure. like, fuck, you know, it's kind of on the edge of flying or driving. So, um, yeah, we're, we're sticking with that, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to run it. So, Phil, Michael here. I've uh, been watching those club videos that have come out. i got to ask, who's more of a nuisance on a day-to-day, Enzo or Germa? Fuck. The problem is I get both of them at the same time. Whammy. Um... Yeah, Enzo got to babysit a little bit more. Um, Jeremiah's just, uh, I, I don't know, he's honestly, he's insane, insane in a good way because he's so into it, you know what I mean? Enzo's super laid back and doesn't really care. Jeremiah's doesn't show like up me. on time. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't show up on time, likes to, uh, he's just, lackadaisical you know what i mean where me and germa are kind of like killers but um yeah between the both of them it's definitely a uh yeah there's no dull moment you know um but i'm gonna have to go with enzo's more of a pain in my ass you okay know? So, so that moves to my next question alex martin or jeremy martin Bigger, bigger pain in the ass to have around because you got rid of one and you got the other. Was that an upgrade or a downgrade? Yeah, upgrade or downgrade to Jerma? Well, Jerma doesn't stay with me when he wants to come. Alex would stay. Ah, Alex is more of a pain in my ass. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I I say Alex seems pretty cheap. Jerma at least buys you water, at least takes care of you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Alex kind of like uh, uses me a little bit. You know what I mean? Somehow when he ends up coming, I end up being his fucking maid and he leaves bottles around. It's just like, Jerma's Jerma's good on his own. We just ride, we'll train together, and then like, he's okay. But um, Jerma does call me quite a bit and we bounce a lot of ideas off each other and stuff like that. So, uh, Jerma's intense. Jerma, Alex, or Bailey the dog? (laughs) Is this Fuck fuck, Mary Kill? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, whose dog? Bailey. Dumb. Thurry's oh, dog. Thurry's dog. Oh, Thurry's dog. I fucking hate that dog. <laughs> okay. <Bye. laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, so if you were ranking them, it would be Jerma, Alex, Bailey, the dog. Dude, I told Thurry he's lucky he wasn't Anchorman because I'd back through that thing off the bridge, you know? <laughs> uh, back I've never... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I did a podcast with him, and he's and and he and he owned it, and he loved it, and he said Bailey goes everywhere with him, and he's in, he's in a strange country, and in a way, it's his best friend, and like he owned it, dude, he owned it, yeah. Every everywhere, dog went everywhere to dinner. It was in the semi dog hair. It's just like I mean, I'm, I'm at a race. It's a Sunday or Saturday, like in the 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 semi is a dog kennel. You know what I mean? Dogs running around. Like, I'm like, where, where the hell am I right now? I've been in you the know? pit next to your team and found the dog in, like, the next pit over sometimes. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Five's team manager, nope, not happening. Leave hey, so this out. year, since he's not on the team, let's say West Coast, if the solitaire guys end up parking near you and that dog comes wandering over, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> have you warned Have you warned Nick what could happen? <laughs> uh, Nick knows better. <laughs> You know, Nick knows better. Uh, dog will end up back over in his pit. You know, uh, so we saw the, walk it over. We saw the club video. We saw Jeremy's crash. That'll put him on the East Coast. Enzo jumps uh-huh. to the West. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good video there. Pretty, pretty intense, Phil. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, 
clubs kind of going a different way, mm-hmm. um, you know, with showing stuff because everyone knows shit like that happens, you know. It's yeah. just, uh, I mean, we've every rider's talked about it before, but it's always got to kind of be hush-hush with kind of what happens. And, you know, it's it's almost on a weekly occurrence. You know, all these guys have all these, you know, rider, or all these teams have all these riders and a lot of shit moving parts, and it, it, it happens. The problem is it's just unfortunate fucking part of the sport. So, um, lucky enough, he was okay, took the mm-hmm. hit, rolled out rolled out of it pretty good. Um, yeah, just kind of put him on a downward spiral a little bit, trying to get back and, and whatnot. It just uh, wasn't possible to be 100% for East Coast, or not for West Coast. So, and, and, um, right. yeah, so it'll be me and Enzo West. And uh, is Enzo, how's Enzo feeling? He, he seems like he's got that, yeah. that issue sorted out, right? He had a little bit of yeah. a nerve issue. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enzo's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's hauling ass. German was hauling ass. Like it's been really good. I'm, uh, I'm the low man on the totem pole, you know. Um, so I'm just uh, trying to hang with the kids. I mean, German's not really a, a kid anymore, but uh, yeah, I think Enzo should be good. Um, you know, he kicked my ass on Saturday. Kicked my ass again today. So I uh, <laughs> just get my fucking teeth kicked in. Yeah, we, we so. saw that. We saw the Instagram. So, do you feel though as good as you did last year? We all know last year was a good season for you until you got injured. Uh, yep, you were riding yep. very well. You made the podium at a Triple Crown one race, right? Did you get third? Mm-hmm. No, no. Did you get third? Second. 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 Yeah, um, second one. Yeah. So, count, do you feel as good? Uh, yeah, I actually I feel really I do feel really okay. good. So yep. um, Enzo's just I think he's raised the bar, and um, I mean some days he's faster than Jmart, and then Jmart's faster. And there'll be some days where I'm actually faster. Um, we just got one track at Club that's kind of a you know it's obviously super cross track, but there's a lot of tight tight corners, and I can't fucking turn a motorcycle to save my life. So <laughs> uh, Jmart and Enzo wax me. The roll speed is just phenomenal. So. Uh-huh. The other two tracks have big sets of whoops, and I can hold my own, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't have that, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going first in the motos when they go uh, <laughs> <sort of> fast. <laughs> has uh, has having Germa on the team changed like the development of the bikes at all? Because I mean, you think of somebody of his caliber if he comes in and has comments or thoughts or what he wants to do, you would think at a certain point like, okay, like did. Do you feel like the team's still developing at the same rate, or because Germ is there, is there a little more hustle to be like, oh, we we got to step up, or we got to make this happen? Yeah, I mean, it. I think that just comes with any team that kind of takes over a champion of any sort. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, they got to raise their bar. You know, um, obviously we our bikes are good. Stars, the factory Yamaha team, and we need to try and close that gap to to them which i think we're getting closer and closer um we just our our issue is we struggle a little bit with the manpower um because again the the budget's not there if you don't have the money it's really hard to go do that but for the dollar that's being spent is it's going in the right places so um i germa has definitely upped the level of what needs to be changed and people staying on certain things better whether it's engines suspensions other sorts of parts on the bike with chassis and whatever it's just like yeah it, it helps for sure yeah it's like jmar two-time national champion is, is telling brandon hey we got to do this so we need to do this it just carries a bit more weight than janky phil <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's not that i ha- haven't had that with other factory teams it's just you know 
I've never won at that level. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what it takes, you know, from from a championship winning guy. I think I know, and I feel like it should go that direction. But until somebody that's already been there, done it, improved it, tells somebody that has literally no idea about it or how mm-hmm. to get there, yep. they, they really don't have any reason to listen. You know what I mean? So Jeremiah kind of just kind of, helps with that push a little bit more, sure. you know, um, because no one's ever been around that. You know, I know Jerma as a slap dick, you know what I mean? So I know how he is, but as a racer and wanting to win, yeah, that, that that's that's a guy. So so what uh, – I see this offseason they built a new race shop. Some people might think that's minor, but I know the workspace they were working on before was pretty tight and cramped for the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, bike mm-hmm. movements, like from your perspective on the team – What's been the biggest improvement they've been able to make this uh, this season? What do you feel like has helped you guys the most? Uh, well, I, with with Germa getting Germa, it brings a little, like I said, a little bit more money. So we have more parts, um, and not only that, having Germa does help. But the team went from nine guys <laughs> down to four, four folks. You know, so that alone wipes out so much shit you know what i mean so now we can actually well not me but the guys can actually focus on each individual rider a little bit more everyone has you know proper race engines proper practice specs and everything's on a rotation at a certain amount of hours it's not like they're going that extra little bit because they have to because there's too many guys you know now there's you know limited guys and everyone's got more strict focus so i think that's kind of what's helped more than anything to um not so many people so they can be a bit more detailed on the inner workings of shit i think like from the outside looking in if somebody heard you say that they'll be like well of course cap like obviously less people better focus but also knowing kind of having done is like a lot of teams end up starting it sounds weird as a small team. You see a lot of small teams run a lot of guys because it's like, oh, yeah. this guy has a connection to this brand to get some help. This guy has a connection. Yeah. You, you actually have yeah. to kind of get all those guys to get the yeah. help needed. It sounds weird. The more people you get, the more help you get. But once you kind of prove yourself, then it's the opposite end of, like I said, you get a you get a level of a Germa and yourself, a couple big names. It's like, hey, you can maintain, if not grow the support. But you, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta walk before you run. Sometimes you have to have a lot of guys of a certain caliber to get help, but once you prove yourself, you can thin down yeah. and get the help. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Phil, yeah. Phil we got some calls for you here. First yeah, up, yeah. First up, it's uh, it's Skippy. What's up, Skippy? How are you, Ben? Doing well, boys. How y'all been? Been we're, a while. We're good, man. Yeah, thanks for calling in. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Man, so um, I've recently found some passion in golf now that I'm not riding as much as I used to, uh, and it kind of just made me think. Uh, I feel like all three of y'all have uh, a very versatile set of skills uh, professionally in some way, shape, or form. What, you know, is something you guys would be doing if you weren't, you know, either in the industry or racing? Phil, what would you be doing? I tell you right now, I wouldn't be fucking playing golf. But uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, Fair enough. No, golf's not golf's not really my thing. I like going to top golf and be able to hit the ball any which way I want and have a beer with the boys. But I'm not driving down the the fairway chasing after it. But I don't know. I 
I don't really know why. I enjoy snowmobiling. I, I, I personally enjoy cycling. Like if, even when I don't have to train, I go cycle. I know it sounds so so dumb to say, but a lot of my boys, I love leaving from a brewery with my buddies, going for a bike ride, coming back, having a beer with them. Like that's that's kind of my yeah. Fix, but that's not so. what you'd be doing if you weren't dirt biking. But, but, skip, yeah, like skip career wise. Yeah, yeah, what would you be? Phil be pouring yeah. concrete. Oh, Phil would like, be working like, in a jail oh. in in New York with Canari. Pouring concrete. Oh, you're you're <laughs> asking you're asking what I would do for like an actual occupation. Yeah. I wasn't riding moto. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Athlete, because I got cut from the basketball team four years in her own high school, so that's <laughs> out. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, you like that? Um, I'd like to say it has something to do with the sport, you know, so. Yeah. But, what do you, what, yeah, what about I, you, Michael? What, 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 what do you got? Um, I got three that pop into my mind. I mean, if I didn't have any involvement in moto, I'd be operating heavy equipment. That's what my whole family grew up in. I was around. Mm-hmm. And I had a like, heavy equipment rental company. Um, but if it was in the industry and it wasn't being media, it'd either be suspension guy or um, I actually really enjoy driving a semi. I would totally be a team truck driver and be happy as a clam doing it. Wow. Okay. I, I mean, all I've ever known is dirt bikes. And, and I had a bunch of, uh, in the words of Phil, dumb dick jobs. <laughs> Like, when I was like, like I didn't have like I just I delivered auto parts. You I, pu- I pumped gas. <laughs> I I did all this stuff that like never was a career while mm-hmm. I was racing in Manitoba and trying to. So I didn't have a career per se. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Skippy. It's a good question. Um, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, really, I don't. I guess. If you ever just drop that sound drop, that's the exact sound drop I had saved to just for that moment. There we that go. Was so great. Uh, thanks, Skippy. Thanks for the call. Talent man. stepping right. up. Thank Y'all you. Y'all be good. Merry Christmas, guys. You too, man. Thank you. Nash. Gentlemen. What's up, Nash? We were just talking about you earlier. Oh, well, thanks. I just came in uh, doing a little Christmas shopping. And Phil's on, you know, me and Phil connect. And how fitting that I'm a career counselor by my career, and I happen to call in, and Phil's kind of, you know, uncertain of what his destiny would look like. Yeah, what can you so, ca- – you could have counseled him and do a career. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's, Phil is a counselor to J. Martin and Enzo. <laughs> now, you know, it's funny, Stephen. Recently I was listening to Reraceables, and Amart was talking about how the training stories and when Phil would go out with Johnny, Phil – yeah. If you could go in the time machine to when Johnny O'Mara worked you guys horribly. Like, can you allow your mind to go that deep into the supper? Uh, yeah. Can you... I mean, I think I think of those suffers daily, daily. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's helped me most of my career. To be honest with you, because there's been some days when Johnny where it's just been fucking miserable, miserable. Like, but like when you signed, like when you jumped on that. Wagon, which was brilliant, by the way. You didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, it's free. Well, it was like, free. So Phil it was, was free. Yeah, free. Right. Well mm-hmm. done. Like, w- did he ease you into it, or he's, does he like just totally brutalize you guys? Like, no, I, no, I, no, no, no. It was, uh, it was struggle, struggle, struggle until you were able to somewhat keep up. You know what I mean? There was times oh when we get to gosh. certain points on trails where, like, I was so far behind they had to like draw arrows on you know to go left or right, so I knew which way to go. You know, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was was gnarly, but I miss those days and I miss, uh, because Johnny's not like what he used to be anymore. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it seems, uh, 
so for me, it's a little bit different with like the warranties and whatnot. I'm not saying they don't log the time and this and that, but the shit that we used to do is dead. That's not being done anymore. You know, <laughs> not on a Monday through Friday. Hey, do you ever do you ever want to just go uh, go for a mountain bike with Johnny? And see where uh, where you stack up now. <laughs> uh, I kind of do. I I would like to actually go back and do some of the old, you know, uh, Skyline ITT El Carrizo, uh, Los Pinos, like those those climbs, just to kind of see how I stack up from back then. Because I've been with uh, Seiji Ishii for a long time, and. Uh, just to kind of see where I'm at, you know. The hard thing is with that, all the trails change, you know, through the years, yep. and they get all rutted up. So times vary, but it would still be kind of cool. Um, yeah, it would be it would be neat to do that. Uh, I think the troll tra- – Nash, who told us about Pike? Was that Phil or Troll when Pike went no, out? No, it was Amar. Amar was told, told the story. Yeah, <laughs> Pike, Pike went out and not <laughs> built for mountain biking, Phil. And no, very angry. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that – <laughs> Poor Weston got fucked, though, because we took him on a trail, which we had never really done before, and three-quarters of the trail climbing up to the main divide in California was like a hike-a-bike, you know? Oh, yeah. So oh, you boy. could just see Weston oh, screaming in the base of the mountain, and you could just hear him echoing through all the trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was absolutely miserable. So was it more fun to know that Weston was suffering worse than you did at one point in the yeah, giant experience? Yeah, yeah, because I was, like I said, I wasn't low man on the totem pole. So when anyone weaker than me showed up, I felt like a fucking hero, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, finally, you know, I'm not the last one to the top, you know? Steve, um, I think yeah, this is, were good. You, you guys you guys were asking about re-raceable stuff. I think an 11, 10 mods with Phil would be something that everybody would love to listen to. We could for, do 11 we could do erasables from Freestone where he ran out of gas both times. Oh. <laughs> that, and he was that was one of the first times I noticed him or I I'm like didn't you did you like whole shot a moto there or come out top 3 the one moto? Uh yeah, I think I ran maybe third or fourth until maybe two laps to go and yeah, I ran out of gas. Yep. yep. Oh my yep. god, twice yeah. in the same race. So, yeah. Like back to back moto. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, that was a tough day. That was a tough day. And it, it was 110 oh, degrees of freestone. Uh, box box fan didn't have AC. It was just it was oh, a bad yeah. beautiful. I think it was ten months. Phil, that's Phil. That's why you are the working man's champion. You know, you know you're Canadian Supercross champion. We know that you were underestimating yourself when you were talking no, before. No, Nash. What the the real problem is, I was too stupid. I'm too stupid because if I would have known better, I would have quit back then and been <laughs> done with all this bullshit and moved well, on with my life. You know? <laughs> well, listen, I, we love your insight. We every time you're on, it's like when I looked on the internet and saw you're gonna be on. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta definitely call. <laughs> hey, listen, my office is always open. You can call anytime for a counseling session. There you go. Bike racing joke where we'll get you plugged in, Phil. We'll, we'll, Hell yeah. you, and, you and Meathead, you and Meathead, prison guard. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll see you at MetLife, Nash. All right, thanks, thanks, Nash. All right, cheers, guys. Go get him. Go get him. Thanks, Phil. See you, brother. See you. Thanks, Nash. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, Phil, another another thing. Uh, Michael Lindsay here. A couple of high profile hires with Darkside and Lewis Phillips. Who will you give your time to more? <laughs> Who? Uh, you know, they're both going to be covering races. They're, you know, they're both going to be there looking for scoops. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'll be at some know. too. Jeez, I don't even get added. I'm just not allowed to go to races anymore. No, I'm just talking about your new hires. 
dark side. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, he's got two higher guns. I don't know. I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really know Lewis. Um, and I, yeah, I just, yeah, I just know dark side. So I don't know. If they're friends with you, Stephen, I'll, uh, I'll talk to him. If uh, yeah. Lewis comes up to you at a race, just ask him about his uh, favorite music artist or anything about pop culture. He's, he's well, very well, tuned in. Is he? Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much. I don't know much about him. You know, but uh, yeah, like I said, if he's friends with Steven, I'll talk to him. Uh, Philip, um, you're doing West, like we said. Uh, East seems to suit you better. You're from the East, and you rode East last year. Are we? How do we feel about the harder dirt and the West Coast look to it? Like, uh, where are we at on that? Uh, I, to be honest with you, I think all that. No, no, it don't matter. Okay. I think all that stuff nowadays is more of a mess. You know, I think some some tracks you know be a little more hurt pack like i don't know denver and stuff like that salt lake yeah. but man anaheim gets tacky and yeah. rutted and gnarly and even glendale even though it's inside it's still kind of you're yeah, right yeah yeah they they get gnarly so that that perception of like hard packed dirt is kind of kind yeah. of out the window they've uh, really standards standardized the dirt in the last few yeah, years they figured it out yeah. right like yeah. yeah so i i i don't think it's really that's why, like, oh, you need to go to California to ride hard pack. Like that, that logic just, to me, is flawed now because it's it's not like that. Well, you know? I think it is. It's hard, but it's not as bad as it used to be between the two. It's, it's, yeah, there's not dust flying. It's not like Denver. You know, no. I'm thinking of it used to being like Denver. How it was this past year? You know, that that's how the races used to be. Right. You know, Anaheim and San Diego or whatever. It's it's not like that anymore. You know, like I, I don't even feel like it's close. So, um, but I think, uh, no, I'll be okay. As long as the whoops are big, I'll be good. Cause last year, Wes had a lot of big whoops and, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for because East coast ends up, they get so rutted. You can't even really skim them anymore. You know? No. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, who do you miss more Brayden or Cade at club? <laughs> Oh, I can't even believe you're asking that question right now. Cade uh, was actually there on Saturday, Psalm, but I do miss JB there. Okay. Doc. Yeah, yeah. Cade is kind of, you know, you know, Cade's Cade. <laughs> but JB, classy. Yeah, right. Yeah. It feels weird not having JB there. It really does. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. But, yeah, I was blessed with Cade's presence on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Didn't disappoint. Okay. No. So uh, no. earlier you guys mentioned uh, Koi's service and something I was thinking about earlier, like I'm flying out North Carolina night, red eye, um, shooting with KP for a couple days. I think I'm coming down to shoot either with you, Phil, or Enzo and the guys. And think oh, about yeah, Freddie, thinking that. about all these guys that kind of got there because of JJR that this North Cal, North, yeah. <laughs> North yeah. Carolina, even in a little bit of South Carolina, but just, I don't know. It definitely seems like to me, not to say club wouldn't be there, but there's a lot of you guys that have ended up there because of JJR and this little moto community grew down there. And it's it's kind of cool legacy-wise that it like is. that's there. Yeah, JB and Weege would Weege, not be there JB. without a doubt without yep. JGR. Phil may have been there because of the club thing, but mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of – yeah, Freddie. Yeah, all those – lots of guys. You're right. Enzo, KP, yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's actually a really, really good point. I mean, there's a lot of us, you know, mechanics, the whole nine that were California people or for whoever, like all transplanted here to Charlotte and then kind of just never left, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of wild to think about, but then um, I was here, well, 
yeah, like you said, South Carolina for a little while, but then when I started riding for JGR, I did live up by the shop for many, many years, and I kind of, yeah, it became a home away from home, you know, so, um, and it, like you said, it was, it's like that for a lot of people, so, um, but yeah, like, like you said, Steve came for the service last week, and yeah, it was, it was really cool, so, saw a lot of people, and a lot of support for that whole, um, whole thing, and, um, it was kind of. It was actually kind of comforting. So it was nice. You know, it was actually a really, really nice service. I'll tell you what wasn't comforting. You saying you were going to buy dinner, and then at the dinner place, you're like, "Ah, oh, I forgot my wallet." <laughs> and then our buddy Thomas had to step up and buy dinner. So it was. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, me Mr. buying dinner. Mr. Thomas. When, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Mr. Tom bought dinner, and then it went out the window. Me buying anything after uh, our political debate. <laughs> that's that's Forty-five why. fucking minutes. A whole dinner that was super nice just went out the window. No, because Steve. Oh, because of me. Yes, because of me. Yeah. Oh, okay. had to keep trying to get the last word in every time. Oh, I. I it's shocking. It's, shocking. It's, it's tough. It's tough to deal with logic. I understand that, Philip. You guys have problems with that, but logic and reason was trying to impart some. Shit. Couldn't yeah, couldn't happen, you, but I mean, I, <laughs> Mr. Tom you, really want to get into hey, it. Oh, do you, Mr. Tom, shut down the whole fucking restaurant? Yeah, you know? like we were there till close because down. I'm trying yeah. to figure out you people. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get in. Like I, I have an open mind, and I want to tell me what you guys see. That's where I'm at. Tell me what you guys see. We see clearly now that the rain's gone. You know we're dying. You're okay. the one that's struggling. Your windshield I mean, wipers are your windshield wipers are broke. Maybe man. I don't know what. Yeah, maybe I'm. I, you know, I have an open mind to learn, and I, I, I just that's all I'm trying to do. Uh, but you, then, need to, you need to pull an X-brand tear off, bro, so you can see what you're doing. So, you know? Some of the some of the talk was some of the talk was uh, some of the talk was Corvette talk too. Though it was also yeah, some Corvette it, it talk. was it so was, I, and uh, I had to rent. How are we doing with that? I rent. Rented it and I got it. You know, I kind of got it out of my system a little bit. I still want one. It was okay. sweet, but I rented it. So. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. It showed up here yeah. expecting to get to take a ride at least to Starbucks, and it's already gone. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. But you know what? Yeah. The worst thing I had to do put it on my social. Because then it's just like, dude, flooded no, no, no. with comments. Like, you say, oh, I had to put it on my social. Did you? No, no, no. No, I didn't say had to. I, okay. I just put it on my social, which. I shouldn't have because <laughs> then I had to deal with everybody thinking I have one, right? Yeah. Uh, how did yeah, you think yeah, that yeah. was going to go over? Oh, yeah, I know. I should have definitely thought about it. I, that was a dumb I mean, idea. You could have just put like hashtag rental, you know, to save yourself a whole Something. lot of grief. Yep. Hashtag yep. rental, no. hashtag midlife yep. crisis, hashtag mm-hmm. I know. Yep. No, and, and no, yeah. and Thomas and Phil are like, dude, that's such a midlife crisis white guy move. And I'm like, yep. Yep, like I, I mean, I can't. You can't deny that. There's just no way. So I don't know. I, I think I, a real life crisis would have been you getting a Mustang, but oh, Kiefer, Kiefer, Kiefer lost that one. So many people blew him out on my DMs. Like they're just like he's an idiot. A Shelby Mustang. Like what? Oh, uh, outside okay. of missing uh, the Koi Services talk, I think the thing I would have missed the most was probably listening to Thomas tell you about getting a real car instead of a car. well. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he, Tom. I don't have Thomas's money uh, wallet. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, Thomas is like, why would you get a Corvette? Why don't you just get a Porsche 911? You know, like, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, Thomas. That's in the same range. For sure, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just get a Bugatti? Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why, uh, Thomas. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I do think that. there's a little misconception between you know him and you, the middle class you right. know, when it comes to cars. You know, I mean, literally, a Sprinter is more money than one of those Corvettes. Yeah, like, that, that's yeah, exactly. You know, it's a little exactly. different 
Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Philip, thanks as always for calling in, giving our listeners an update. Dude, I can't believe it's yep. co- it's coming up, man. So I, I mean, I don't know if it's coming up. It's here, dude. It's, it's here. Over. Yeah, you you will you be know, at Anaheim so. racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, everything's coming along good. So we'll ride race bikes next week a little bit. Semi leaves next Friday, and uh, yeah. Are you no can I interest you in signing for Pulp Mix Fantasy? No, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I mean, I I can't deal with that sort of stress or pay for playing if you give me a free code or whatever maybe i'll play but you know i would love for you to play and then watch a rider let you down uh <laughs> in an lcq <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is or, he could let i'll be racing him and i picking him and i'm like yeah okay we're fifth six but i picked him for fifth or wow actually i don't even know how pull makes fantasy works but you know let's say i pick enzo for a certain position i'm in front or behind him no you don't you know, pick like people I, for certain positions you just pick them to, to just do well in the main event they got to make the main uh, and then they got to you know um, yeah so I, yeah but a guy like that you don't even make any points off of it's like the the guys that are battling for the lcq spots as well where, here's yeah. here's where it could come into factor so if enzo is a 6 handicap that means 16th or better in the main event He's double points. You want to get double points with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's a six mm-hmm. handicap and I pick him and he's 16th in the main event, well, Enzo would probably be a four, but let's just say he's 16th in the main event and you're 18th and you're mm-hmm. on him. If you mm-hmm. pass him and I picked Enzo, I'm going to be so mad because you're going to knock him out of double points. So you really, uh, it's a double points thing that you want to go off of. So it goes off the 10th place plus their handicap. So. Uh, okay, so if he's third and I'm fourth and I annihilate him for a podium spot, that doesn't change anything. It just knocks him out. Well, does he finish well, the race because you annihilate him? Or he DNF? But as long as he's in the top 16, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if he ends up 12th, he still gets double points. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. But uh, but yeah. if you annihilate him and knock him out of the race, then we're that's what happened with Troll. Uh, no, Kate hit Troll. Yeah. And he won he last cool. year. Gotcha. He really fucked a lot of us troll owners that night. So. <laughs> I think you just got fucked as a troll owner all year. Yeah, troll let yeah. us down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, how about he tells me? Life. How about he tells me at Millville, don't pick me the rest of the year. My head's not in this. I've got a concussion. Like just, I'm riding this thing out. That's the exact words to me. I'm just riding this out. The fucking guy sets a season best the next week. <laughs> the next week is his season best race. It was the concussion. I'm just like, thanks, troll. Thanks a lot. Your words were, I'm just riding this out. Well, I really would like to see is Phil pick somebody, yeah, that rides a club, whether it's on his team or not. I just want to see all of us yell at riders that do bad. Like we can tweet about it, text about it. Phil would actually see them the day weekend after the race. How much throat slitting would yeah. there be at oh, club that week? Yeah. Uh, there's already enough of that as it is, and there's nothing even on the line for fantasy or anything. So. <laughs> there's, there's plenty well, of drama that goes on on a, week, on a daily basis. Thanks to uh, Scott at Motorsport.com for renewing Phil's deal another yep. year. Yep, Motorsport's yep. No, on board. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's in my agreement. It's even it's also um, in my FXR agreement, Public Show. You know, so I kind of kind of had to do it you know what i mean so wait do you get money per appearance or do you get penalized if you don't come on no i no i get penalized you know it's in your fxr agreement i could see you putting that in there no it's actually (laughs) just like it's just a deliverable you know what i mean i kind of have to 
Not not that I have to. Right. Uh, since you did get my FXR deal for me. I did. So you I say. Did. Yep. You know? I got that. I got your KYB deal. I got motorsport.com deal for you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Motorsport, you did. You did hook me up with Mr. Scott. So I can't uh, I can't complain about that. You know? All right, Philip. you're pulling through. Yeah, for once. Hey, so uh, what? who's uh, – I got a question. So who's your new Enzo this year? I don't know. Uh, you're the one who – told me about Enzo last year and so mm-hmm. you know we wanted to help him out a little bit um mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. you got a new guy I, I, you got any ideas uh Enzo sent me a nice jersey today signed and thank you notes and and everything so that was awesome mm-hmm. for the studio. Oh, look at you yep yep um but, yeah I don't know no okay. I don't no I don't know anybody no. uh I did I know that you all we you constantly give Enzo shit which I love and it's great uh, but he did seem really appreciative, so that was cool that we could help yeah, him no, with the sticker cool. deal. Yeah, no, that's cool. That went a long way, so that was cool. Not a lot of people know that, but, yeah, you did a good deed. So. Right, right. Uh, and and then he got a big money deal now because he did so well with, with club. <laughs> big money. Yeah, <laughs> we're racking it in over here, man. Right. We're racking it in. Is uh, um, Talon, are you, are you paying attention or no? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, because I just put on the JT. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I see that. All right, thanks, buddy. Uh, he's, fall, he's falling asleep over there. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, he told me he doesn't have marks in it because I was actually trying to watch the uh, you guys on YouTube here yeah. a little bit ago, no, but Marx is, I didn't. Marks is sick. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, uh, first time in what six years? Is uh, that what it is? Uh, I don't know. He he claims it's the first one, but who knows? So yeah, I was gonna say that's a hell of a record. I think he deserves a bonus. <laughs> All right, thanks, Philip. Yeah. Okay, uh, we gotta All go. Right. Any talk of bonus Bye. for Marks? We gotta go. Uh, uh, later. See you, boys. Thanks, See Phil. Ya. See ya. Yeah. That's Phil Nicolette, everybody. Brought to you by OGO Power Sports. Please check out OGO uh, Power Sports website for no, the latest and greatest. You know what I really appreciate? What? doesn't matter if it's a top rider or a fan. While they're trying to say goodbye, you still clip them anyways. Yeah, yeah. We got to go. We got to It's just Philip. You don't You don't judge. You don't play favorites. Could be a janky call-in. Could be a legend of the sport. They're still saying, oh, yeah, but click. Speaking of Troll Train... Troll Training, please check it out. It's an online training program for riders of all skill and fitness levels looking to get fit and go fast. Do you, did you know what Alex didn't have when he started his career? Someone who could give him the shortcuts on what not to do when training and preparing for the race at professional level. All of Alex's training and racing mistakes are your gains. Trolltraining.com for more information on that. John Wessling, Alex Martin doing a good job with that, doing really well, and uh, tell him you listen to Pulp. And uh, they'll, they'll be able to uh, help you out a little bit. So trolltraining.com, Alex Martin. We're oh. going to have Alex and John on to answer some questions too. Nice. Hopefully uh, hopefully this year they do a little bit better job with Dark Side because I was a little disappointed in the in the results. Of, well, it turns out the Dark Side was not uh, absolute, even on the program. On the program. He yeah. just said he, he was. He just said he was. Is that what most people do when they say they train? They say they're on a program, I but they so. don't actually I do it. I think so. Uh, 7 o'clock hour brought to you by Off-Road Warehouse. This is the uh, ORW at the back of Phil's butt. Uh, they got trucks, uh, truck parts all across America. Corona, Vegas, San Diego, uh, Georgia, Temecula, Arizona. Uh, the Club MX guys using ORW uh, for their stuff. And uh, if you use the code PulpMX at offroadwarehouse.com, you can save with those guys. You can get some uh, suspension direct. You can get tires and wheels and all sorts of things from offroadwarehouse.com. The, the code is PulpMX to save. They sell everything. Uh, they install everything they sell. Uh, suspension kits, tires, wheels, and more. So get your truck to the track in style, uh, whether it's Jeep, Overland, UTV stuff, whatever it is, ORW, offroadwarehouse.com. Use the code to save. Thank you to uh, those guys for coming on board. Uh, next up on the show, to discuss uh, X-Brand Goggle tear-offs, Pulp of X Fantasy, and more, it's Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? 
What's happening? Big day. Big day. So Pulp MX Fantasy is launched, and I played the audio that Mark's made for Michael Lindsay and Pookie <laughs> of your excitement. So good. Your excitement for fantasy, uh, and then your your reaction after Anaheim won. Yeah, it's um this this game is so entertaining. Um, for those of you who play it, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But for those who haven't, uh, there's really nothing else out there that can make the the race as entertaining as fantasy does, and it, it's no different than what fantasy football has done for the NFL or any other sport. Um, for me, unfortunately, uh, I don't handle things all that well a lot of the time. And uh, when my chosen riders on my fantasy team choose to crash or go down in the first turn or just simply ride poorly, it negatively affects the quality of my life for several days. <laughs> um, this, might, this might be a personal problem that I need to seek help for. But it's it's a real thing. Like I I am noticeably downtrodden all of Sunday if I have a bad fantasy day. It's it's not, it's not good. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I can shake it off. I'm fine. Like I get some some of my picks. You're just like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like afterwards, you're like, what were you thinking? Because whatever happened was really obvious, right? After the fact, of course. But like, I, uh, who is who is the guy you picked? Uh, oh, who's the who was the French <laughs> guy? Left Francois. Francois. There was I can't remember JGR's if it was, guy. Yeah, I can't remember if it was oh, this year, or last year. There was a round we were on the press box. I can't remember who you guys got all hyped up on, and I wasn't on it, but everybody was hyped. We all picked him, and I think it was after he didn't make the main. We went back and looked at the vault, and it's like the guy's been racing Supercross for nine years and only made like two mains. It was like the heck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There's practice lap warriors, you know? Uh, um, the Cat was one of them. Now, Cat made one main event, yeah. so he, he wasn't a total bust for fantasy purposes. But uh, he he basically qualifies really well mm-hmm. and then has no chance of making the main for the most part. But The high cat, p- the cat is, is what we call fool's gold. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you... You sucker, you know, you get suckered in by those times, those practice times for fantasy purposes, and then you, and then you watch the race, and you're like, oh, he was never. I mean, if your guys, you pick a guy, and he's like eighth and looking yeah. good, and he eats shit on the last lap or two laps, at least you can like go to bed. Maybe not JT, but most people can go to bed being like, well, the theory was right. <laughs> it's when the guys JT never even come close to making the main that you're like, what was I thinking? Like this gentleman was never. In the top fifteen, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I struggle with that because in those moments, I can just blame myself and just be like, "Yeah, you're an idiot. You should have never picked him. What? Why would you do that?" The ones that I struggle with the most are when it's a good pick and it just doesn't go your way. Like some oh, some okay. divine intervention caused that person to not do well. Like Garrett Marchbanks was that person multiple times during 250 West last year for me. Yeah. Plenty fast. I mean, all day a top 10 guy, arguably top five, Mm -hmm. and doesn't make the main event. I I literally want to come out of the stands and start beating him (laughs) with a tough block. Wait, let's, let's add one more layer to that. Then it's even worse when it's the next weekend and you can't pick them, and they do exactly 
what they were supposed to do the weekend before. Yeah, yeah. Then you just relive it all oh, over again. See, JT, I'm opposite. I imagine that you and I have opposite theories here. Shocking. On something like that, I'm like, look, that was a good pick, and that should have worked. And I rest my head easy, knowing that, you know, just a, a, the fate of the gods screwed me over. Right? It's the picks where you're like, that guy never came close. Yeah, I, don't, I don't go that direction. Right yeah, now. that's true. I, I don't. You, yeah, you you go out on a limb more times. Like you're like, I have a gut feeling he looked good. I don't. That's true. You're right. Do that. Yeah, you're safe. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I, honestly, because if I do that, I hate myself too much, and I'm scared of of what I'll do to myself, the <laughs> mental anguish that I will I will put myself through if I do something like right. that. It's the it's when I pick the safe guys that should get me a decent score and they just poop the bed. That's when I can't handle it because I'm, I'm not taking risks. And then you're going to yeah. cram it up my cram hole anyway. Right. I, I'd like to really thank, tough. I'd like to thank Michael Lindsay for that Millville day when I picked Cody shock and his chain broke both motos. Thanks a lot. I'm still having PTSD. Yep. Thanks still having PTSD. Thanks a lot, Michael, for that. Still having PTSD. That was, that was great. Um, hey, can we all agree? Okay. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. I am 100% convinced that being at the races makes me a worse fantasy player when I wait. You're not allowed to say Vince on this show. I'm not allowed to say what? Vince. Oh, convinced. We can't. The word Vince, even if it's mixed in our word. Okay. I am 100% uh, with with my theory that being at the races makes you a worse fantasy player because every time I go off a rider telling me, man, I just don't have it tonight or pick me because I'm going to be good or I hear some little injury – it backfires on me. I would rather just look at the numbers from practice and pick, and I do way better. Being at the races riders does not are, help me. Riders are notoriously bad judges of their own ability. It's like, uh, and Steve, this is a theory of yours. Players make bad coaches. You just you you can't you can't go off of what they tell you or what they see. You've got to go off of your own opinion and don't let them don't let them buy you know give you bias. Who uh, was it last year, Steve, that told you that he was just terrible? Was it Starling? <laughs> I don't remember, like, but there was somebody. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. man, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. I, I do not pick me today. I, I think it was Starling. Rush it. Yep. I think it was Starling. Yep. I think it's like, what in the hell, dude? Or what about when uh, the riders that aren't going to race the night show and they don't let you know ahead of time? Yeah, thanks, yeah. Amart. Thanks, Troll. I, I got a Christmas yeah. card from your family today. <laughs> Doesn't like, make up for that night. Like, this is <laughs> my This is my best going against best judgment. I think it was two years ago at one right. of the early West rounds. Chisholm, I think I was walking around with you. Chiz was just like, oh, I'm so sick. Like, I'm so under the weather. Don't pick me. Mm-hmm. Don't pick me. I walk away, and I'm like, man, Chiz is always going to Chiz, but he sounds so unconfident. Take him off my team, makes the main, gets like a 15th on a freaking 14 handicap or something yeah. stupid. Yeah, no, it's uh, Paul Mix Fantasy, everybody. I, I, we're scaring everybody away. but No, no, you got to play. It's great. We, we it's got, great. We got 31 series-ending prizes, including a Yamaha YZ450 for Supercross, and we have 23 weekly prizes. There's random prizes that you don't even got to be that good at the game to win there's gift cards there's motorsport.com first to the finish line so the first rider to cross the stripe not a lap just the first guy to cross the stripe we give prizes for that if you can pick that guy we have a we have smx prizes the intense guys are giving us an e-bike to give away for the smx champion there's three champ three uh series champions now this year thank you to yamaha and michelin and and shinko and racetech and get and motorsport and rental and on and on and on for all these great prizes. You can play for free 
Uh, but or you can uh, you don't win any prizes that way. You just uh, you just win the satisfaction of being good at it. Or you can uh, pay a little bit of money and you get to play for these prizes. You also even if you're no good at it, you at least get raffle tickets for the Yamaha YZ450 if you pay ahead of time. So uh, you also have a chance of winning a TTR randomly, a Yamaha TTR bike. So yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about this and. and- I understand for a lot of people, like they look at the game and it's, it's a little bit hard to figure out at first. And they're like, man, I'm never going to be good enough to win any of prizes. That's one of the coolest aspects is if you just sign up and you become championship eligible, you can win a dirt bike just for being a part of it. Right. We raffle these bikes off just, just to be a part of it. Like it's a random draw. So you don't have to be amazing at the game to have a chance to win a motorcycle, which is really cool. The person who won the YZ450 last year, 2022, was not a good player at all. But they won a dirt. Yeah, bike. that's. I mean, yes. that's what. That's yep. why we do it, right? Like, yep. not everybody's going to excel at this game. Trust me, I, I'm. I'm. I've had years where I'm terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, and and there's a lot of luck to this thing. Okay, yeah, you pick obvious, ba- obviously bad teams. You're not going to do well. But I mean, I've talked to guys. Then I'm like, how? Like you, you don't know much about this sport, and they're just crushing it. You know, like Dan, Dan's got a buddy that like happens that all, too. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. people he works with that just kill it, and they're like, yeah, that guy looks pretty good. I'll right. pick him. Well, that's what goes like, that, that goes to Michael's theory about just looking at the sheets. Yeah, like Dan yeah. knows these all people's right. social security number, and he, you know, the the guys beating him in, in fantasy, it's unbelievable. The rider, yeah, Dan knows the rider's the social rider. security number, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and the guy, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree. Uh, I don't know about your theory, Michael. It, it, to me, it, it, it goes both ways. Sometimes being there really helps. Sometimes being there really hurts. So I wouldn't say one way or another as far as which way it goes. Yeah. But I can I know what you mean I for f- sure. I feel like it's bit me more where I, I feel like I weigh, again, the little stuff I get from people that might not be puck where I get it. Yeah, sometimes you find out about injuries. If you're – I feel like you can still be – I think – I am a better player when I pick a Thursday team early. I just look at practice times and I just check Twitter to see if anybody has mentioned somebody getting hurt, like really obvious. I feel like I make better decisions off of good, solid information versus inside talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Half the fun too is listen to the weekly pod with Paul and JT. Oh, I love it. Yep. That's, that's, that's great. You know what else I'm really happy, JT, is the fact that you're playing Industry Idiots again this year because I know it will – make the fantasy pod just that much better so a little change we're having industry idiots this year it's a hundred dollars again but a little Mm -hmm. change you have to be a member of the championship league to play industry idiots so you have to sign up for pulp mix fantasy Mm -hmm. pay to play and then you can pay the money to be industry idiots did you guys have that many people not doing both we have some yeah oh yeah so just we want to keep the game true to what the game's supposed to be right like Industry idiot starts to take on a life of its own, and that's not really what we created the game for. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, honestly, if you're willing to be an industry idiot, it's it, you're not. We're not asking a lot here. No, I, I no. actually didn't realize because I've always played both. I didn't realize you. Could, yeah, 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 You even could well, do only industry. You just get people coming in and trying to snipe industry idiots, and that's not really what it's there for. Mm-hmm. So, for forty bucks, uh, you have uh, all all season long. You have uh, an extra drawing for the TTR 110. You have two uh, entries for the YZ 450F. So if you want to pay 40 bucks, it's all available on the website as well. You can um, see all the rules and the pricing and everything else. You can pay extra to see my picks, Dan's picks, JT's picks, and um, uh, uh, Paul's picks as well. Extra picks, uh, extra expert picks. Sorry. 
So, uh, yeah, you can see it all on the website, $39.99. Uh, you save 15 bucks to pay for the year. You get an extra raffle drawing for bikes and all of that. So it's all worth it. Industry Idiots is a $100 league um, that we will uh, tell you more about on social and everything else uh, to, to join that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's always fun. Can, can I add a little bit extra flavor? Yes. Whoever does the worst of you guys out of the expert picks gets demoted for the year and can't be an expert pick and you have to put somebody else in? We, can, we, sh- we should do that. I, I'm fine with that. I mean, that might have been me. No, what? no, outdoors I was strong. JT nabbed my uh, second place at the last race. It was complete bullshit. But, gotcha. Uh, yeah, but he got me for second at the uh, for outdoor. But Supercross, I was terrible. I'm picking La Francois. I mean, I deserve. <laughs> and, 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 and here's the thing, too, and we've talked about this on our pod. It doesn't pay to reach for the stars in this game. Just make the safe picks, and and you will you will do well. You may not win a prize, but when you shoot for the moon, a Ray, Jerry, you you sometimes could get it right, but for the most part, it pays to play safely. So you you say that, but eight is great. That is that's fact, but. I have made my most money winning individual or getting like top three individual nine industry idiots by sending it for the stars yep. because the rest yep. of my season has yeah, gone yeah, so bad. No. That's my only hope. There is that. Look, Parabinos, <laughs> I didn't like it this. It literally paid. <laughs> I didn't agree with, this, agree with this, but Parabinos one week was doing so poorly, he did not pick a team so that the next week everyone was open for him again. <laughs> I, I don't recommend that strategy. He sucked. He sucked that week. <laughs> he, he did. He did. Yeah. So, flashback here. The strategy still did not work. It didn't. No, it was no. terrible. But but that's the kind of thing that worked. Because he was like, hey, screw it. I'm just going to tr- try to win a week by picking the best guys. And, and yeah, it went terribly. But, <laughs> but that was a strategy you could do. So, there is that. Also, if you forget to fill out your team, something we introduced last year that was really popular. We have a lot of people. You're at weddings. You're camping. You're like a you're, you're, you're balls deep in your wife, whatever it is. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. No, I'm just saying things come up. and uh, <laughs> Things really do come up in that yeah, case. <laughs> we got it. And so <laughs> I'm working blue tonight. Uh, mulligans. So you get mulligans. You can pay for these. Uh, it is uh, one for five bucks, or uh, I forget what the other option is, three for ten. And that way, it'll take the experts' teams, a uh, random expert team, uh, a random team of the riders that the experts have picked, and give it to you for that night, and uh, of the riders you're eligible to pick. And so that way, if you're out, you got no phone service, you're like Weege, and you're trapped <laughs> in a TV truck, and you can't work, then yeah, you. You can buy the mulligans and it'll it'll save you. It's it's pretty sweet. It's it's something we came up with last year. So yeah, yeah. it's not it's it's not if your team sucks or anything like that. It's basically right, right. if you didn't save a team at lockout, it's going to give you a team, and it's going to be randomized between the experts. So, you know, a lot of the of the average mulligan scores were better than the average score for like the game most times, and not because you're getting the team of the expert picks, right? We have more insight or more inside information than the average person. Yep. So I can't tell you how many people reach out and like, Oh man, I I'm thankful for the mulligan, right? Okay. My score wasn't awesome, but my season's not over. That's, that's what you're trying to avoid Yeah. is yep. your season, you know, screeching to a halt because you lost service or you blacked out or whatever. Steve or wanted to <laughs> infer that you were doing as well. I don't know what kind of, 
all-nighter you're pulling in that scenario? Like that, I'll say oh, middle day, all day. Or wouldn't you like one. to know? Unbelievable. <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Um, I don't think I would. Also, we are changing the triple crown points this year. We're going to a much lower handicap system for these because, you know, everybody's in the main event. Everybody gets it, a great it, score. Uh, everyone was picking all the 16s, right, whoever mm-hmm. was in there. And so – we're changing that. We're making it lower. Triple crown rounds will be tougher to do well at just to make it a little easier and vary up the picks, right, and vary up the picks. So we're, we're doing that. We're making that change as well. So pulpamexfantasy.com, four dirt bikes up for grabs, an intense uh, uh, taser as well. So thanks to the intense guys. We got 31 season-ending prizes, 20, 22 weekly prizes, and jerseys available. We get jerseys right off the rider, right from the riders uh, to give to the winners every week. So, yeah, pretty – Pretty cool game. You can sign up now, pay for the year, and uh, maybe you can win a motorcycle even if you suck balls at this game. So, um, and I think I, honestly, and the last thing I'll say about it, the yeah. coolest aspect of the game, like we we love playing it. We played it long before we created our own game, and, and kudos to Travis Marks for doing such an incredible job of creating this game and, and writing his own code and all this stuff. Even though it damn near killed him the first year, um, if you know, there are so many races throughout the season, right? We're looking at 31 races, and let's say 20 of them are Supercross, basically Supercross races. We all know that a bunch of those races are going to be pretty boring main events. That's just how things go. Like, it's just a part of racing. Some races are great. Some races are really boring. Those boring races, if you have a fantasy team, I promise you, you will not be bored. It, it completely changes your night as far as, what your how your entertainment level is are you engaged in what's going on or not because like the weekends where tomac gets a whole shot on steve's blue crew it might be over like and we all kind of know it like you just shrug your shoulders and and steve you and i have sat in the press box so many times and you you're on the start and you're just like well that's that's over like he's gone and if it's not for fantasy you just don't have a lot to latch onto. so that's my favorite part is it adds so much intrigue to the LCQs and the heat races. And like the battle for eighth and ninth in the heat race means everything. Like it can completely change your night. Otherwise you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yep. Uh, Freezy got in or he didn't or whatever. So um, that again, for the people who have never played it, I think that will completely unlock a whole new level of, uh, of engagement and, and interest for you in, in racing. It's uh it gets pretty exhilarating at times. I'm not going to lie. It also really gets, frustrating. It gets really frustrating also. It makes me feel very unprofessional because I'm pretty sure I've mother-effed a few uh, riders out loud in the press oh, box. Oh, I have so many. Oh, my gosh. JT, so are you sticking to the no Jerry rule for 2023? That's like a lifestyle decision. <laughs> okay. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's not a personal thing. Like I, I know he's a really nice guy. It's just not – it's one of those things where you look at a situation – Okay, it's like if we went out, right? I came down to visit, and I, you know, I'm going to come down for the A1 Pulp Show, right? And let's say we went out to dinner on the strip somewhere, and we're walking through a casino, and I see what may or may not be a woman of the night, kind of shaking her ass at mm-hmm. me, right? Yeah. I know. Working blue too. That's bad for me. That is bad for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, would that would, would could she show me a great time? Probably. She's got, she's got a nice, nice, nice ass too. So right, yeah, right. Yeah. She, she's attractive. Mm-hmm. She's giving you the eye. Like Jerry's lap time is just, it, it's eyeing you up and down, like saying, pick me, pick me. But you just know 
it's bad for you, and you have to run, run, not walk, run out of the casino before you make a really bad decision. And that's how I feel with Jerry. Like, I just, when I see him, I run the other way. Uh, and next, it is something I will not, I'll never cave. I will yeah, never okay. pick him. All right, fair ne- enough. Next time I talk to Jerry, I'm going to tell him that he got compared to a Las Vegas strip, or uh, but like a really lady like in the, the corner. Classy <laughs> one. Yeah, classy right? one. Like, classy one. Like one <laughs> Help him make like it feel a little better. Hey, it was a classy like one. A, like, Pookie like, like corporate executives, the ones that they call. <laughs> Pookie and I got Those approached ones. by one one time at Caesars. Like pretty woman. Like yeah. Pretty woman. Yeah. yeah, Pookie and I got approached by one at Caesars one time when we were at the mm-hmm. bar. We were pretty sure that's what she was doing, that's what she was going to, and this woman was a 10. Mm-hmm. Right, like this woman goes home to a, a home nicer than yours, right? She is nicer than Michael's of the crop or nicer than mine. Woman of the night. My that's house is where, a second. That's where Jerry is for fantasy. I, have a, I can't even afford the second story all the way across my house. I don't have a home, well, I mean, so. it's I just, several thousand feet of second floor. Y'all, please give me a break. Uh, Nick wants to talk about fantasy. Nick, uh, welcome to the show. What's uh, what's your story about uh, why you had to quit fantasy? <laughs> this is Fantasy yeah. Anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I still paid. I just didn't sign up oh. anymore. Oh, we like, like that. Thank you. It was, <laughs> it was, the money. It was becoming too stressful. Like. Uh, my job, I'm a tattoo artist, and okay. Saturdays are a super busy day trying to watch practice, you know, pay yeah. attention to I already you know, see where this going is going. And like tattoo is is pretty difficult. So, <laughs> so Saturday know, night, dude. Saturday or, night yeah. you got a chick laid out, you're putting a ladybug on her stomach. You end and, up writing F Jerry Rock and A Ray puts it into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a high stress situation right. where it's like this is this is not uh helpful. Uh right. So I had to I had to pump the brakes, but okay. Well, thanks. I for, think I'm just going to try to pick early, I guess. And, yeah, that's you know hope for the best leading into the week. Honestly, if you're working Saturdays, look at the practice times. Right, they're up. Yep. They're publicly available. Get eight in the main event. So just play it safe with eight guys. Eight is great. Chiz and uh, you know uh, Starling if he's riding really well, and type those type of guys, and then a couple factory guys, and and then just tattoo away, Nick. Yeah. Here's a great strategy, Nick. Here's here's what you do. You pick your team whenever you have time, Thursday, Friday, whatever, right? Pick the guys that you think that you would pick. Then sometime after practice on Saturday, carve out five minutes. You you scan the times, make sure your guys all, you know, practice, did a lap time, whatever. You make any adjustments you need to, and off you go. That's it. Like, you look basically twice. Pick your team when you have time during the week. Scan one time. And go with it. And I, I think you'll probably do better that way. The amount of times that I've yeah. overthought things and screwed myself is never ending. Like Dan Truman has a thing called a Wednesday team, and it without <laughs> fail, he's going to tell you how great his Wednesday team was. He's always does like every time. single pod. Yeah. Every week, his Wednesday team is like the greatest team that's ever been assembled. And then none of them are on his final team? Well, he, he overthinks it. Like He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy, but this guy... But if you go with common sense and you don't get caught up in the moment and let recency bias creep in and you're just like, this guy's good. Like, he's going to figure it out in the race. It's like Steve always said, uh, like, he's a racer. The guy's going to figure it out when the gate drops. Yeah. I started strong, which didn't help me. So I was, like, in the top 50 the first two weeks. Oh, and nice. it all went yeah. downhill from there. Better than so. I ever was. Well, Nick, <laughs> yeah. Nick are you, are you going to sign up again? Because you could win a motorcycle if nothing else, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely am. Okay. Uh, I think I could just, uh, you know, 
you know, learn from uh, from you guys there. Yeah. I'm picking a little early. And there you go. And just relax. taking it too, too crazy. Yeah. Ink away, dude. Pick Ink away in peace. Let it roll. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks yeah. for calling. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye. Uh, thanks. I was trying to – I just texted our buddy A-Ray here. But sh- is it time to get rid of the, the warning? No. I don't think so. Okay. No, and I don't mean – I, from, I haven't seen, I, I haven't don't seen even, any behavior – that would okay. I haven't either. I don't even mean from his riding because we don't we haven't seen him yet. His wrists are better. He's back on Blue Crew. I just meant like as in just sort of a decency. Like a, a, a I think de- you need to put like I, and this technology may not exist. So Mark's, uh, please show me in here. But could you have? And I've seen this on like they insert, they put these on cars, but where you if you pick him, you need to breathe into a breathalyzer <laughs> to make oh, sure yeah. that you're yeah, not yeah. wasted. Yeah. Like, and if your blood alcohol level is sure. over 0.08, you're not allowed to pick A-Ray. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe we could send people to Walgreens for a self-test, then you come back right. to the like website. Said, <laughs> See, the pop-up I'll... says, are you drunk? And if you click no, <laughs> it comes prove it, and then a little breathalyzer pops yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. See, I'd like to see uh, a little update to where it just says, new year, or new year, same A-Ray, question mark? <laughs> Well, I just feel bad for the guy. He he doesn't mind it. He 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 thinks it's He's funny. Awesome. But, we all love Ray. No, yeah, not, but I just you know I I don't know. Maybe we can. Maybe but he he know he has a damn clothing line called Sketchy. No, what he do does. You mean? Yeah, no, no, no. I don't mean like, it. He's not saying this. I'm just wondering if it was time or I. Yeah, hey, at least he finally right. owned it. He disowned me one time for calling him Sketchy on the show. I know. right? Didn't talk to me for six months. Now he has T-shirts that say right. it. Um, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out uh, if you want to check out the latest and greatest from Fly. I have I went riding last week, JT, and I wore the Evo. And yeah, love the A-Ray. love the uh, love the Evo stuff. So Yeah, uh, Evo's my favorite too. Right. Um we have some pretty exciting things coming which uh, I'll I'll talk about that. It's, it's okay. way too early to be talking about that. But So can I I agree with okay. I agree with you Evo's uh Evo was a gear I hated, and now I love it. It's pretty crazy how much it's evolved. When you raced or when you were working there? like Yes, when I raced. When you raced, when I raced you didn't it like was Evo. heavy, right. it was hot. It, right. it sucked. I didn't like it. Okay, that actually, was awesome. All right, okay. So before we do the expert on goggle tear-offs, A-Ray. Yo. Hey, do, do, do are you okay with us leaving the warning on Pulp Mix Fantasy? Uh, yeah, because – God forbid people don't know who I am and they pick me and then I KO myself and then there I go with more DMs. So at least they have a warning. <laughs> okay. Okay. We were just, you can tell yeah. them they did it to themselves, right? Uh, so, yeah, you did it to yourself. Yeah, you should have known, right? So <laughs> sign-ups are open. Sign-ups are open and we wanted to just, you know, make sure that people saw the uh, saw the um, – you know the thing, and then wanted to know if 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 you were okay with us, or, or is it time to take it down, or whatever. No, no, you you can leave, leave it on there. Honestly, it's it's kind of a blessing for me. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, like I said, like I said, if anyone picks me and I do do something dumb, and then I can just say, well, you were warned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, sounds I mean, good. Gra- granted, I am on Blue Crew now, so yeah. like that whole thing is like really really good so. yeah yeah no uh, did, did you hear about adam you know, Cir- I mean, did you hear about adam seen cirillo's pod that we did oh dude yeah i was i was stuck i was like oh yeah uh jt ac said that uh a ray's been getting after it out on the test track and in the gym i heard about this i heard uh a ray that was the one person that he he kind of pointed to he right? did a ray yep yep oh gee awesome blue crew that's what blue crew yep. does for you all yep. eyes on you honestly 
Uh, yeah, all right, A-Ray. Right. Well, th- thanks for calling in. Just quickly wanted to check with you were okay with running the disclaimer for another year. Yeah, no, it's good. I th- Is JT wanting to put one on Jerry, too, or, or just me? You know, that's a good question. Jerry probably deserves a waiver. Um, I think Jerry would get mad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. I, li- I like mine. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I. I uh, I think Jerry would get mad. He takes it a little harder. I would like harder. him to like yeah. link. I would I would prefer if you if you click on Jerry, it it redirects you to a link and lists his results. Oh jeez. Oh. I, I mean my Oof. my results are are pretty bad, but I mean I I, I give it my best, but Jerry, I mean, sometimes Jerry, I just the, end the up three rows part, three three rows up. So the craziest part about Jerry is he is so damn fast. That's that's Dude. the hardest part about it. He's you, good. He, yep. When you watch him ride, he makes you want to pick him, which is why I, why I go back to you're walking through the casino, minding your own business, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, you're uh, you know on row floor thirty seven with your clothes off. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what happens. And then your balls deep, and you can't make your picks, JT. <laughs> <laughs> you miss the entire race. Right. That's why you need a mulligan. God. Uh, all right, A. Right. Uh, thanks for calling in. I, I just want to make sure that you're good with it. All right. All good. Thanks, all buddy. Good. All right. Yeah, man. Fuck my ass. All right. That's, that's it, right? Um, all right. We still got the expert goggle tariffs. But last word on Pulp Mix Fantasy. Yeah, sign up. Have fun. Let us know. We have a pod each week as well. Uh, Roto jumps in here and there. And uh, myself and Dan and Paul and JT. And we, uh, yeah, we commiserate on our picks and how it went. And uh, your misery. And the misery. Uh, can we uh, can we talk about one other thing that's come up day one? It got mentioned earlier. the yeah. The name I'm not allowed to speak is uh, not racing. Yeah, is that is that like confirmed? Uh, I saw his replacement riding this week, which his replacement told me I can't say who he is because it might get him fired from his other job. But I, if anybody pays attention, they probably know who's on the MCR bike now. Yeah, I mean, I think I know who it is, but I'm I'm more interested know, in like how that whole dynamic went down. Because I've heard a lot of rumors, and I don't know that he's, any of them are He's actually hurt. There was talk oh, okay, about okay. some spawn one okay, and bench, so but he's hurt. Freeze got hurt. Yes. Not getting benched. No. A-Rod is riding on the team. Somebody. Anthony Rodriguez. I I, I said I wasn't going to say it. You can say it, but I'm not saying it. Oh, I already tweeted this. Uh, he I doesn't care. I, yeah. I saw him this week, and he was just like, don't post a video or a photo of me. It might get me fired from my Brazil job. Oh. Okay, my bad. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Terrible uh, Steve getting him fired. Don't don't be sketchy with this stuff. Don't just be upfront with everybody. That's all I gotta say. Yep. So uh, yeah, yeah, Anthony Rodriguez. Yep. Which that's an interesting hire because there's definitely some guys I would think would be ahead of him. But A Rod is fast. He's a little he A Ray. A little A Ray, but a let's put it this way: that he was going quite a bit quicker than Drake and Wageman when I saw was him. He? Yeah. 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 He, he's he a good rider. Good. No, he can. JT, you've raced him hey. for years. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a great rider. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, all right, we got some phone calls. JT, uh, Clayton has a question for you here. Clayton, what's going on? What's your question for JT? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, JT, I'm just curious, all these professional sports like NBA, NHL, what have you, have professional jerseys for the players. I'm just kind of curious, how come in our sport, sport we don't have, say, like Savachi jersey or Tomac jersey for people to buy? So it's happened in the past. Um, Fox did this for Dungey. Uh, they may have done it for other guys, but I, I remember specifically them doing it for Dungey because I bought one and had him sign it just as, for a souvenir that I still have. Um, the challenging part 
Oh, we, we lost JT. The challenging part, and then he was going to... The challenging part is... He was going to lay it all out there The phone signal. And he could never do it. Um, see if we can get him back on, uh, if we can. Um, oh, I hung up on the caller, too. Oh, boy. You're a dick. Uh, let's go to Alex on one here. Alex, what's up, man? How are you? Alex, you there? Man, we're really bad in a thousand <laughs> bad right now. Oh, did we lose phone service or something? Marks isn't here, so we lost phone Talon's service. Talon's asleep. Yeah. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If uh, you got a call, uh, give us a call, and uh, we can uh, we can chat with you about uh, whatever's been going on here. Uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX as well. Uh, please check out, by the way, uh, the Manscaped stuff. Manscaped four point performance package. Did you get one of these yet? Mm-mm. I gotta get you one. Uh, it's great. It's waterproof. It lasts. Uh, it charges forever and lasts forever. I've had a couple of people ask me why theirs won't turn on. There's a travel lock, so you hit oh. three buttons. You hit the power button three times in a row. It turns the travel lock off. I just got a question about that tonight. Uh-huh. So if you have a manscape, it doesn't turn on. Hit the power button three times, and uh, you can. Um... JT, you there? Yeah, yeah. I was. I can still hear you guys. I don't oh, know what happened. yeah. Just it just clicked um, off. The challenging part okay. of that. Yeah, the ch- the- the challenging part of that is getting all of the individual sponsors that these riders and teams have to agree to it, then work out some sort of profit sharing deal. Like there's just a lot of elements to it that preclude it. Um, a lot of these people don't necessarily want to give you their trademark to be able to go sell this for profit, that Jersey. So it's challenging. You also have to deal with, uh, you know, MOQs. If you're going to sell these things, like you have to get a lot of them. So it's not impossible. It's something we've looked at. Um, it's just not as easy as the NBA. Because NBA, like, all they have to do is it's just a team, right? Like, they're starting to branch out into maybe adding one sponsor onto their jersey. But the team owns the rights to everything on that jersey. So they can just print them as many as they want and sell them. We don't own the rights to an authentic jersey, like all the sponsors, trademarks and copyrights on those jerseys. So and I guess you wouldn't want to just make a, if you're making a Joey Savacci jersey, you don't want to just put Savacci and his number on it because yeah. it's not really authentic then, Yeah, right? that's like when, when Dungy's jersey, it was just a jersey with Dungy on the back. Oh, it was? So it wasn't oh, okay. even the same. Yeah, it's, yeah. so it's, it's right. the same but different. Um, I don't know. It's something we've talked about a lot. It just well, never kind of come to fruition. So, like, the Dungy one you got just from just from looking at it and feeling, did it feel like one of their normal high-end jerseys, or was it a much lower-end material, much more basic to run it, making a larger run? No, it was it was a normal jersey, which that's not a problem. You can get the real material and the real jersey. Um, mm-hmm. the, the hardest part of it, from what I've been told, is, all of the seventeen hundred yep. individual sponsors that we have to put on the jersey. Yeah, uh, that's that's the most challenging part of it. Because by the time you do that and you pay royalties, you're charging two hundred dollars for a jersey or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and even yeah. the the Fox one that they did was a hundred bucks. They were selling them at yeah. at all the nationals that summer, and I I just went and bought them. Here's a hundred bucks. I got one. Oh, look so. at you. Um. All right, Nick's on two. Nick, you there? Yeah, buddy. Nick wants to. Uh, he wants the top five next year. Is that what you want, Nick? In Supercross. Yeah, I usually see y'all's Racer X video out, and I hadn't seen that yet because we were bench racing. Just came out today. Nick, the first one came out today. Uh, So, and then our championship. Let's. I don't really want to give away a championship pick. Maybe just watch the uh, Racer X video, Nick. We we give them out in in episode four. All right, I'll watch that. Then I got one more for you on fantasy. That's what we're talking. Yeah, go ahead. All right. 
This is something for anybody else that's like me that sucks at fantasy. Just play with your friends. Set up a group, and then y'all be competitive together. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that's what we do. You know, I never even mentioned that. You can create your own leagues with you and your janky buddies, and you can lock it and give a password. So it's you and your five janky buddies or nine janky buddies, and then you have your own league. And like like, uh, Nick says here, doesn't matter if you guys are all kind of suck at it. It's at least it's your all buddies, and you can all talk shit on each other. I mean, that's that's what industry idiots started as. Right. That's that's where it was. There was a, only a few of us, and yeah. then now it's turned into this whole other thing. Good 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 point, Nick. For sure, absolutely, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, start your own league and uh, and all of that. So appreciate that. All right, before we let JT go, it's time for the X Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire X-Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. Like Freddy last year and Chiz last year. Some real privateer heroes wearing uh, X-Brand. Josh Strang won GNCCs with him. Ricky Russell, X-Brand guy. Uh, Ryan Brees, top privateer uh, with X-Brand. So please check out xbrandgoggles.com, eksbrand.com. The Lucid Goggle is uh, is really, really good. And uh, WUSA's got goggles too now. Uh, they're collabing with X-Brand. So check that out on WUSA's website to uh, to buy a W-branded X-Brand goggle. Pulp Show 22 is the code to save with those guys. And these questions, JT, are submitted by Jason Wygant. Oh, man, I'm so excited for these. We just... Uh... Weege is a really smart dude, and he doesn't ever do this, so I'm curious to see what he came up with. Yeah, here we go. All right, time you got a true professional. Uh, Yeah, no, you great point, Michael. Yep, absolutely. All right, don't hate on most. All right, first one for you, Steve. You lived through Timmy's retirement. What advice do you have for Weege now that Brayton is not racing A1? Uh, yeah, no, no, Justin Brayton, no, no, hitting me on the shoulder, pointing to Justin Brayton. On top of the board at Anaheim one, um, I got. It's just hard. It just it gets easier each week, Weege. So just hang in there, buddy. Let the pain. The pain is going to be there. Just it gets less and less each week. Twenty six seconds. Time heals all. Yep. JT. Will Santa have even dropped off the presents by the time you leave for the gym on Christmas morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, my gym is closed uh, on Christmas, so that's a real bummer. But I have uh, some equipment at home that I will uh, – yeah, there's no no days off. Like Bill Belichick says, no days off. So uh, I'll be getting after it. There will be no cookies and milk, but I will be uh, – yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing my thing. Unbelievable. ML, is Cooper Webb going to be happy this motor- this year with his motorcycle? Eh. Eh. Is that a short enough answer for you? <laughs> eh. Yes, no, maybe so. Okay, all right. I'm in the middle. I'm not going to give a yes or a no. I'm not trying to waffle, but it could go you either are way. I'm not trying to waffle. No, waffle. You're waffle, not trying waffle. to, but it's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> you would know, JT. You would know. I would. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> All right, Steve, now that the Blue Crew has shaved five pounds off the YZ450F, do you plan on adding five extra pounds on yourself to get the same feeling? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. I hope to uh, lose uh, at least five more at some point here. Uh, no, no, the Blue Crew needed that weight loss. Handles like a CR80 now out there. It's so lightweight. So, yeah, it's great. Bike of the year. 
Hey, what did you uh, – so for those of you who haven't watched our Supercross preview video, Chris Kiefer weighs in on this, and he mentions it's a little twitchy. Like, you have tried to sell everyone that corner better and there's no downside. Eh, Kiefer was pushing back on that a little bit. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Please, Kiefer don't know. He okay. doesn't know. Got it. No. Okay, got it. All right. So I needed. The bike's got stability like Dark Side's forks. Okay, just like <laughs> I a, thought you were gonna say, like his life. I was no, saying, like, whoa, like Dark Side's forks. That it's stretched out. It's calm. It's steady, and yet it turns like a CR80. All right, JT. Do you think the star power of the Lawrence Bros will make it hard for other elite riders to want to race on Team Honda? I don't think it's necessarily star power that I would say, um, but it's a little bit of a, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a boys club there. You know, like it's, they're going to have their little click, but I think anybody would be foolish to not take a factory Honda ride if it's offered to you. 22.8. I'm glad, by the way, speaking of the Racer X videos, I'm glad that Sexton has reached out in anger. At what we just done. Yeah, I heard you guys Ridiculous. didn't mention him in the episode, or what, what did we just uh, do? Not true. It's, it was not that he was not mentioned. He was not mentioned. He wasn't mentioned. What are you talking about? You talked about it for five minutes. Yeah, but he wasn't profiled. We didn't break it down. He wasn't supposed to be in the first video. You are, and I, we you're just, smart enough to understand why. And we just angered Factory Honda. So I'm glad about that. Yeah. All right. ML at the Team Honda media media intro was the team worried that you were going to ask Chase Sexton about his next contract. Uh, I kind of did, but I asked him more question of like what, you know. I said I know you can't talk about it, like what are you looking for though? Is it you know financial bike team? Like what what interests you the most in making that decision? He answered it pretty decently, and then we did joke minorly afterwards about other people making claims of signed contracts when he legally actually still can't sign a contract anywhere else. Yeah. It's so what gonna, is your, what is your take on that? What did he say? One. And what is your take on what he said? So I have my own, I have my own opinion. So the big thing that caught me on what he said is that, you know, he would make, what was it? He said, he said that his decision, he yes, cared about clicking with the team and the bike way more than money. Money didn't matter anything to him in this case. He said, um, he also said no matter what anyone else thinks of like a bike, he said he would make that decision and make, you know, make his own opinion on it. He really didn't care like what other people are saying about a bike. He basically said he would form his own opinion of it. Okay. So I think the KT, Oh, sorry, JT, go ahead. You had an opinion. Oh, I was just, so my, my opinion is that KTM, if they got this deal done, which I believe they have it done or close or will be done. I think they pulled a stroke of genius because they struck at a very vulnerable moment moment for him. Um, I think when they approached him and when they got very aggressive with him, he was unhappy with the motorcycle. He was unhappy mm -hmm. with how testing it went. He was unhappy with how the bike was responding in the early rounds of the series. And they made him a huge offer. I think they basically painted a picture where he would be the number one guy and they're going to build their entire program around him, which I don't blame them for doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think they got him, you know, because I think if they if they approach him middle of the summer when things are going so well, he's probably like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. But they got him at a really, really good time. So I don't know how that all plays out. I'm not a 
you know, any sort of uh, gypsy, like as far as predicting the future, but I think they were brilliant when with their timing. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, it's kind of what I was saying is that if he could go back in time, you know, when he started talking to KTM, mm-hmm. when he was frustrated before he got that shock and was mm-hmm. crushing it outdoors, how, how would he, uh, how would he feel, you know? So I was curious what you guys have heard on this because the the information I've been told by somebody's camp over and over is that he legally can't sign a contract anywhere else until next year. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I'm worried. Is like, is why, it, when we say that, is it really a for like? I, I agree with you guys. I think there's a heavy push on KTM side, his side. I, I think there's a lot of reasons we could go deep into about him wanting to be the number one guy. Then blah blah blah. Are we at a point that we're at a foregone conclusion he's going to go there, or do you think there's a chance to 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 salvage this on Honda's part? No, I think he goes. I he think goes. Whatever, whatever. I think he goes. Yeah, too. whatever he's mm-hmm. got going on, he has to go. Uh, I think he signed an LOI. That's mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion. I don't have any facts to back that up, but yep. I think he signed an LOI. And when he is able to fully execute a contract, he will. Yep. Letter of intent is what LOI means. Um, yep. Other one was when we were at the KTM intro, I asked Cooper Webb why he only did a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And he had just finished talking about how if he can't win, he's like not interested in racing. I said, oh, so it was you know, the one-year deal because you were weighing out you know, how you're going to feel this next year, where you want to go, blah, blah, blah. And he just really quickly was like, the one-year deal was not my decision. Mm-hmm. But couldn't, he, couldn't you see this just being a swap? Like if you're Honda and Sexton leaves, wouldn't you want to sign Cooper Webb? I would. I a think past champion who is just you can clearly yep. see he's struggling with the motorcycle. Like mm-hmm. everybody can see that. And you get a hungry Cooper Webb that gets to kind of hit the reset button. I would be very, very interested in, in I don't I don't know if KTM will let him go. Like that's I'm presuming a lot. But if that happened, man, I I would be after him if I was Honda. I think I'm I'm heavy on the boat, of course, of replacing Eli at Star and Star going back to, to working with him because at least in Honda's case, you have Jet moving up to 450 this summer and Hunter, at least that media intro, answered that his plan is to do the exact same thing next year to go 250 indoor, 450 outdoor. For I understand, but I if I had the chance to sign Cooper Webb... Oh, I know, I, I agree. Like, it's yeah. pretty... You know, pretty no, easy choice. I, I agree. If I was in their position, I would definitely have the conversation, try to make it happen. You know, people can doubt on Webb, but you don't win two AMA I, Supercross titles if you basically can't get it done. Like, he's completely worth talking to. I had to laugh about Hunter Lawrence saying his style fits a 450 better. He's only the 800th consecutive 250 rider. Everybody us. says his that. His style is better on a 450. Oh, okay, cool, man. Right on. Never heard that before. Never, I just feel like I suit the bike better. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I mean, whatever these guys got to tell themselves, I just think and it's that is, Again, that's not a dig on a hunter. We joke about no, it. It's just all everybody do. says yeah, that. they all do. Uh, all right, next question. All right, last round uh, for you, Steve. Jed is racing west. Moseman is racing east. Do you think the top contenders are purposely moving away from Jet to improve their title chances? Yes. I think I would if I was a team manager and I had a 1A guy. Yes, I, I'm staying away from Jet. I think uh, PC might be going that direction. I've heard Joe's preference is East now right. and okay. the team's preference, even though, you know, Mitch doesn't right. make his decision. Yeah. Pablo, I've heard lately, is that they're probably going to make Joe go East. I mean, why, why would you purposely put your best chance against him? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, you just, yeah. I mean, this doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. JT, right. name one impressive feat you're able to perform in the gym thanks to the hard cut. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't really think there is anything that I do 
in my life that's impressive. So um, I'll just say that I I don't have anything. It's more just I'm very disciplined on my workouts and my diet. That's really it. There's there's nothing impressive going on. All right, ML. Approximately what percentage of your motocross knowledge comes from what you read on the Vital MX forum? <laughs> uh, 6.9%. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Somebody was telling me about the forum. So I did a article on people of power and influence in the industry, and yep. I put the Vital MX forum on there. I didn't put mm-hmm. you on there or Brad, the owner. You misspelled Brad's name. Or I, you I know. I know. I fixed it. But I put, I put the form on there, and I was telling somebody, they're like, yeah, but it's the same 50 people no, it's arguing with each other. But, hundreds of well, thousands. Yeah, but Jesus. okay. So, but I would, wouldn't you agree with that? Whatever number you want makes 60% of the posts. Uh, some number, 300 people make 60% of the posts. I don't know. Some greater majority make most yeah. of the posts whatever number you want to put on it. I, I told this person, I said, he was saying the same 50 people, and I agreed with him, of course it's more than that, and of course you're... Yeah. you're but I said, but that doesn't matter, because when you when you go to the teams, they say, oh, Vital said this, and Vital said that, and you know what I mean? Like, that's why it has power and influence, not because they're right, or not because they're onto something, but because the people in the pits yeah. read it. Well, and, and therefore... That's your power mm-hmm. and influence. Well, I'll say the big one. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. We post the view counter on the form topic. So, yeah, you got a topic that's eight pages deep, um, you know, has two or 300 replies. Yeah, maybe of this two or 300 replies, maybe there's only 60 people that have commented in there. But the thread has 30,000, 40,000 views. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that read it and put weight in it. And you yeah. know as well as I do, we make fun of all we want. But I walk by a lot of mechanics, team managers, different people that when if I sneak up on them and they got their phone out, I can see the forum on their phone pretty often. Yeah, no, it, people read it. There's, there's for sure. My, my brother will text me and be like, you're on the thread or you're on Vital. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what have I done now? Yeah, like it's just, it's hey, not good news. This this is my next example. When you have riders, like I've gone mountain biking road by with a couple riders or just been around some lunch you know more casual situation away from the races and they'll make a a form joke or comment i'll be like haha and they'll be like yeah and then you got that guy gravel 833 that said this about me last week and i'm like yeah okay i'm like i know what that username is because i have to pay attention but the fact that you remember their username yeah, and what yeah. they said about know, you right? is yeah. You can't and, and, and you know James Stewart had an account on there. Yep, Tony Lessie had a Tony Lessie had an account on there. And the funniest part is, you know? if I remember right, James's account I think was like CR twenty two fan or something really goofy like that too, <laughs> which was even funnier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so my favorite my favorite is when Steve like he will rail against me or anybody like you got to stay off there. You can't post on there. And then he'll get wound up and go to town on there. I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, not really. What, what uh, <laughs> not, no, no, no. I, I don't read it that much. I rarely post. But yes, I. On I like how topics, he just. I like how he just said where he defended everybody else. Says I don't really go on there that much. I don't, man. I don't because it. Uh, I, but I know people in the industry do. That's the point. Is I know they do because but it's more just of like you yell at us all the time about staying away you got it you can't read that don't don't post and then you'll 
then you're just you'll get in there and get crazy with people at times. Maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah, you, maybe. You do. Right. Okay. So yeah, once or twice a year, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. There, there's right. usually something like that goes on. Yeah. Well, so on the on the back end of forum comment, thank you. I got mentioned in your little forum post, and Kiefer mentioned me in his test rider comment. I'm feeling the love yeah, a lot this te- week. Yeah, Kiefer's test rider. Even things. though uh, yeah. Chris is, he texted me he, about getting a photo. And I was like, great, what'd you write about me? He goes, oh, you want to hear the first line of your, your feature? I'm like, sure. He texts me, Michael, you either love him or hate him. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> nice. <That's>, Thanks, Chris. <laughs> um, fly Racing, flyracing.com. Get it at Motorsport and uh, and all of that uh, if you can. Local dealer as well. Uh, thanks, JT. Popmex Fantasy. Uh, we look forward to uh, a podcast before Anaheim 1, a preview pod, and who we're going to pick. And then we'll start it all over again. All right, boys. Have uh, a good night. See ya. Uh, that's Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Coming up with checkers as well. Uh, and also Mr. Side is going to call in. So uh, big mo- big, big moment in the Pulp MX show wrap-up history. The end of it? The end is here. It, the last one will be this week. And then he is uh, focusing on vital duties. And so if you, yeah, if you like the wrap-up, it's going to go away. If you don't like the wrap-up, it's going away. Uh, and uh, either we'll way, talk, same outcome. We'll talk to we'll talk to Mr. Side about that. Uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, X Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, MotorcycleJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycle Suspension Direct, Manscape, Weissco Piston. Twisted T all on board with us. Manscaped, like I said, use the code PulpMX to save. Look, it's December 19th. If you're listening to this live or listen to this tomorrow, December 20th, you can probably get a Manscaped 4.0 for Christmas presents. It's fantastic. It'll uh, it'll change your life, and uh, it's got the whole performance package as well. comes with some, uh, some ear and hair and nose trimmer, and it comes with um, uh, some undies and some uh, ball deodorant as well. Ooh. Manscaped. PulpMX is the code to save. Thank you to those guys uh, for all that they do for us. Also, I want to thank the folks at Ride Engineering. Adrian there doing big things at Ride Engineering. Uh, PulpFan20 is the code to save with Ride Engineering. And uh, right now, this week, Ride Engineering is constantly testing its products and making updates so that they can evolve with the motorcycle manufacturer's new chassis. Triple clamps used to be only about changing how the bike handles, but now the front end feel, steering precision, and the comfort all play a big part in making a triple clamp better than stock. Don't think the expensive price tag is about looks. It's about using the best materials and longer machining times to put all the details in that can be felt on the track. Have you used anything from Ride Engineering lately? Have you got it? No, any? not recently. All right. RideDeskEngineering.com. PulpFan20 is the code to say with those guys. Hey, the guys at FMF have been a part of our show for a long time now. And to celebrate that, we are giving away two FMF apparel packages. Two FMF apparel packages. Let's do one for the archive listeners. So email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. We'll put you in a draw. Uh, Michael. Yes. Pick a number between 1 and 300. In honor of Phil Nicoletti, 69. All right. 69th email. We'll get the FMF apparel package. And the second one we will do for our live listeners. Lone Wolf, I need you awake for this one. I'm here. I'm awake. Fifth caller. 
Fifth caller gets the FMF apparel package. Get an email and the sizes, please, for me. Uh, thank you to FMF Racing. They got a whole apparel section on their website. Of course, you know them for their pipes and everything else, but uh, they have really some real cool apparel. They got the drop happening as well uh, mm-hmm. each and every month, so please check that out. Fifth caller, 702 586 7857. Gets you uh, an FMF apparel package from those guys. So thank you to those guys. All right, let's go right into our next guest from Racetech. Racetech.com. It's everybody's favorite suspension rep, Checkers. What's up, Chris? Not too much. I think I might have lied to you and said I'm a night owl because I'm, I'm bogging a little bit. I'm going to try to get some hype going for some Supercross talk. You did tell me you were a night owl. That's why we did it so late, this call. So it's on you, buddy. Um, hey, right. uh, how's things at Racetech? How's everything going? Are you clipping Vital MX yet, or, or how's that working? <laughs> no, in fact, I think we're we're doing more with Vital MX now that they have Jamie over there. Um, I, I need to back them a little bit more. Okay, um, understandable. Athlete, you know, yep, yeah. You know, we gotta we gotta up that a little bit. Race Tech is extremely busy and exciting, and um, I couldn't be happier with where we're where we're at and where we're going. Um, it feels like everybody got kind of a fresh shot of adrenaline lately, so um, things are really good. Can you tell me what, who at Race Tech recommended to Mr. Sai to drop their forks below the tops of the clamps? I don't necessarily think that that was a, a Race Tech recommendation. Um, and I know it's suspension uh, tuners, PDR performance. That's who actually built my personal stuff up here in Minnesota. And I'm guessing they told him to run them flush, which I, means I believe flush, they did, with the yes. of the, flush with the top of the tube. Not the caps drop down um, below and, and flush. Unbelievable. That would be the proper setup. Unbelievable. Hey, James, James Stewart ran in 15, man. You keep saying that as if you're trying to defend Mr. Side. I'm just trying to help take the sting off a little bit. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much defending I can really do. If you I looked, mean, when I got tagged in it, my only response was the emoji where you're like barely looking <laughs> through your hands. That was my response. We were texting Jamie and we're like, just ask us. Kiefer and I were like, just ask us. We're here to help. Yeah. You can just say, like, hey, man, this says flush. They told me flush. What does that really mean? And we would just tell them. We would just, we would just tell them. Yeah, I think um, Sometimes beyond, you beyond just that gotta part ask. of things okay. and that mistakes happen, I'm going to take the, take the high road on that one about <laughs> as high as this one end was. <laughs> um, hey, listen, Michael, you worked at Enzo Racing forever, right? You know suspension well. Let's use well loosely, well, okay. okay? But how much can people just benefit from changing their oil and getting new seals and bushings? Uh, and not even at Racetech. There's tons of great suspension companies out there. So this isn't an infomercial for Racetech, but we're affiliated with those guys. But I'm just saying, can we just get some people to service their suspension? Do you know how many people's suspension I would take apart where it was like water coming out because the oil was so freaking gone? Dude, just... Service it, man. Just service it. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Revalve, respring, something that can make it a lot better. But just keeping the stuff that's what even I'm working, right? <sighs> you can you can buy the gold valve from Race Tech. Yeah. That's great. You can get the right springs for your weight and or speed. That's all great. But just if nothing else, people, mm-hmm. get the oil changed in it. Good God, right? Checkers. Well, yeah, and I mean even. Even before that, make sure your forks are at least parallel and your front end's not pinched. <laughs> because that's probably like yeah. when I do trackside support yeah. stuff at amateur events and whatnot. Or even honestly in Supercross, I've watched Wyatt go around so many times to the privateer guys. You know, they take their wheels off, get fresh tires. They have a mechanic that's just their buddy there for the weekend putting the front wheel on, and they don't know how to pro- properly install their forks yeah. on their bike. And 
and honestly torque your triple clamps. Like yeah. the, all of those things are completely free and super easy to do, but it's so common that they're messed up and your bike will work absolutely horribly if that stuff's messed up. Yeah. And it'll cause you know, it'll cause damage and whatnot. So yes, come spend money with us, please. Get your stuff revalved and it'll be amazing. But do yourself a favor and at least start with that type of stuff. Set your sag. You know, the the free stuff. Do that first. The checkers is so right. That like you wouldn't believe how many people we would have bring in stuff, and it would, or I would see at the track that would ask for help, regardless ends up anybody's stuff, and it would be like, man, you know, I, I did this, and I'm just like, I'm not stoked on it, or they said they used to be, and they're not now, and yeah, go through the basics. Okay, when was the last time you set your sag? Either they got the stuff back and never did, they're just like, oh, I, I thought it was just right. Well, they get as close as they can, but if you lied on your weight and <laughs> a couple other things, like it's not right. How many, yeah, can't put the front wheel on straight. And yeah. I cannot stress this one. This one blows my mind how many people will do this. Look, I understand not everybody wants to spend six or $700 on a torque wrench from Snap-on. At least get a nice cheap one. Torque your triple clamps, especially the bottom ones. There are so many people where, hey, it should be 16, 18 foot pounds. I'll go to check, and I'm like, man, that thing feels tight, so I'll take a torch, <laughs> torque wrench and check. And it's at like 30, 35 foot yeah. pounds. It's like, oh, yeah, the bushings are just getting crushed while they're trying to pass that area of the tube. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's like, like you, it's, it's simple, easy stuff yeah. to make your bike work better, to make yourself enjoy riding yeah. more. And and last part I was going to say with this, I've had, again, a lot of people come, hey, can you help me? And I'll just be like, hey, what what's your base sag supposed to be? What's your base clicker supposed to be? If they can find on the sheet. A lot of times they'll they'll get lost. They haven't checked that. I'll reset everything, help them do the sag to get the balance right. Make sure again the front ends on all straight. Everything be like, hey, okay, we're back to yep. where you were supposed to be. Go at it. They'll come back in. Be like, oh my god, my, my bike hasn't <laughs> felt this good in, in months or a year. It's I, I say it all the time, but yeah, just get your oil changed and get everything worked. Just take care. Yeah, yeah, take care of just, it. Especially for the people again that revalve recently. Like you've already spent really good money. Like you've you put your heart in cash. Yeah. Go that extra little mile, make sure it's all good, and you'll be stoked. And uh, you can get it done at Race Tech. Tell them you listen to Paul. Mm-hmm. And but again, even if you don't want to support Race Tech or the show or whatever, there's plenty of great suspension people out there that can help you, help you help yourself. Uh, checkers, uh, Anaheim's right around the corner. What? Uh, who are you helping this year? Who you got? What's been going on? Well, privateer proven as always. Um, it's really interesting. Like the. The last few years, we've worked really hard to help grow our Race Tech Center program and, and let those guys provide a lot of the support to grow their businesses and honestly provide really good support to the riders. So things, a lot of our support, instead of being in-house, has been through them. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, I was just talking to Rob earlier, going into this year, we don't have a ton of guys left in-house. And it's almost worked too well to have them going through centers and stuff. So he wanted me to to get the word out that we're actually looking to pick up some more guys and help some guys again. You know, we've had some really, really good years in business and we're happy to give back and actually would like to give back a little bit more than we, than we are. And he wants some guys that he can get to the track with and do some testing with and that side of things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a really big part of our program when we started the whole privateer proven thing was spending time at the racetrack and, you know, like I said, things are everyone's really re-energized and and whatnot right now. And he wants to be back trackside, you know, working with yeah. some guys. So, I mean, we still have like you know Jerry Robbins back with us again, and um, he may have issues on on finishing races, but he was very injured last year. But it was him and not his motorcycle. Well, so he was he, yeah, he, he was, was riding to get money, that, right? He was he was riding to, yeah. to make the main the night miserable. show. Yeah, he was miserable and. And the reason I bring that up is when I first started working with Jerry, it was because he was pushing his bike off after every single race. And luckily, we've at least fixed those problems for him. Now it's just 
getting getting Jerry back to being fast Jerry and finishing races again. I mean, we did have one really good year in there, and then it hasn't been so awesome since. And um, is he on AEO? Is he on the real AEO team? Or is no, he he's on help? AJE. AJE? He's on AJE. Oh, why? Uh, gas, gas. Oh, okay. Is he on the team team? AJE? Yeah. Okay. Him and Mitchell Harrison, and then they're looking for a third rider right okay. now. All right. Yeah, and then um, uh, Nagy's back. Nag and... dog, yeah. <laughs> His stuff Still... is probably valid for big hits, though. Big freestyle. Big freestyle. Yes, and then, um, I mean, we have, like, McClellan Heil. Um, I believe we're going to do some stuff with Politelli, Logan Leitzel, and then Honestly, it's really crazy. You think we're almost ready for A1 and everybody's all dialed, but in privateer land, it is extremely common <laughs> for guys to come a couple days before A1 and I need help. My bike's not working that well. Right. Um, I know of a rider using getting stuff through a dealer that just switched this last week. Um, I remember when Bachelio was riding for Josh Hansen's team, he came the Wednesday before A1, and it was on the Suzuki the first year of the BFRC shock and was like, I'm struggling, I need help, can you guys help me? And they literally went out on, on Wednesday and tested, and he went racing on Saturday and put it in the main event. So that was, I mean, that happens. It's pretty common in privateer land. So, you know, guys aren't happy, they're struggling, they need some support, and, you know, we can step in and help them. And then, you know, on the engine side, we're back with AJE again. Um, of course, we got our the favorite, my favorite guys over there at Team Solitaire. Um, if you don't use race tech, you better smash your face into a wall, I believe, as the commercial says. I think uh, that's it, yeah. yeah. Have them and, <laughs> um, they're awesome to work with. So, And then, of course, on the media side, we have Steve Mathis, Jamie, you know, representing us as well. So we'll be well represented behind the uh, keyboards as well. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and oh, there's other guys that, of course, that I haven't mentioned that, that we're working with, and a lot of them that go through centers and stuff that I don't even know about. Well, to be fair – Right now, currently, Race Tech is not working with Steve Mathis, as Steve Mathis got a little bit of a hookup with some suspension. But the other stuff is Race Tech that I will be putting back on the machine. So yeah, you went factory on us, right? I, I, like, oh, he cheated. Uh, he cheated. I, I, it's no cheating. It's just I was going to claim your you know, bike at that. Che- checkers, checkers is okay with this for now. Can't claim uh, your bike. Uh, I'm very happy with my Race Tech setup, but for right now, I have. Something else on the on the twenty twenty three YZ four fifty. So did I just blow you out? No, were people not supposed to know about it? No, it's fine. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This, I'll tell you what. This new stuff though, it takes maintenance because it loses air. So I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> now almost, you're really letting yourself out there. I'm almost thinking about putting the uh, putting the race tech stuff back on. I did not need to check air as much on the race tech at, at all, really. So. Um, Chris Riesenberg from uh, Racetech on the line, uh, Racetech.com. Please check them out um, and use the code to save some money. Are you happy about the new hires, Jamie and Lewis Phillips over there at Vital? Checkers. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of their works. And, I mean, Michael's just building an empire over there, I guess. We're all just witnesses at this point, right? It's pretty amazing what he's pulled off. G- think, gave uh, me free reign. The, the, they're the gonna... working better than the race team did. <laughs> oh, Ooh, he's not wrong. Too soon? Hey, too no, soon. it's never too soon. There's no such thing. <laughs> hey, I we're either gonna achieve, so. we're either gonna achieve greatness here or go down in flames. We'll see. Uh, how's our buddy Debo doing? What's what's up with Debo? Is is he doing all right? Uh, he was doing great. He's arguing with me all day, every day. I can't wait till the races start because <laughs> all we do is argue about 
everything. And I think a lot of times he literally just picks the other side just because he wants to argue. Sure. So Wait, if I'm that not sounds like two people working, on the show. It yeah. is it is unreal. Just he's never scared to have a hot take and right. Honestly, he's he, he's never going to admit he's wrong, even when he's wrong. Hey, if he Kenny, came in hot with this rocks and Suzuki thing. He's very. Say, yeah. if, if Kenny wins a one, does Debo just go into hiding, or what happens? No, because really his take is that he'll be good at the beginning of the year still. But I don't think he thinks he can win on that bike, though. I mean, that's that's he's been pretty hard on that one. But um, I think it's more of over the season that the. He won't be able to keep the bike as good, and it'll catch up with him. Like as far as week to week, when tracks change and you need well, to change setup, that side of things. That, but, that, that's the I same mean, as a Honda. That that, that doesn't. That, if that happens, what's different from that on a factory Honda? <laughs> right? Yeah, I think in the overall. I mean, he definitely thinks the results will be less, but right. Um, he definitely isn't scared to have a hot take and and get people talking. That's for sure. What uh, I, I should have prepped you for this checkers, my bad. So you have to think on your feet here. I know it's late there, but uh, take away the race tech stuff. What are you most excited for for the season? What what are you looking forward to the most? Well, I asked Michael Lindsay earlier, and his number one was Nashville. So that was weird. Hey, that but, was just the first one I named. I didn't okay. say it was my number one. Okay, all right. Uh, what about you, checkers? What's what's uh, two or three things you're really looking forward to watching, seeing, or experiencing this Supercross season? Well, Nashville is awesome, so I don't blame him. I had a blast there. It, it is good. It's probably my favorite Supercross I've ever done. But okay. um, I'm excited for 250 LCQs. Um, they're my favorite part of the night, and I can take those <laughs> all day, every day. Um, I'm not looking forward to Pulp Fantasy and the stress that goes along with that. Sign-ups are open. Because a lot of times 250 LCQs is where it's at. But um, I'll be there. I'll be lined up and playing and donating my money. Um, and then really just – I'm curious to see Eli on the new bike, and I, th- I heard you guys mention earlier that the KTM, it was all hyped. It's going to be better in the whoops. It's going to be better for these guys, and it was a big step backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if the, the Blue Crew will be that way or if, if it really will be the step forward that people think it's going to be. And then, you know, I, I assume that Chase is going to step up. He's in year three, which is always usually the year where people figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I'm an Anderson fan. I really like watching him ride his dirt bike. It's just really cool how loose he is. So the, but the question to me is, does he get complacent in your number two, or is he actually just more comfortable and actually better? So those are like the storylines that I'm looking forward to, and that are kind of everybody else's. But really, just no. just give me some LCQ action. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then actually, um, do you guys know what's going on with Brees? I haven't heard much about him. I have heard he's hurt. Stuff last year was really really cool. How well those guys did. You heard he's hurt. I've heard from a couple people he's heard and keeping a low profile. Okay. And then I also heard, because it reminded me the Rick Ware thing, I heard Savachi first eight rounds on Rick Ware, but it's very last minute. Yeah, I asked Savachi about what he's got to work out of, and he said he thinks a motorhome. Yes, it's like a toter home, I know, set up. At least that person told me, because they were the ones that helped set that up, they said uh, eight rounds. The goal is to basically get through Daytona because of Rick Ware. NASCAR sponsorship, something like they get to Daytona was the okay. goal. So can he leave if something opens up, or is he locked in for eight rounds? I'm not sure, and I'm wondering if that's why they did only eight, if he's free right. to go after that or what right. the deal is. Oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, and Nashville on checkers list, too, just like Michael Lindsay. It's going to be a good round. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, uh, thanks to the folks at Racetech. Pulp 22, Pulp 22 is the code to save. Tell them you, you use Racetech. 
call down there. Find a service center in your area. There's tons of them all across the United States. Uh, thank you to the folks at Racetech for all the support. Checkers, you're also helping Pulp Mix Fantasy. So although you say it's frustrating, you are giving away some Reval gift certificates on Pulp Mix Fantasy. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I enjoy playing. It's Even though it's stressful, it's I look forward to it every year. And I check my teams. And um, I'm, with, I'm with Michael. It's actually harder for me when I'm at the races. It, I feel like it's easier when you can sit down and really just look at times and everything and you're not running around a bunch of the race. Mm-hmm. I feel like at the races, you might get the advantage of you saw somebody crash that everybody else didn't see something along those lines. But honestly, the the coverage is decent enough that typically you can see it, you know, in the background if they're laying on the ground and or if you follow Twitter and stuff throughout the mm-hmm. day. So as long as you're able to to follow it, well, I think it's easier at home. Okay. Um, to do well in fantasy and honestly i last year i was i think i was 10th or 11th overall like i was absolutely crushing it and then um it got nice out here and i started helping run some races back home and the first weekend was super busy and i was at the track and didn't have time to watch practice or anything cell phone service was terrible and my season tanked from there on out and it was pretty heartbreaking yeah well that happens to a lot of us out there you know I mean that that's that's the joys and the the agony of Pulpamex fantasy for sure. Um, it's so fun bench racing with your buddies though at the at the is. racetrack on the weekends or watching the races and hearing about how everyone's season's gone and who messed them up and all that side of things is is super fun. No, you're right about that. Yeah, absolutely. How's the how's the finish stuff doing for Race Tech? I know uh, uh, you guys have serviced my four or five bikes I've built. Uh, how's that going? It's like the little engine that could. It doesn't ever stop and. I really enjoy now with the social media days, though, I get to see a lot of the builds and stuff get tagged on social media and follow them along just mm-hmm. as managing our Instagram and stuff like that. And it's really neat, the the builds and stuff that people are doing. And I, honestly, every piece of the business is, is super busy. And the one that's grown the most right now is our engine department is absolutely insane. And the amount of like really well-known companies and builders that are using us that I can't talk about is, is incredible, which is it's super good. I mean, we just keep growing that thing, and we add equipment, and we add staff, and and they're wide open all the time. I'm sure Michael's been through and the shop a decent bit and seen just they're wide open all the time, and that's really neat to see because that program's I mean it's still fairly new for the most part, and to go about it without building engines in house was super weird to me. Right. How are we going to grow this thing? How's it going to work? But over time, the word's gotten out of Andrew's doing some really really good work, and it's it's obviously working because like i said there's some very reputable people using us and um you know you, you mentioned the nda stuff all the time in your yeah. ads and stuff for us and we do a, a ton of that uh, we people sign ndas and we are uh, throwing their heads on the cnc and and uh, making power for them nice good to hear glad to hear that for sure yeah things are things are cooking down there so you've been a part of the show for a long time uh we used to do race tech uh, voicemails, right? Emails, and, uh, emails. I emails? would refuse to do uh, voicemails. Yeah. So then, it, somewhere along the line, it changed to a race tech rant, and now, like, just it's organic now. Even people on Twitter will say race tech rant, or people at the races, or whatever. Um, you, and you're a listener, so has there been a time or two where I may have gone too far on a race tech rant? Checkers? No, no, not at all. Okay, good. Whew. We're we're pretty easy going with that stuff. And I mean, I look forward to it and I enjoy it. And it's definitely been a home run for us to, to brand that. And I do, I hear it all the time as well. Um, actually, you know what? Yes. There's been times that you've gone too far. Cause you've been a little bit mean to my buddy, Jamie. 
I don't know if he's ever been the subject of a rant, though. I mean, it, you may have not classified, classified it as it, an official yeah, rant. Right. It was definitely a rant, though. Was there not? It wasn't the credit card thing not a rant? I don't know if it was a rant. Uh, What's tonight's rant? I got one for the night, but but uh, but does it involve Jamie? Listen, Jamie should have never said that I can bring up that eight hundred dollars on the air. I wouldn't have done it. He told me I could. I blame him. <laughs> you're victim. He's so now you're victim sport. blaming. I'm victim blaming. Yeah, Jesus. absolutely. Wow, <laughs> you're the one who screwed him out of the Venmo. You screwed him out of the hotel. No, I Venmoed. No, 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 no. He screwed. He, oh, great. Now I'm going to victim blame. I was going to say he's. Yeah. See. New subject. New subject. <laughs> All right. Listen, checkers. I'm trying to get him to be the best human he can be, and I'm pushing him like Jeannie Carmichael. Is that he's making a lot of progress. I mean, he's has a new a new career. He has motorcycles. He's riding. He's, uh, uh, he he's rode on, three. He's on Strava. I think he rode three times this week. I have to ask when he come on. Yeah, I think he rode he, three he's, times. He's uh, bicycling. I don't. Know. I haven't seen Strava for a while on him. Yeah, uh, we can, there. We can give him a little crap there. He fell off his uh, cycling wagon. But, he did. Yeah. yeah, but Moto's been good. All right. Well, if he's listening, call in, Mister Side. We'd like to discuss. Oh, your, you know he's listening. You would like to discuss your uh, your Strava stuff uh, if if you don't mind. Um, he won't call in now. Oh yeah, probably not. Um, well, listen, uh, checkers. I'm just you know, I'm just a friend trying to help a friend out, man. Well, I agree. You've done a lot for him. Um, I just I have to defend him a little bit. I mean, he takes a takes a lot of crap, and I mean, I know it's all in good hearted and fun, and I know that obviously he does too. Which is, it's okay. I just maybe we just need to change the subject a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of race tech rant, let me let me let me do it for tonight. Let me let me while checkers is on the line. You got time, checkers? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, race tech rant. Pulp twenty two is code save. We you, we've already talked about race tech a lot. Uh, okay, so this thing called Strava, right? Uh, it measures your rides. Mm-hmm. If you pay for premium, um, which, which Jamie couldn't afford, but I I can. Um, it it it'll it'll give you all it'll unlock all these features that like I think it does. Uh, it, it 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 so it takes your and Michael, you might know more about it than I do, but there's a thing called effort score where it yep. takes your 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 elevation, your ride time, your heart rate. It's linked. The heart rate's linked to Strava. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes all of that and measures your ride. So I'm into Strava. It's what I'm trying to say is I pay for it a year. I'm into Strava and I, all of my rides. So, uh, my, I want to say I rode this, sh- I, I don't know. I, I, up until my surgery in May, I had ridden at least once a week for like three years. Mm-hmm. And more than that, more than that was two times a week. I'm into it, right? I lost weight. I feel better. I love e-biking. I'm just trying to build up something here. I like Strava. When I started on Strava, there was no e-bike. Oh, I should mention, I should go back. So over the years, you create segments of your rides. So an uphill will be a segment. A downhill will be a segment. A twisty turn thing will be a segment. Mm -hmm. And these are all created by users over a decade. I don't know. However long Strava's Mm -hmm. been out, Michael, you might know more than I do. But... So it'll take your two-hour ride and break it into segments. So after a two-hour ride, there'll be 25 segments. And you can look at your times and look at the, the incline, the decline, whatever. Compare your prior Compare runs. your prior runs. Compare your, you know, what you want to do or whatever, how you feel, how it was, maybe the maybe attraction that day out here. Sometimes you have rain or, you know, all that stuff. So I'm a stat guy. I enjoy Strava. 
I've been on it for years. When I went to Strava, when I first started with Strava, there was no e-bike option. There was only mountain bike option, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously on an e-bike, you're going to crush it sometimes. Yep. And they give you fake trophies for top 10. Yep. And then they rank. So if you're in the top 10 in groups, they give you a little trophy. And if you're on the top, it's called King of the Mountain, KOM. Yep. And that's for your very best time. I'm trying to explain to people who don't know. I'm sure a lot of people know all this. Checkers, you probably know all this too. So um, so I've been on Strava for four years now. And when I started, there was no e-bike option. When I started, I was much heavier than I am now. So when I re- now there's an e-bike option. But when you select e-bike, a couple things. There's no segments because e-bikes are still pretty new. And nobody wants to dork out and take the time to create segments. So on a 25-segment ride, if I switch to e-bikes, there'll be four segments. So you really can't, because nobody's made them. So you really can't measure yourself against your old self. Because, again, I was riding when there was no e-bike setting. So it's just mountain bike setting. Now there's an e-bike setting. But there's no segments. And I can't compare myself to my other times. Even if the even if the segments that are are there on an e-bike, are you with me so far? Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody's with me, right? Checkers, you with me? Yeah. Yep. So, I, I've been so I've been riding my e-bike, and lately, on Strava, there's some guys that have been giving me shit, and I have a ton of followers on there, right? I don't give a fuck about an eighth place fake trophy, like I don't care. But sometimes I'll get a trophy. I'll be in the top ten if I get. Any KOMs, I delete them. I rarely get them, but I delete them because taking the top time in a mountain bike segment when you're on an e-bike is probably not cool. Mm -hmm. But an eighth place trophy, yeah, I don't care because who knows who else is on e-bike and nobody cares. I can't switch to e-bike mode because there's no segments for me to measure against. Now, I'm not a computer guy. I wish Marks was here, but I would think Strava, with a little bit of work, could port all of the mountain bike segments to the e-bikes. I would think that's probably something they could do, but they haven't. So when I, and when you select e-bike, I'm still get, as everybody knows who's ridden an e-bike, Michael, you've ridden one, I've ridden one, uh, Talon's ridden one, you still get a hell of a workout. But Strava deems, if you switch to e-bike mode, they don't even keep track of your miles for the week. So you have zero miles if you ride e-bike on your counter for the week. They just don't count them. They're just not counted as e-bike, as miles. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any segments. You, I don't care about stealing trophies. Like I don't, if you are, so I've been getting shit on Strava because these guys are saying like, I'm stealing trophies. I'm stealing a ninth place fake little icon. graphic icon. Yeah. This is what they care about. The guy's telling me that's fucked up. That's dishonest. Like, bro, if that's all you need to worry about in your life is whether who's on an e-bike and who's not, like, and also too, by the way, I should mention, if you crush a segment, Strava won't count the time. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, hey, man, we've excluded this from your effort because you've crushed it. Something's weird. Yeah. You're, on a, you're on a dirt bike, you're on an e-bike or whatever. So Strava has some sort of policing method on that, but they don't do it all the time. My race tech rant is leave me the fuck alone. Okay, I was riding when there was no e-bike setting. I want to just measure these rides against myself 
and see my improvement or see my uh, my uh, worst times and and look at the different segments. I enjoy that. I'm a geek that way. And if Strava really wanted to fix this, they could put all the segments and all the stuff when there was e-bikes. Because Michael, when did e-bikes come around? Oh seven, oh nine. When did e-bikes? So. Mm. Yeah. I've... So Strava could fix this. They just chose not to. And I don't give a fuck. And leave me alone. And if you complain to me on Strava, I will block you. Mm-hmm. I will just block you because leave me alone. Like, I'm just comparing against myself. That's all you should do. Unless you're Lance Armstrong or some guy doing the tour, maybe calm the fuck down. Because also, Michael, as you know, you can cut a corner. You can cut a corner and mm-hmm. your time will count. Like, they don't, there's, it's not that exact GPS stuff. Yeah. So if you were really worried about trophies, you could just cut your corner and get a trophy. It doesn't matter. So all the, my race tech rant is these fucking people on Strava, leave me alone. Strava can fix this. They choose not to. And I don't give a fuck about your eighth place trophy. That's my race tech rant of the night. There we go. Checkers, is that all right? <laughs> Welcome to the world of anything social media and always being negative. That's all. Yep. I, I just, I, I just, I'm it's tired of it. it. Like, look, most of my people don't care. And when someone has given me shit, another of my, my followers have chimed in. And defended me a little bit, but like, who cares? Who cares about a fake ninth place graphic? Again, when you can cut the corner, we can do all this stuff to get a top time. Yeah. God knows the people that are out there trying to get KOMs, what they're doing to get a KOM so they can brag to their chick at night that they got a KOM. <laughs> like, fuck off. Leave me alone. That's my race tech around the night, everybody. So, valid point, Michael, or not? Yeah, I agree with it. I I get it. Like some just people take that thing way too seriously. And on the end, if you're deleting your KOMs, I'm fine with it. I'm sure there will still be somebody that disagrees with both of us. But yeah, whatever. You're taking life too seriously. I don't get it. Yeah, you you need to calm down. Uh, I just don't get hate at all with e-bikes. I know some people I know really well when I bring it up, like right e-bike. You can tell they just like it's almost like po- it's almost like politics. They turn on you all of a sudden. I'm like, it's just the bicycle. Again, the electric dirt bike conversation we had with Kenny earlier, all that shit. It's like, man, yeah, have a good time. Calm down. Uh, Jamie Ellis just bought an e-bike because he rode mine last weekend. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're great. And I'm getting a hell of a workout. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I'll show you my heart rate. I'm getting a hell of a workout on an e-bike. Yeah. You know? So I'm... But the, the difference is, is I'm able to go the next day and the next day after that and all that. And I just want to use Strava to measure myself against myself from three years ago when I was... 80 pounds heavier mm-hmm. that's all that's it leave me alone all right let's uh let's get this gentleman on the line shall we <laughs> oh shit that's david bradshaw's bike i just fucked up mr side mr mathis your strava has dropped off uh michael says no, you said. Yeah. No, but I got multiple. Okay. Yeah, excuses probably, but yeah, I haven't been riding as much. And I think I told you I don't, I don't always use Strava when I go ride. But that's but I haven't been riding near as much. Well, okay. you've been riding. Would you ride Moto two or three times this week? Uh, three times this week. Look at you. So yeah, can we talk about fork right. height gate? Yeah, let's get this shit over with. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like, just ask, man. Just ask. But I, as I told you, I did ask. I, I didn't ask you. I asked 
Clay at PDR. He said, run them flush. I specifically asked, and this is probably a stupid question to people that know, but, yeah, I guess I don't know that much. I don't pay that much attention to suspension stuff. Do you mean flush to the top of the tube or to the top of the nut? And I must have misunderstood his uh, – I'll take the blame. I'll say I misunderstood his response. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ran it to what I thought I was told to do. And, yeah, I fucking didn't know any better. That's, I mean, it's plain and simple. I'm learning on that shit. So in, in Jamie's defense, a friend of mine who is a factory WP technician, mm-hmm. the GPs, and has worked for Show in America, said he texted me before the show and said, why are you guys making such a big deal about this? It's perfectly fine. We do it sometimes in GPs. And when I worked at Showa, we've done it with some riders as well. It's acceptable. The- yeah, I will say when I talked to my guy today, actually, he didn't act like it was that big of a deal. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He, just, he didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Well, he said, I, I wanted you to try it. I would think that that upper bolt isn't grabbing much when you have them the way you, you are. That upper And you mentioned that. Bolt. You and Kiefer. Yeah, you and Kiefer mentioned that. So I kind of looked at it uh, today. I would look at it before I pulled them off. And, I mean, it's there. It's, it's, it was still above the top bolt. Barely, but it was. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, yeah, like I, it's not – it's just very unusual. And Clay said that. He said he runs his that way because it works for him on the two-stroke. When he comes off the four-stroke, it just makes it feel more stable, which it didn't work for me. The the problem I'm having, we're going to actually – Porsche are going back to PDR. He's going to change some things and get it closer to what it was at stock. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. It was was just a whole other thing of – Talk shit on me again. Well, I'm not talking shit. Just, uh... <laughs> well, okay, what know, would you describe uh, it as? I would, I would not count that as talking shit. I would be, like, concerned for a friend. Yeah, there's a whole lot of making fun on, on Twitter. I mean, it started with Ben LeMay pointing it out. <laughs> yeah, Ben um, LeMay, yeah. Oh, was Ben the one that pulled... I, I missed that part. Yeah. Uh, ben pointed yeah, he, it out. He started. Yeah. Uh, what about, oh, what it, about the front number plate strap? I just I had just take put the front number plate back on. I just hadn't uh, latched it yet. Okay. All right. Uh, Jamie Guida, brought to you by the folks. Anything at, else? Uh, no, no, no. That's it. Um, but uh, end of an era this week, everybody. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's sad or if it's exciting. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are and what you think about the wrap up show. But yeah. yeah, no more. You you gave me a chance. About, I don't know what three years ago, something like that, and. You had an idea, and it—you know—it it, maybe it didn't work for everybody, but it was definitely good for me to get some. Uh, you got some reps. And, you got some reps yeah. too, and, and uh, some exposure. And it was a show about a show, and you got a lot better at it. Checkers, do you listen much? Yeah, I listen to them. I've been on uh, no, quite a few of yeah. them. No, I know you've been on it, but yeah. Do you feel like che- uh, Mr. Side got better? I did. I do. I feel like he got better. Absolutely, and just more relaxed and comfortable. And mm-hmm. I mean, when he added the addition of the audio to the show, of all the audio that he pulled, which had to have tripled his workload, but it made it much better at that point, too. It's unfortunate because he wants to keep it going, but the overlords at Vital just won't let him carry on with the wrap-up show. That's unfortunate. The the, the bosses at Vital. There's no video camera on, or you see me flipping Steve off right now. Stopping this wrap-up. Uh, no, I, I'm kidding, but... But yeah, you're 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 busy, uh, Mr. Side, and and you know it's it's all good things come to an end, and I'm going to be on it, right? We're going to talk tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have we're gonna talk tomorrow, and then we'll actually do the show Wednesday. So you'll be pre-recorded, and uh, Randy Richardson and Wes Williams from Verboto are gonna be the guests for the final one. They both reached out and kind of said they would like to be. So yeah, it's gonna be good. Wow, um, the final... I guess you can give me a grade, maybe. The final show, Randy and Wes Williams. What a what a way to go out. So what what's the honest reason it's not continuing? Can you just not find somebody of Jamie's caliber? Well, we were looking for somebody who knew how to set their fork height. Uh, so there was a lot that opened up a huge lot of people. Um, yeah, according to Twitter, that's everybody. Right, right. So, um, no, I, I mean, I don't know. I had a couple ideas for it. Right. Um, nothing came to to light. Uh, I have some different stuff I want to work on a little bit um, for that idea. Um, and honestly, like. I think people came around. I think there was like 100% hate towards the wrap-up show when it started and 100% hate towards Mr. Side. And then I want to feel like it came 50% hate by the end here. Would you say I'm right? I feel like 100% hate is pretty strong. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> can we at least Damn. go with like 90%? <laughs> okay, 90% yeah, hate when we started? 90%? All right, I'll... I'll accept 90, and yeah, it was probably 50-50 by the end, sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it got better, right? And you got better, and people accepted it, and they started listing it and giving it a chance, right? So I think so, yeah. The, the audio stuff was, yeah, definitely helped, as Checker said, and thank you, Checkers, for all your support. Uh means a lot. But yeah, I think people came around, and, and I'd still argue your point of, or that you don't like us having our own opinions, but I think that's where the interest came from is having some different opinions to talk about and almost being a whole nother show. Uh, Nick is on three. He wants to jump in here. Nick, what's up, man? Dude, I just want to, uh, I just want to congratulate Doc. So I'm once again, just thank him uh, for the wrap up show. Like dude, that crazy to think like that wrap up show, man, it's it changed my life or what I do now as a living. So it's, um, Dude, it's it's awesome. So thank you, Dark Side, and you know you killed it, and you're a, a massive help to everything I do. So this is this is Nick from Australia. He's been in studio a few times. He used to limit himself on his moto, but he doesn't anymore. Um, uh, he still limits himself a little bit. So Nick, you're saying the wrap up show changed your life, and so therefore I, I changed be- your life. Yeah, you know, you've got to you've got to take some you got to take some credit. But if it if how it much credit? If we're throwing percentages out here, how much credit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show seems this segment seems to be a lot about percentages. If it's if it's another person's life, I changed. I'll mark that down. So you know, I I take that as a win, man. If it wasn't for literally talking to Darkside on the YouTube uh, chat and then doing a podcast with him, and then you know, two years later, this is what it is, and. It's uh, dude, it's insane to think it came from that, and you know, it came from the the wrap up show. So it thank you, Doctor. A show about a show, Nick. Uh, no, I think he's saying that I changed his life, Steve. So no, he is. He's saying that, but who who granted you the wrap up show? Me. So therefore, it all comes back to me changing Nick's life. Uh, Nick, you 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 are you are you're done limiting yourself to moto. Yeah, done. Done limiting myself is moto. I'm gonna do it help out a little bit but gonna be uh doing my own thing and then working alongside uh, alex gobert with moto online uh doing some stuff there as well so oh okay super, so you're super pumped and super pumped to uh you're, you're pursuing uh you're pursuing moto media a little harder yeah yeah trying to make it a make it a thing so uh see see what happens i guess are you coming to any races over here 
Yeah, I'll be at the first. I want to try and do like the West Wing. Oh, okay. Maybe like the first three or four. So it should be oh, pretty well, fun. Uh, Mr. Side will be out in California as well. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mr. Side and Michael Lindsay and Lewis Phillips coming in studio. I don't know Ooh. when, but in January. Oh, I thought it was a weekend of Oakland, right? Uh, well, I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, you guys are all coming in studio. It's a vital takeover. <laughs> Checkers. Uh, just hide the wives and daughters. The vital guys will be in studio. So, I mean, Jamie did say show. he wanted to take over the Pulp Show one day. Maybe we'll just put him in your chair. <laughs> Actually, that would be good. You guys can host it, and I'll just leave. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> You're here for the first five minutes. You just dip. Who could host it? Who do you think out of you three could do the best job? Uh, Jamie or Lewis. I'd screw it up severely. Okay. I would screw it up so bad people wouldn't come back. Right, right. Kind of like my race team. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about coming to Vegas uh, the weekend of Arlington. Maybe help Chris out a little bit. Yeah, I think we have um, – who's coming in Who's coming in studio? DV, DV is coming. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That whole thing may be Ma- that whole thing may be off. It, it, oh, come. new new information, new developments, new information has come to light. Uh, stay oh, tu- stay tuned, Steve, everybody. Steve is backing out because he can't do Chris's job that week from our conversation earlier. Can't is a is a subjective term. It's a very serious okay. word. You literally said earlier you can't do what he wants you to do that week. You, you said you might die if you rode that much. Yeah. This is the durability test that you said. Oh, I got. I don't have to do it all at once. Listen, just hang on tight, everybody. The new developments have come to light. We'll keep you all informed, including Nick there down under. Everybody, I will. knew I should have put just, money on this. I, yeah, I knew I should have fucking put money. I, did I not say ML? There's no way yep. he's gonna do it. You this. did. He said it no, about I'm a week ago. No, I'm doing it. I just it, no. It, you're it. clearly already trying not well, to. Can it be another week? Does it need to be that week? Why? Why can't you do it that week? It, it, clearly, you're the problem here. I'm, it's I'm not in, Chris. You're the problem. I'm in danger, Michael. <laughs> I'm in danger, danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm in danger. So I, I don't hear Chris saying I can't do. I can't do Steve's job this week. Well, Marks, Mister Marks is under strict instructions to not help him. So he has to figure it. Like he's he's thinking Marks is going to be hanging out here. Like Marks has a job. He can't just hang out here and work things for you, Chris. So the man, the man can't even go. To two nights without an OGO 9800. So he's going to be lost. Trying to figure everything out here. Uh, but 9800 is any- a good bag. But anyways, yes, uh, Nick, uh, anything else? No, that's it. Just uh, congratulations to Darkside and thank you. And thank you, Steve, for what you do. And uh, excited to see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you at Anaheim 1. Did you? Did, did Sean Brennan already dial you in? or Is he? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure I sorted that out the other week. So okay. I imagine it'll probably be the same as same as last time. But I, yeah, I think looking forward to it. It's going to be good. I think they're holding Mr. Side's pass back. What? So, <laughs> I believe. No, I'm I'm confirmed. I'm good to go. Let's say he got confirmed before I did. Okay. Uh, thanks, Nick. Enjoy uh, enjoy your time over here when you see you, and uh, maybe you can come up in the studio if you want to again. Awesome, dude. Let's uh, let's make it happen. Thank uh, you. Thanks, man. All right, see. You. Uh, that's uh, that's Nick from uh, used to be from Moto Limited and now uh, MotoOnline.com. But now he's unlimiting himself. Yeah, is it Moto Online? What what is? Uh, yeah, Gilbert's is Moto Online. Moto Online, right? I'm really impressed. Gilbert uh, uh, picked him up because when we were all playing uh, golf for that fundraiser, I asked him what it was going to take, and uh, he looked right at me and Jamie and said, "Well, if the cunt could learn how to spell, I'd have a job for him." Oh, he learned how to spell. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's... That's why they have uh, that's why they have Word Doc correcting. Um, all right, Mr. Side, anything else? 
Uh, no, man, I think that's about it. Really looking forward to season started. Just so you know, the thing I'm looking forward to the most, since you've been asking everybody, except for me, is seeing what Lewis Phillips can do this year to take over the media world. He's going to be the man. All right. Yeah, it was good stuff. Actually, I, did, I had yeah. Lewis on uh, mine earlier. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be interesting, man. He's is this uh, when it comes? Is this a pop culture pop culture takeover by Lewis? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what we're what else we're going to film is his uh, first concert experience with uh, Darkside. No, we he went to a that. concert. We oh, yeah. at, at Cardiff they had a rapper, and he said, "This is my first concert ever." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Right on, man." No, but ja- Jamie's going to take him to a Jamie's real concert. Taking him to like Guar or something. <laughs> That'd be great. Me and Rankin can take him to Lamb of God. Yeah, there you go. Rankin's still upset at you, by the way. When is no, he not upset? Good. Yeah, still upset no, at you, I, Jamie. I, I took him to Iron Maiden. We're good. No, hey, no, speaking of Rankin, so. is he okay? Like, is he okay? I can't get an answer from him. He just says he's going to be a roadie. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all he says. Nice. He's just going to concerts. He texted me a couple nights ago. He was headed to Machine Head, so yep. uh, I think he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's living the okay, life. He's okay. a roadie. Uh, all right, Mr. Side, thanks for calling in. Uh, the last wrap-up, everybody. Guts Racing, Seal Savers, Motorsport.com, Michelin Bicycle Tires. Uh, the last wrap-up, Wes Williams, uh, FMIP. Wait, so have yep. we figured out why Jamie's going to call in every week? Do we have a new segment? What are you just? Is this it? Are you also kicking him off the show? You know what? I mean, I, we didn't even discuss this, uh, Mr. Guida, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, like. What do you bring in? Oh, what? I'm never listening again. I'm what? done. <laughs> You're done? You're done. Okay. All right. He's yeah. done, everybody. I, mean, I may not even do a wrap-up this week. You've already paid me. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I have. Damn it. You already paid him for that motorcycle you don't have, too. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Where's my, where's my motorcycle? Yeah, it's my motorcycle. It's in my name. Oh, boy. No, the, the one he bought from you. Oh, yeah. that's that. I'll probably drop that off on the way out to Anaheim. Checkers that that'll be a that'll be in the race tech uh, soon. It's a 1990 YZ125. Oh, those are right in the wheelhouse. That's like a Dubak bike. Yeah, those, <laughs> that's my new build. So I'm working on that with Mister Mister Side. Isn't that yep. in a box or something? Did, did I think I it's in 14 boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's in multiple boxes and actually a trash can too. So <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Can't wait to get on it. It's a sign yeah, better by the day. Uh, thanks, uh, Jamie. Hey, real quick, I do want to say thank you because you just – I'm going to blow you again. Uh, there's a sound drop. But you also gave me a bonus with the last pay. So uh, no Christmas party, dinner, but I did get a Christmas bonus. Good dude, Steve. Always that's, appreciate everything you've done for me. That's what I do. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. That's what I do. But, yeah, just keep so, shitting on me, Mr. Side, any chance you get. Uh, all you got to do is look at our social media and you see who does the most shitting on the other. You're – bullying social media campaign before the world vets didn't really pay off did it it did not i'm sure that article is coming out soon it is yes uh all right man talk to you tomorrow right. thanks yep see you. all right Bye. see ya uh checkers thank you man i appreciate the time uh sorry to put you on uh, uh hold there a little bit while we were talking to this to you guys but um thanks checkers yeah no worries i was gonna listen anyways like i said i'm a i'm a huge fan i'm excited to get racing going so thanks for having me on and um any of the any riders out there, privateers out there that are looking for support or want support. Um, we're seriously looking for some guys and, and open to helping. And that's what we enjoy doing. And privateer proven is real. That's what we're here for. So uh, my email is just Chris CHRS at racetech.com and, and feel free to drop a, an email over and we'll try to help you out with whatever we can help out with on the, on the suspension side and give you the best tools that we can to, you know, it's, 
really, really fun to take a guy that, you know, maybe was just barely making night shows and build them all the way up to making their first main event. Like, to me, that feels like winning, and it's um, it's really cool and really re- rewarding. So if we can find some guys that, that need the help and want the help and have good personalities, we'd be stoked to help you guys out and um, also be able to develop our products and continue to develop them further so that we have better products for all of our customers as well. Cool. Well said. Uh, thank you for the support and racetech.com. And like Michael Lindsay said, get the bushings changed, get the seals changed, get the oil changed. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, boys. Have All a right, good see night. You. That's, uh, that's Chris Riesenberg from uh, Racetech. Thanks for the speaking of the wrap-up show. Speaking of Randy, michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the complete offering of Michelin motorcycle tires. Starcross 6, have you do you have you tried these yet? Do you have some? Yeah, I went to the intro. It was great. Yeah, yeah but do you have them on your bikes now or anything? Or? Uh, I haven't ran on one in a couple months, but well, I have a couple times you, since. Can you get a Starcross 6, please? Can you get one? I have some. I just need to put them on a bike oh, I'm featuring, in between shootouts and stuff. Featuring, when, when is your shootout? Oh, okay, it's going to be beginning next year now. What happened? Well, what Don just spread is we had holidays. I was trying to get two bikes that we didn't currently have, and then uh, was MXA Dirt Bike did theirs. Uh, pain the butt to be two between Christmas and New Year's. I want to do it right, so it's going to happen like right, around, right after A1. I feel like you normally get the jump on everybody. I usually with, am first. This your, is the first time I haven't, man. Right. Yeah. Slacking. Yep, a little bit. Too busy with Mr. Lewis and Mr. Side. Too busy with ever life. Uh, so work. thanks to the folks at Michelin. Uh, the Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 5, provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. They got sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. The Starcross 6s are out. They've been reviewed. Chris Kiefer helped do a little bit of uh, uh, end result testing on these as well. I've, I really think the front is better than the Starcross 5. I've been running these at the world since the World Vets, and uh, I really think the front is better than the 5. So stoked on that. A little better grip for me out here at the, at the Helen than uh, from the 6 to the 5. So please check out michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle. Uh, thank you as well to the folks at Skosh. Pulp 2022 is the code to save with Skosh. With Skosh. S-C-O-S-C-H-E, Scosche.com, to unlock your discount on accessories for life. Celebrating over 40 years in business, visit Scosche.com. Pulp 2022, innovators of award-winning consumer tech, power sports, car, audio products, and accessories. So thank you to those guys. And again, Michael Lindsay brought to you by Decal Works tonight. Pulp 20 is, or sorry, Pulp MX is the code to save with Decal. DecalMX.com, official graphics of the Red Bull KTM guys, and Rockstar NG Husqvarna, and, uh, and lots more. So, uh, Jordan, what's up, man? How are you? Jordan, you there? Hello. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Jordan uh, Jordan Burns, oh, Not much, not much. Just, uh, yeah, I thought I'd give a quick call in because, you know, there was an exciting moment in my life recently mm-hmm. when uh, I read that I had the number one podcast with you on uh, Pulp MX, and I saw my name and bright lights on your, uh, on your Instagram, and I was just in shock uh yeah for people who don't know uh i do a best of list at the end of the year and uh your pod where we counted down the best 90s sort of punk tunes from the moto videos um was number one listened to and uh i'm guessing jordan that you shared that a lot of places uh because a lot like a lot of my stuff um i would have put a few ones ahead of you the ones that I did, but uh, so I was a little surprised too. So, did you share it somewhere? The funny thing is, Steve, is 
I didn't, and I totally slacked. I was trying to get you or Marks to, like, give me a little flyer banner thing that I could share it with, and I kind of got slacky like I do with all my Instagram anyways, and I, and I didn't share it. So that's, that's what was actually more shocking to me to even see like it, it made it without me promoting it. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, that's cool. I think people really enjoyed it. It's a sound check episode. I get good feedback from the people who, on those sound check ones. Uh, I've done a lot of them uh, over the years. So, um, yeah, people really dig them. And so, th- yeah, thanks for doing it. It is a little uh, because I, I don't, I, you know, if you if I released one out in November, well, we, we, we add them up at the end of December. So, you know, that Scott Sepkovic pod I just did, I got great feedback on that, but it just came out like two weeks ago. So it's not going to make the list for this year. So it is a little subjective, Jordan, on the time of the year that the podcast gets released. <laughs> but either way, good job. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking it down. I'm just, good job. Yeah, people were stoked. No, and, and I mean, what is that? Is that based off of, like, downloads or listens or yeah. likes or yep yep uh, all uh downloads and, and listens. so every time you download it or if you just click it to listen without downloading it it counts as a click on the file on the server mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't ask my guy for the numbers uh i could probably ask him and get it um but i just said hey give me the top 10 podcasts that were not race reviews so just top 10 one-on-one podcasts and you got it. I mean, this is this is the only time that in my entire life that I will ever beat Chad Reed at something. There you go. You know, Ch- Chad Reed got third. <laughs> that's, that's the attitude. Yeah, no, uh, thanks again for doing it for me. Yeah, appreciate it. So It was actually a lot of fun and, uh, you know, brought back a lot of memories and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's there's cool other videos. I mean, of course, we touched on a bunch of Moto Triple X videos, which was going to be natural. And then, you know, I picked out five other videos and and uh, we went over that with the music and stuff. And it was just cool to flash back on, on a lot of that stuff and, uh, you know, listen to the songs and the way they connected to the movies and stuff so it was definitely uh it was definitely fun cool man yeah thanks again for doing it people check it out search it out steve mathis show jordan burns uh thanks man and the other thing i just listened to the uh moto triple x commentary video with uh with our friend kenny watson oh yeah uh, that long time which was yeah which you did a a long time ago and it was really funny to listen to that again Uh and uh (laughs) Just Kenny's such a good storyteller, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. And uh, it's it's pretty funny listening to him commentate on the uh, on the whole thing. He doesn't have all of his facts correct, but you know. Yeah, but that's he, that's that's Kenny. That's part of the fun, though, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. That's that's Watson. Uh, thanks, Jordan. We got to run. Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, okay. thank you. I'll be uh, waiting for my trophy. Yeah. Wait <laughs> Wait for your trophy and your check. It's coming. <laughs> Thanks, man. Later. All right. That's Jordan Burns, everybody. Uh, Michael Lindsay here from Vital MX. Uh, Ken Roxon, Lewis Phil. Uh, sorry, Ken Roxon, Philip Nicoletti, Chad Watts, and uh, Checkers. What's your favorite interview tonight? Gotta go, Kenny. Right, Kenny. Yeah, gotta go, Kenny. Yeah, you gotta go, Kenny. Uh, a couple more things before we wrap up here. Triumph announcement. I had somebody ask me, hey, are you going to do a Renthal reaction to it? I'm like, to what? Like, what? I, I, okay, they're going to go in MotoGP in 2024. M- MXGP. MXGP, sorry. MXGP in 2024. Say MoGP, or you drop right. a news, I don't know. They're, and they're going to go Supercross and Motocross Racing in 2024 as well. 
Uh, Tedesco, I believe, is taking a larger role with them. He's not helping out uh, riders anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't in the press release. Carmichael's involved. We knew that. Yep. Bobby Hewitt, Scuba, we knew all that. Uh, Scuba said he was leaving the industry. He couldn't handle the uh, the workload hey, anymore. Did, did you hear? So when I got there, he made a joke to me like, oh, I bet you're really excited to talk to me. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was just being a smart ass. But he's like, ugh, then I have to thank you for getting a, me a job. I'm like, huh? And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, after the pulp thing. And I'm like, I just kind of laughed. I was like, very funny. He's like, no. And Appleton said, and it, I told him they can't, uh, I told him they were full of it for this. They're like, yeah, no, we, we were listening to you guys on the pulp show when you were teasing them about like Quinn and everything. And Appleton's like, that's the moment we called him the next morning. And I was like, well, you would have called him anyways. He goes, yeah, maybe down the road, but that's actually the reason we called him the next morning. They're like, we didn't, weren't going to, that wasn't planned. He wasn't already going to plan nope. to work for Hewitt. Nope. They swore up and down. They said oh, the okay. day they talked to him about was the day after he came on the Pulp Show. And you were in studio? For that? Yes, because okay. that's where I, I said something like, oh, Georgia, like, Bobby's there, you know, this and that. And he swore up and down. Yeah, he's like, I, I, I thought this was all in the works. And I, really and I told him, I'm yeah. like, I thought you were just, you couldn't say anything because their NDAs are pretty right. gnarly. He's like, no. He goes, I really didn't right. have anything. Um, so I'm, I like Beta coming in. I like Triumph coming mm-hmm. in. I'm all for that. But what am I going to do reaction on? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the bike. We don't know who's riding it we don't know i mean it's awesome but dude they're coming out a little early <laughs> yeah just they have a long rollout they want to do it their way and i get it people are fired up want to see the bike and it'll be like pretty soon like stark and i like the guys at stark and we just talked to kenny about it they have dropped the ball they, they went the wrong way they went the wrong way they invited the media out last year to race or ride this thing they had interviews i i got contacted i did one with anton mm-hmm. really nice guy Ben from uh, Benjamin Cobb, mm-hmm. PR guy, great guy. But they've had issues with getting the bikes out, and they've lost whatever momentum they may have had. Yeah. So I'm a little wary of Triumph coming out until I see something, right? Like, that's all. So, And, and I give them the, the little bit of benefit out of the right people and them taking a while. So they're on the – I feel like they're very much the opposite end of the spectrum is, like, they don't want to show their cards early, yeah. which – because on one side, you know, again, you get people that would freak out because it's like, oh, this could be a candle, it could be a mess, it could be the barge thing where it gets announced too early, but they're trying to go the absolute opposite end of the spectrum. But with that comes the, oh, where, where is it? Wake yeah, up when we get yeah, there. Yeah, right. That, that's factor. where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Like, just, yeah, let me know when you guys are racing. Bobby Hewitt being involved is the worst kept secret in our sport for a long time now. <laughs> we all, we already, yeah, we, 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 we all knew that. So, um, a lot of people are putting Anderson over there. I wouldn't be so sure. Well, let's see. Wrong. So, again, people, I mean, it's so generically against, but so many people didn't read the, the have listened to any of the interviews. It's like they're racing a 250 and 24. They're not racing a 450 till 25. Yes, Jason's deal is up at the end of this year. Well, they're not going to have a 450 for another year. Now, what would be telling me if you see Jason sign a one year extension, maybe he's trying to go like that yeah. but no they're they're focused on 250s they're going to run three of them i'm pretty sure i know what one of them is based off a comment that scuba made to me on his interview mm-hmm. i'm gonna guess swole's one of them um i actually went me and uh lewis did a list here and i'm gonna put out next week but we kind of went through our theories of like okay who's available who could they really go for and there's actually quite a few guys available uh really just ranges and yep. depends once they want to do there's actually a lot of guys coming up out of contract but we also talked about the difficulty of like hey they may have all these people but still mm-hmm. you're trying to convince there was like a mid-tier guys that we think could be on their way out with teams that would probably be stoked to go there if the bike's good yeah but then there's like a list of a few select guys that are really good but you would actually have to like 
convince yeah, them. They're, they're, yeah, they're out of contract, yeah. but you would have to do some heavy convincing right. to get them to come over. I talked to somebody who's uh, given them some parts from the mm -hmm. OEM side, mm -hmm. and it's good stuff. And mm -hmm. they said that they're spending money and they're doing it right mm -hmm. from what they know. So the bike won't be, you know, the bike should be good. How many um, times have you dropped that damn baseball? I know, bat right? It's, I don't know. I, it, 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 I'm not dropping there's it. No, there's enough. no video tonight, and you're just a little bit less professional. <sighs> yeah, that's what else is new. So the Triumph announcement, wow, cool. I'll wait. Beta. Talon, what do you got for beta? What, what's happening? Yeah, where's our beta update? Yeah, you're a beta guy. The bike should be out middle of next year, like summer of next year. And then I think 24 is the plan for, I don't know if they're going Supercross or Outdoors first, but right. 24, uh, I think they'll be You saw racing. Ben Watson's on it, right? He's yeah. Riding it. Yep. New Which, team, though, for GPs. It's not the same team that's ran the bike the last I wonder if our buddy years. Lewis is uh, worried about the Ferrato-Watson battle now. It doesn't really seem too concerned. Okay. Right. Said well, Ben's in a be. great place. Said a two-year deal. Um, comments about the Probably bike good being money. a little, little slow. Eh, I heard the money. It wasn't that great. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so we'll wait and see about that. Um, what else did I have on my list to talk to you about? Well, the, not knowing which coast guys are riding, I could start yelling about that. That's simple. I, I do that every year. It's a fucking joke. Maybe I'll save that for next show. The fact that we don't know who's on each coast. I mean, we have an idea. Yeah. But imagine just showing up at an NFL game and not knowing who's playing. You just show up and you're just like, oh, look, Tom Brady's playing. Cool. Like, yeah. it's just it's a joke. It's, it's ridiculous. They need to declare these riders – for the good of the sport. Now, you don't have to stick to that. Injuries happen. Things uh, happen. I say, well, club already declared in. It's already yeah. wrong. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, th things happen, but can we get a roster out a few weeks before the first round as far as who we think we're going to see? And mm -hmm. if it changes, fine. But what a joke that, you know, mm -hmm. all of Mitch's guys are just up in the air and all the star guys are up in the air. And I think this is just back to the, what we talked about at the very beginning of the show. The 250 class is still just a bit broken. It is. It's terrible. The best thing you can do, the best thing you can do in 250s is be really fast and never win. That's, <laughs> a, that's the best thing you can do. Get hurt, tweak an ankle, yep. miss a main event. Anything else. That's the, you don't want to strive for excellence. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Just stay in there and don't win, and yep. you will make so much money. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're no. not wrong. And so how you're is that? Wrong. How is that very fundamental – um, very fundamental choice make for a good sport. It doesn't. It just doesn't. No. So, uh, all right. Uh, by the way, uh, FMF apparel package, email 69 in honor of Phil Nicoletti to contest at pulpamexshow.com if you want to uh, win one of that. Thanks to the folks at FMF. Thanks to the folks at Works Connection. Pulpamex20 is the code to save with those guys. And uh, all of our codes on pulpamexshow.com. So whether it's Atlas, Brace, or Guts, OGO, Maxima, uh, all those guys. You can uh, uh, go on the pulpmixshow.com. The codes are there, and uh, you can figure it out. So, uh, Michael Lindsay, thank mm -hmm. you. Appreciate it. Good mm -hmm. luck with Mr. Side and Mr. Phillips. Probably, you know, going to be really taxing your patience this year. So, eh, Maybe if we talk about music too much, want to strangle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you're you're out tonight to uh, North Carolina to do some photo Ooh, stuff. So red eye, yay. yeah. Now yeah, staying there through the the holidays. My, uh, my oh, girl, you are. Oh, yeah. My uh, girlfriend's staying there and go to school right now. So I'll uh, get to work for a couple days, stay through Christmas, and fly back uh, Monday and start preparing for the race season. So the Monday after Christmas, yes. 
Oh, we have New Year's Eve, so we have one more weekend. Yeah, we have one okay, more. Okay, yeah. It's getting close, trust me. I know, me. I know it is. Uh, and hey, speaking of that, all the same day I fly back, and that's when Lewis gets here. Is uh, He physically gets here on uh, Monday the 26th. He'll be at Chipotle uh, at uh, I mean, he gets on, in at 6 p.m., so yeah, probably the first stop will be yeah. uh, Chipotle. Um, I mean, that's probably all given for a Christmas gift is some Chipotle gift cards. And uh, yeah. When his, does Mr. Side come out? Um, the two he starts driving new the day after New Year's or whatever Monday yeah, before yeah. a one he's yeah. gonna start driving this way. I think like he said he's actually gonna stop off here and drop off that bike. That's the plan. Um, uh, and then he'll get announced one next week. But we have one other hire, maybe not as familiar name wise, but Lewis's Phil Lewis Phillips cohort Sean Ogden, who is the main filmer at MX Vice, is coming with him. He also lands on twenty six, so okay. he starts as well. Good times, uh, Talon. Thanks for coming in, man. You know, like thank you, Talon. Just toughing just, things through. Just grinding over yeah, here. just. You know, you like to see guys that, you know, step up. Yeah, show up. Show up at least. When, even when if they things don't step are up. tough, you like to see guys that just step up. That, that's all. That's all, Talon. So thanks, buddy. Yep, thanks. Uh, appreciate that. We're off next week, and then we're back on the second with Blake Savage in studio. Time for the grind. And, uh, and then when we come back after on the second, Talon, that's it. We're, just, we're grinding again. We'll just be here forever. Buckle up. We're here every Monday. Uh, so I'm booking some studio, some guest spots for studios. I'm looking forward to some of the co-hosts, man. There's some different guys coming in. I'm stoked Blake's coming in. He's a really good dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Stoked that he's coming in. And uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for a great year in 2022. Michael, I think this is like your fourth or fifth time here this year. So I really appreciate I that. my fourth. I didn't come okay. up too much this right. year. Well, fourth is still good. Let's go uh, so thanks, people, for all the year. Thanks to all the sponsors as well. And uh, we'll be back with the video next, uh, next show. If, if Mark's... Is okay. Returns. Yeah. From injury. Yeah. Sickness. Uh, Papa Max Fantasy. Sign-ups are open. Check it out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Michael, thank you. Thanks to Pookie. Thanks to SwissCore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Weege. Thanks to Weege this weekend. Thanks to Weege for Jason the questions. Thomas. JT as well. And uh, see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, he knocked his dick loose. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.